Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The mysterious Gram Box from Morbeer brings you this Brewing Network Sunday session. See the Gram Box affordable control unit at morebeer.com. Great beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter oh, yeah. the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. Yeah. I'm Jeff propelled at all times. <laughs> How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example, and this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think you know, it's bullshit. The, <laughs> I think it's bullshit, too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. no. We're going to teabag fight. Yeah. <laughs> you heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high five, Beavis? <laughs> now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Welcome to the session. Yeah, all the, right. Uh, the Justinless session. Oh, First no. time in the Brewing Network history. We have to come up with a better name than that. The Justinless session. Yes. Yeah. How about uh, it smells pretty good in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I tell you what. In, in prepping for the show, uh, now I know why that guy gets so hammered all the show every time. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. a lot of work, man. <laughs> Is this like a format change for 2011? Yeah, it's a format change exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The other any the other thing is just an excuse. Is That's new BN now with you leading the helm? Well, you know, it's in a new direction. I, I like to think of myself as a visionary. We can talk about cats. <laughs> yeah. That's, and Warcraft. And uh, Alonzo and I are actually, uh, he's going to be flying in. He's going to do the show with me. Yeah. Sweet. Wow. Welcome, everybody. Uh, Justin, as you know, is in the hospital uh, going through some stuff. We're actually going to have a live press conference with him uh, at around five thirty, five forty, uh right uh, after our first break. I knew he couldn't keep away. I know, right? Yes. Um, trust me, he's a control freak. So, uh, uh, you know, this is our chance to uh, to uh, make sure that he understands how retarded that is. Um, so uh, we're going to uh, be talking to him. We're going to have a couple industry uh, news people on, uh, one of which will be Christopher Colby from yeah. Brew Your Own Magazine. No. Cool. So this isn't just some hack press conference. This is a real thing. We're, we're inviting the press. I get it. Right. right. Yeah. Wow. People care about this, McDole. People yeah. care about it. I get it. At least my, you know. Uh, it's like LeBron James. Some of us do. 
Right. Yeah. We're selling <laughs> spots on it too. So every five minutes we'll break if you guys want to, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, advertise on the uh, Justin press conference. Um, yeah. So I don't know how he's doing. I haven't actually talked to him today. Um, we'll find out all that information. And you guys, I know, out in Radio Land are going to be uh, curious to hear what's going on with that guy. He's probably, you know, worried about all the germs in his body right now. You know. <laughs> Yeah, really. I would be. He's been given a handful of medications. Maybe he's forgotten it all right yeah. now. He's so high, he yeah. has no idea what's going on. He's like, man, I will. I, will, I don't even care about changing yeah. my underwear. Or my diaper. Yeah. yeah. Hoping there's a hot nurse on shift. He keeps hitting that call button. Oh, yeah. She'll show up. Oh. She keeps getting prettier with each medication. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Crossley, uh, the slit in the gown goes in the back, not the front. <laughs> Please. Anyway, uh, we're back after a couple weeks off. A little Christmas uh, and New Year's celebration. Um, I didn't really do anything. I pretty much, I didn't I much stayed home on those nights. Yeah. I stayed home the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Staycation. But now I, I'm back. I'm out there now. <laughs> Watch out for me. <laughs> Not with the amateurs. I'm with the pros now. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good idea. I read uh, there's a, a local blog, uh, claycord.com. Oh, sure. .com, and I think uh, it was Christmas night they had 167 oh. arrests for drunk driving wow wow Happy, merry christmas right are you in the no, is that the county or the city um i think just oh god i don't know i didn't read it i got it secondhand i think it's the yeah, region uh, okay i'll say i was <laughs> yeah. just making sure yeah, just right. just outside. <laughs> like, wow i bet it's the county i think tasty just doesn't want the competition <laughs> <laughs> you think that's it oh yeah you know you go out on the night everybody's well, got to be somewhere else like a new year's eve we went we went out like at noon and and uh Got our groove on, and then by like eight thirty at night, we're like Done. Dunzo, right? Yeah, and we're home. We're home. <laughs> we had a good time. We partied. So we on did it like off shift on New Year's. Did you make it to uh, to midnight? Oh or no, not? not at all. <laughs> uh, I, didn't, I didn't make it to ten thirty. No, no, no. It's not a goal. Are you getting old, man? Yeah, you're a I am getting old. Was, <laughs> He's seen a Chad, lot of New Year's. Chad and Randy were rolling with me. I don't know. They, they, they were on the same program. Yeah. I was on East Coast time. I was pretty much passed yeah, yeah, out by now. Right. Yeah. That's right. You went back and uh, saw the fam. Yeah. It was a good time. I Cold. saw you like the next day you came in and you were already like frying salami and making a sandwich. Ah, yeah. Good stuff. I was like, wow. He's in his <laughs> Comes back with bad habits, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Well, he had a gold chain and a wife beater on and oiled <laughs> hair. And I was like, wow. Don't mess with Chad right now, man. Chad, you, you wanted to surprise your family, right? Yeah, it, it worked out. It did, yeah. Because you, you actually, no. Jay, spilled the beans like the show before you left? A little bit. A little bit. They didn't hear it. No. Okay. They don't listen to this crap. I mean, they had their hunches, but basically, uh, no, they so had no idea. You just rang the doorbell and they answered it and you were standing there? Well, it was, no, it was interesting because my cousin's uh, getting married, so his fiance is moving out of Boston. They're moving to my grandmother's house in Connecticut. And so we all, you know, kind of helped out uh, getting them moved. And so we went out to dinner when we got back to Connecticut. And uh, my parents showed up to the restaurant and just were, you know, really surprised. What are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. What, you guys eat here too? That so, guy looks just yeah, like Chad. I was going to tell you I was in town. Yeah. It was kind of weird. Like, my mom looked at me for like, I mean, must have been 10 seconds. Like, what? Who, 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 wow. You know what I mean? It was, it was cool. She, she was thinking that guy looks just like Chad. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. You, you blew know? her poor mind. Man. Yeah, you it was cool. If he's coming. It was That's a lot awesome, of fun. Man. That's awesome. I'm glad you didn't get stuck in that weather. Oh, well, well, yeah. missed it, right? Well, we got, you know, like the 60-mile-hour winds and all that, but everything yeah. was more, like, central or, you know, west of us. So uh -huh. we're kind of southeastern Connecticut. Everything got, like, New York City up, Philly got hammered. Yeah, well, God hates that part of territory anyway. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, cold. Maybe, maybe nobody lives there. Maybe your mom's listening right now, Chad. She might be. It's her birthday. Yeah. Oh, happy really? birthday, hey, Mom, if you are listening. Wow. Happy birthday, Mom. My father will have her listen tomorrow. There you go. <laughs> Uh, but 
And my father's going to be out here in a couple weeks. He's really? going to Hawaii. Huh? He's going to meet up with uh, Bill. Oh, really? Uh, Maui. BC Maui. BC Maui. Oh, man. Cool. So, I have a feeling oh, they're going to tear up. it up. Yeah. Oh, know, wow. Man. Yeah. He, and he's coming through here? He's going to come through. Yeah. Yep. How long is he in town here for? Uh, just a couple days. Oh, nice. Because nice. they're going to like Seattle, and then they're flying out to Hawaii first class. Then they come back, and they're going to hang around for a couple days. Oh, so then they go back to Connecticut. We're, oh, we're catching them on the way back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's better than sending him to Hawaii with a hangover. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> send him home with one instead. Yeah. Yeah. I guess where he's staying on Maui is like uh, you know within like two miles of Maui Brewing Company, their brew pub. Mm-hmm. Oh really? So it's perfect. He's like, I can go down and watch football, and I guess football starts at like eight a.m. because it's five hours difference. Right. So if it's on the East Coast, you oh, know, it's perfect. So oh, it's yeah. okay to drink at eight. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> they do like breakfast and stuff, yeah. and oh, all kinds of specials. Hmm. And he just got invited by his buddy. His buddy had a, a friend. He won something at work, and he goes, "Hey, you know, my buddy can't make it. You think you can go? You know, expenses paid." So he's uh, not bringing. Yeah, mom. sure. He's not. not <laughs> no, no, okay. him and a buddy. So lucky bastard. That's cool, man. It's a good deal. He didn't, Nate, he didn't call you to get, let you go, right? Uh, no. no, but he's going to stop through here, which is cool. That's cool. that is awesome. Yeah. We're going to see your dad again. So that was my big East Coast update. Nate, how much Satan did you worship over the holiday? No, <laughs> immeasurable amounts. A lot? Yeah. That yeah, black yeah. Santa suit? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> My neighbors loved that one. Black Maybe I was Santa one of those suit. police calls on uh, Christmas night. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really remember. If you have uh, black cats, do you find your neighbors pulling them in on these holidays? Like- yeah, they might think I you know, would sacrifice them in the garage or something. They can't tell what I'm doing out there with all these boiling kettles and... Hops and malt and all this stuff. My neighbors don't know what to think of that. Some some witch's brew. Yeah, until I give them a few bottles and they're okay with it. A little cauldron. Well, they probably have it tested first. Yeah, exactly. They just pour it down the drain and tell me it was good. Yeah, how are the new neighbors? New neighbors are all right. Yeah? Yeah, they're all pretty old. uh, I don't see them a lot. So So you have opposite schedules. You got that transition neighborhood? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got that word. Exactly. All the kids are grown and gone, and you're the new new generation We're moving the new in. Generation and you still got a lot of old people there. Yeah, I've been in a few of those. And, and trick or treat time comes around. There's no kids. Uh, yep. And then within a few years, it's all new families, and it's just a see a little kids in tricycles. Yeah, yeah there's just <laughs> it's a very nightmare. I was handing out handfuls of candy to the kids this year to try and get rid of it. I think at the end, just because I I wasn't sure there was going to be many kids, and then hope ton of them showed up later. It took me by surprise. But yeah, I'd rather have more candy than no candy. Yeah, at the end. that's then true. That house and yeah, <laughs> gotta get some tricks. Go big. <laughs> <laughs> Go big or cry. All right. Well, uh, we have a good show for you guys, uh, despite Justin uh, having no hand in it at all. Or is that maybe a pun? because that is a pun. <laughs> oh. uh, we have Nate Smith in the studio. In case uh, you guys didn't wow. recognize the voice, what am I doing here? Heard? I know. What are you doing? This here, is a man? tradition now. Every time there's a, a somebody, cancellation somebody of a cast or some problem, they're like, oh, I, Nathan's probably doing something weird. Let's call him up and see if he'll show up. Well, I couldn't. Ha- I don't think I could handle like an interview, like a yeah. proper interview. I thought we couldn't you know? be in the room at the same time. I guess I'm not doing a good, a good enough job of being intimidating to you, JP. Then no. you keep inviting me back. <laughs> I feel, you feel too welcome within the same room with me or something. I feel you staring at me. Yeah. I just enjoy it too much. It's piercing eyes. But you're talking about uh, Brett. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, Britannomyces in beer, Mm -hmm. everything from uh, mixed fermentation with uh, primarily an ale yeast and then pitching Brett later and or a little bit closer to 100% Brett or uh, something a little bit along the lines of a traditional Lambic mixed uh, fermentation. Then we're also going to touch upon on the end something that I think uh, a few homebrewers have tried at one point or another if they're comfortable with trying Brett at all is if uh, you have a beer that doesn't quite finish out and uh, you want to 
take it in a completely different direction. You can add some Britannomyces and uh, transform that beer into something entirely different. Yeah. So we have a few, dry and funky. Yeah, we have a few different examples from uh, myself and Doc that we'll be tasting along with uh, that discussion. Should be a pretty cool deal. Sounds like a, a middle-aged hippie. What? Dry and funky. Yeah, dry. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, I, I thought that was weird when, you know, I was talking to you the other day and you're like, oh, you know, I have all these Brett things and all, all that going on and, yeah. and you're pretty much known as a hop guy. Right. Well, um, and I thought it was kind well, of uh, the, the BN other shows, end of that spectrum. Is, right. It's, Brett, yeah. Right? It's nice to have something entirely different too. And I can always go find a good IPA, but a, a Brett beer is not uh, something that you can necessarily find your own example of. And a lot of them tend to be uh, obscure or very pricey or just something or really old or, or really old or messed up yeah it's hard, yeah. hard to come by I find a lot of them are variable ones you know you get a good one then you get a bad one well, yeah. look at Russian River they're primarily known as hoppy and then yeah, the other right. extreme it's, guess that's it's, true. Yeah, it's all wild beers I'm just at Vinny's true. altar I guess <laughs> 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 oh, I think Welcome I'll do some Brett beers now yeah. <laughs> no I think uh, the BN shows were something that over the time it uh, inspired me to get over that fear of not trying it and that you can keep things separate in the brewery without cross-contaminating and whatnot so we'll get into that a little bit more in detail later yeah. but uh, i think there's a lot of bn listeners who at this point if they're into brewing enough they've at least thought about it or tried it themselves so that our experiences here will fit into a lot of their experiences as well i think so, awesome yeah no it should yeah. be it should be a great show uh, first, a few announcements. You know how we do it here. Uh, signed Brewing Classic Style books are in the store right now. So go out and buy those. We are unfortunately out of the signed uh, yeast books, uh, but we still have some non-signed in stock. We also have a lot of Brewing with Wheat. Remember that great show that we did earlier in the year with uh, Stan Hieronymus? Uh, talk, taught everyone how to, how to properly brew with wheat and, and all the complications and how to overcome that. Uh, I thought it was a great book. That's got a great... It's got a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah, it's a good read. It was a fantastic book, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's thin, too, but it's an easy read. Yeah. yeah, some of those books can be a little tough to read, uh, some of the style books. Yeah, and a little bit. Yeah, it, just, yeah. It, it gets a little heavy on the history and some things, but this answered a lot of my questions. Uh, little stuff, how to tweak this. Maybe I didn't get enough of you know, the banana flavor, things like that in it, or mm-hmm. why can't I use this and that in there? Mm-hmm. And it it really does answer a lot of the, the little questions. And uh, I, I was, it's easy read, like you said. It's a lot easier to read. Yeah, it's a great book. Uh, we have all new merch in the store as well. Don't forget, uh, cold weather. It's been freezing here, dude. Yes. It's been like 40 degrees. It, it barely gets out of, the, out of the 30s around here. For California, that's crazy. Right? A lot of um, tips. So I've been hanging in my B and hoodie. We've got tons of new B and hoodies in stock. We have polos, lunch meat shirts, of course. Mm. Still have lunch meat shirts in stock. I don't know why you guys oh, aren't buying off. five of them at a time, but they're there. Uh, check those out. Don't forget about the B in app. You can go to iTunes or uh, Banap. the BN app. Banap. Yeah. Kind of what Justin's doing right now. Taking uh, a BN app. I have a BN app. <laughs> Justin said he'd pay me back for that, but I, don't, I didn't see it. That no. jerk. Yeah. Uh, subscribe and join the BN army. Uh, every time you do, uh, auto entry into the monthly raffle that we have, uh, thanks to our sponsor, More Beer. Go to morebeer.com, check out all the stuff they all have. All right. Good uh, guys. But subscribe and donate. Uh, it helps us out, helps you out. Uh, mainly it helps me out uh, just because uh, I feel like I'm doing my job. Uh, don't forget, you can check us out also on Twitter and Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. Uh, what is it? BN, uh, Brewing Network, I think, on Twitter. Uh, and then The Brewing Network on Facebook. Uh, producer Scott the Jew is now available via <laughs> email uh, at scott at thebrewingnetwork.com or as I like to call it, Jew mail. Uh, send feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. 
All right, got that nice stuff out of so the way. So, Scott, is that one-way email? Like, they just send stuff to you, and you have, you can't answer any of their questions? Oh, well, they're generally not asking questions. They're making show suggestions. And there's a lot of good ones, so. Okay, one-way yeah. one, one email. Uh, one what? One-way email. Am I the only one that's not understanding what he's saying? I think, do you respond <laughs> yeah. to people, I think, is what he wants to know. I think. In his Are line, you, what, what questions would they ask you? Doc language. And, and it's, it's, it's just, it's an inbox. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Iris, yes, I do respond to emails if that's what you're asking. Okay. Yeah. What I, email? I don't know. I don't know. We'll just make Sorry, it up. Doc, just, just make up an answer at this point. <sighs> you didn't even know I was here for the first 10 minutes I'm I was here. I'm telling him. I'm six feet from you, and I've been talking in the room for like, <laughs> like 10 minutes, yeah. and all of a sudden your eyes uh, go, up, oh, hey. Why, why would you ask me a question and expect an answer uh, after that? <laughs> we're already, uh, I, I need a beer. Hold on, I need a drink of beer. There you go. Good, good. Uh, Muir Pond Pale Ale. Nice beer. Chad, yeah. what's going on with your homebrew? There's no, no homebrew on tap. Right? There is. Uh, uh, he's been gone yeah. three weeks. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, whatever. What do you think, Chad's <laughs> announcement? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Hit it. Who's this brought to us by? Oh, I'm sorry. Shat's announcements are brought to us today by Downtown Joe's. All right. Oh, yeah. We love well, that. First place. up, Central Florida homebrewers are holding the Me Millennium 2011. That's on the 29th of this month. Uh, entries are due the 22nd. Go to cfhb.org for all the details there. Uh, in Milwaukee, the Beer Barons and Milwaukee Brewing Company are having their second annual Midwinter Homebrew Comp. Uh, that takes place with the Midwinter Brew Festival out there. Um, Best of Show is uh, going to be featured at the World of Beer Festival. Uh, so go to midwinterhbc.beerbarons.org for all the info on that one. Uh, the Brewery's 300th Batch Homebrew Competition, they push this back. So you have until February 14th, I believe, to get entries in for this one. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, you can go to thebrewery.com, get all the information on that one. That one I'm entering. That one's oh, really, that's that, really that one, cool. That one just piqued my interest. I don't enter very many competitions at all anymore, and that one's... All the proceeds cool. to charity. Yeah. It's all charity. Yeah, that's uh, really cool. Yeah, you get to enter in the uh, GABF Pro-Am competition as well. Um, so, yeah, get your entries in. Uh, AHA Club Only Competitions, Battle of the Bitters, English Pale Ales. Uh, entry deadline is the 28th of this month, and uh, that's going to be taking place in Livermore. Brian Cooper is the contact. Brewer Brian at sbcglobal.net for uh, details on that one. I Mad Zymergist. I thought that was Petros Family Reunion, Battle of the Bitters. <laughs> Could be, huh? <laughs> that's a little joke I made up. Uh, no joke. Here's a good one to be involved with is the uh, right. inaugural... Napa Homebrew <laughs> Challenge. You said uh, first well. annual. Oh. <laughs> Not first annual. Uh, deadline is the 29th of this month, January. Uh, you can um, check out, uh, what is it, the uh, Napa Valley Bung... Bung Brewers. Yeah. <laughs> Bung Brewers. Uh, Whatever that is. And, what's the competition uh, about? It's, uh, it's basically it's just their uh, inaugural Napa Homebrew Challenge, and uh, I think it's uh, pretty much all stuff. All categories. First one, yeah. Mike Riddle, I believe, is one of the organizers mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, really well Good group known of guys. local home brewer, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And his whole club there. Yeah. Uh, also taking place January 31st in New York City is the Homebrew Alley Homebrew Competition. And uh, one of our listeners is the prize coordinator, so there's all kinds of good swag and prizes for that one. Uh, go to Homebrew Alley uh, and check out all the info there. Uh, also, all you guys that live in the Midwest, uh, Michigan, all that area, Adam Mills uh, on the forum is Mills on the forum is coordinating cold storage transfer to NHC uh, in San Diego for all your entries, first round entries. 
uh, or I guess would be final entries or second round entries. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Um, so you know, go on the forum, uh, Brew Network forum, and uh, type in Nationals 2011. If you're out in the Midwest, uh, sounds like a good way to get your beers to the comp. That's all I got. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> blast from the past. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. Let's uh, have a little feedback. What do you think, Doc? Your favorite segment? Yes, please. Oh my God! You've got mail. Kick ass. Let me uh, let me dig it up here. What happened? Oh, there it is. All right. Probably Just the good loud. <clears throat> hey, Justin and the gang. I started listening in June of 2010 and decided to listen to all of the shows in chronological order before I started <laughs> listening live. Wow. I think we talked about this guy a little bit ago. Man. Well, seven months of continual be-in listening later, and I'm all caught up. Here's a summary of what my listening stats would be averaged out over that time. So this guy did math. First of all, kudos to you <laughs> for knowing math. Uh, second of all, for telling us. powering through that. I feel like a barbarian, like, being intro- We give you the gift of math. <laughs> so, this is per month. 33.6 episodes of the Sunday session at an average length of three hours and 12 minutes for a total of 107 hours. Wow. That's over Per month. 107 hours of us per month. He's hearing our uh, uh, he's hearing you guys in his sleep now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 17.86 episodes of the Jamil show at an average length of 1 hour for a total of 19.12 hours. 8.57 episodes of Bruce Strong at an average length of 1.19 hours for a total time of 11.17 hours. This guy really like got down <laughs> to it. 0.714 episodes of The Homebrewed Chef for a total of 1.21 hours. 11 episodes of Lunch Meat for a total of 10 and a half hours. That's a lot of meat. So total being listening per month, 150 hours and 4 minutes, or 6.25 days. This averages out to just about exactly 5 hours a day. Wow. Which if it's exactly, it's not just about. But anyway, by the way, the local, uh, the total being content so far uh, weighs in at 1,050 hours and 28 minutes, or 43.77 days. Holy shit. So you can listen to us for <laughs> yeah. 43 days. That's great. That should fill my math quota for the year, but I'll be listening live as much as I'm able to, uh, as much as I'm able to, starting with the January nine show, which is now. Uh, assuming that Justin gets better by then, well, we circumvented that. You should have taken an IQ test before and after and see if it plummeted. See what actually, happened, man. yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, here's another one. Just found you guys. I've hammered through about twenty sessions. Usually helps to pass my long commute. Hammered. I'm a home brewer. <laughs> no awards, but big dreams. I live in BFE, Kansas. I wonder what that means. Uh, and we'll be opening a nano brewery sometime in the next three three months or so. Um, talk Egypt. I've, I've enjoyed your mind. There you go. I've enjoyed your mindless and sophomoric banter. It reminds me of my pre-whipped, pre-professional vernacular, uh, which sounds like he's married now. And I've included pornographic and idiotic behavior in my business plan slash budget. Thanks for the bring info too. Four hours is a hell of a lot of time to sift through any of it, but what the hell? It's not like I'm paying for the download. And that's from Micah, owner of Crazy Eye Brewing. <laughs> nice. Crazy. Doc, Tasty, JP, Chad, Bebo, Scott the Jew, Pax, Jamil, Palmer, and Justin, you foodie, fledgling, lavish, lifestyle-leading, dog-dressing, no-talent hack. I was still first. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Thank you for the entertainment and information that you provide through each show. I'm in the process of moving, and I'm driving cross-country from, or, from Orlando, Florida, to San Jose, California. Wow. With my girlfriend and dog. Cost wow. of living is going to, like... Quadruple, yeah, right. Uh, talk about culture shock too. Yeah, from Orlando to San Jose. Damn. Yeah. Uh, between the dense potency of my dog's ass 
My girlfriend's <laughs> colorful array of random hormonal slash emotional displays. I feel wow. for you, brother. And Texas's endless void on the I-10 from Houston to El Paso. Mm. It was your, quote, quality programming that has allowed me to maintain sanity. Cheers and Happy New Year, Andy. Wow. Uh, here's hell of a way to drive across country. Right? Ugh. Uh, here's one from Mills. Uh, thank you for another year of amazing information and for all the laughs. It has been exciting to watch the BN grow. And he has a question. According to the pitching rate calculator, more yeast is required as gravity increases. Does that concept stand if you are using a non-fermentable like lactose? If you are using a pound of lactose in a beer, does it have to receive a higher amount of yeast even though the lactose won't be touched by the yeast? Once again, thanks for all that you're doing for the brewing community. Mills, Michigan Homebrewing Division. I thought that was a great question. That is an interesting question because cafe majority of the reason why you'd want to add that is so you have residual sweetness. Yeah. Right. And right. The, the yeast can't break down those chains. Right. right. So they're not going to be fermenting that. But they're, I guess the they, only thing I could think of is extra osmotic pressure that would add in, in solution as you're adding more sugar. Yeah, they're, they're, they're recognizing the concentration. Yeah. Extra concentration. But they wouldn't actually need to metabolize it. So I don't know. What do you think, Doc? Tasty? Chad? I'd, you're saying they'd recognize it. They're saying they would see that as... Fermentable, even though it wasn't. Yeah, they'd see the carbohydrate. And they, yeah, the yeast would, and then I think they would. They would. Then it means that they would reproduce a little bit, maybe to right to space uh, of eating it. Yeah, so you're either going to pitch less and have them at longer lag time while they're reproducing, or pitch more and have them take care of it. So uh, it, it kind of depends on what you want to do with that. Uh, the Chris White answer. It so, well, some beers you want to have a lower pitch. Some beers you want to have a higher pitch. If I was trying it, I'd err on the high side. Yes, I would too. You know, just right. in case. Is it why not? Right. Time. You mean yeah. time? Just to get that effect. Pitch yeah. more for a quicker. Well, sometimes result. you want the yeast to stress yeah. uh, to get uh, more flavor profile or different flavor profile out of them. We're talking about a lot about mm-hmm. that later a little bit. Actually. Yes. Yeah. So. What kind of beer? I wasn't. Um, uh, probably a milk stout. Sounds like it. I would. Yeah. I would, it, it, it would what's the, what's the starting gravity? If it's below, it's probably not much. If it's below ten fifty, I wouldn't worry. I would change. I wouldn't change it much anyway. I would just pitch it like a ten fifty beer. If it's going to be a high gravity beer, if you're making a you know more imperial style, then yeah, pitch more. All right. Uh, last one, Justin. You know, talent hack. They have to start that way, right? Well, yeah. That's they've been trained, <laughs> right? Uh, just want to wish you and all at the BN happy holidays, even Terrence the Black. And thank you guys for a great year. I just added Speaking that. Speaking of which, but, uh, <laughs> just going on. Uh, I just started listening this last spring. Since then, I have gone from a lull in my extract brewing to an all-grain system, gotten my wife into brewing and playing with recipe ideas, joined a homebrew club, drank a lot of beer, had a couple of severe hangovers from Drunk of the Week attempts, improved... <clears throat> Excuse me, I missed the uh, cough button, Justin. Sorry if you're listening. Uh, improved my overall brewing. Drank a lot of beer. Donated a measly two dollar a month, two dollars a month to you asshats. Preached the good word of home brewing, good beer, and the bean. Got interested in the BGCP and judged one cump so far. Cump? Comp. What the hell's a cump? Uh. No, I said that wrong. <laughs> anyway. Um, Judge one comp so far with some fellow beaners. Was amazed when Doc mailed me a beer when I asked how an experiment had gone. Drank a lot of beer. Well, I guess it's been a busy year, and I blame most of it on you guys, Steve. Nice. That's awesome. Thanks, Steve. You're welcome. It can happen. Transformed his life. Welcome to your new life, Steve. Right. Good, bad, whatever. It's yeah. <laughs> now your new life. New life. Uh, if you guys haven't noticed, we uh, are missing some boobs. Yes, I know. Yeah. I, I ask Bevo's nice. I asked about that. 
Terrence, you got any uh, input on that? On where she is? <laughs> or why she's not here? Terrence going over. She's actually at Disneyland right now. Oh, oh. We actually have her on the line right now. Better place to be. Bevo, are you there? She didn't clear that. Hi. Bevo. Bevo. Hello. She's having a press conference. Nice. What are you doing now? Um, I'm sitting outside the Cheesecake Factory waiting for my reservation. Oh. Uh, Downtown Disney? Like around Uh, the corner there? No, it's like a block up from downtown. Yeah. I'm actually upset at you because you didn't uh, go with me. Well, I told you when I was going. Yeah, that's right. I know. I, I couldn't I couldn't bail on the show where you, I guess, uh, you could. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely could. And did. <laughs> yes. How is I Disneyland? I am at the happiest place on Earth. I know, right? Oh, it's lovely. Is There's it? There's a crap ton of people here. Yeah. How's the weather? Is it cold down there, too? It's cold. Yeah. Really, really cold. <laughs> I spent $65 on a sweater today. Oh, I yeah. Face on it, and I was freezing. Well, how long are the average lines, Beef? Um, it depends upon where you go, but, um, like, yesterday they weren't so bad. Maybe 20 minutes today, they've been, like, 50. Wow. It's been pretty bad today. See, I'm glad I'm not there, actually. As much as I love Disneyland, I hate people and waiting in line. Uh, so I tend to go when it's really yeah. cold or there's just nobody there because uh, I hate everybody. So... Is this, well, I did a bunch oh. of fun stuff today that I'd never done before. Oh, like what? <laughs> like, Just fill us in. Yeah. I went, to, <laughs> I went to Toontown, which was actually kind of lame, but whatever. Yeah. Well, because I got that Roger Rabbit ride closed down, and that's the only good place. Yeah, I wrote, well, I wrote that. It was actually kind of fun. Oh, it's open. Did uh, Sam and, try to bone um, you in the, w- in the bushes? No. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> did he try to bone you on It's a Small World? Eagle dude in the chat wants to know. No. It's a fitting ride but for it's Sam. The small world is still set up for Christmas, so that was really fun. Mm. <laughs> you think Sam opens his pants and starts singing It's a Small World, Bevo? <laughs> I think his wing might start singing what? It's a Small World. You know what? What? Hold on, I have to look around and make sure my in-laws aren't nearby. Okay. I uh, tried to cop a feel on uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, and he yelled at me. So <laughs> oh, what the heck? Whatever. What the heck? Wait, you... Tr- wow. <laughs> Get your hands off me. You tried to... <laughs> Yeah, you heard, you heard it right. You heard it right. Sam a little handy on pirates. I tried. I got rejected. Oh, oh man, Sam. Were you in the front or the back? What did you say? Were you in the front or the back of the ride? The ride, not 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 yeah. Sam. <laughs> in the, uh, no, we're in the we're we're in the very back. In the very back. Okay, that's the best place to get a handy. The best place to ride is in the front. You know what I mean? Uh, well, right. you know, kudos to you uh, for yeah. for being adventurous, Bevo, and uh, big thumbs down to your husband uh, for being a douche. Right. <laughs> JB, wasn't there a, an issue with Pirates of the Caribbean like a few years ago? There was a lawsuit because it showed the pirates chasing women. Yes. You remember oh, this? Wow. They were afraid it was ago. like simulated rape or something. Yeah, and now, maybe Sam had that fresh in his mind. Oh, and he was maybe. like, I don't oh. want to even yeah, go there. It's not there anymore. No, did, did they put uh, a plate of food in her in her in her hands at first, and she's running around with food, and he's trying to get right. her from because it's food. That's right. one of them. Sure. And then they made the women chase them, and it's all retarded now. But whatever, <laughs> oh, wow. it's all dumb. Yeah, Different, like the women are chasing the men with a like a rolling pin. Yeah, <laughs> and well, and, and the one in Florida is different, and somehow, and it's you can't really tell why, but you come out of there 
feeling like feel you missed uncomfortable. something. Yeah. Uncomfortable? Uncomfortable and, and like, you, like, hey, I was cheated. <laughs> really? It yeah, just well, seemed shorter or something. It was just different. Apparently Bevo felt cheated, which I don't even know how you can be disappointed. It, it seems like you would just kind of wipe your brow and go, whew, I dodged that one. So have you done Flash Mountain? <laughs> yeah. Did you uh did you did you whip the girls out uh, at, at the camera? Give everyone a little treat? Oh no. Nah, no oh. one's ever. <laughs> For anybody that doesn't know that go on uh is it Snopes? Yeah, snopes.com yeah. and go on Secrets of Disneyland and then go into and, and say Flash Mountain <laughs> and you'll see some things. Really? <laughs> yeah, literally. I'm yeah, a couple right things. Now. All right, Bebo, thanks for calling. Uh, Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, Go ahead. One more quick story. Okay. Oh. Uh, favorite, all-time favorite Disney memory, riding Space Mountain with Sam, and during the picture, he managed to take his shirt off, and the <laughs> totally shirt was pinching his nipples when they took the picture. <laughs> completely, completely oblivious. I had no idea until we got off the ride. And how about that nice family from the Midwest that was in there, too? Right. And they want their uh, souvenir picture. And they got Sam. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Like, this is us, and this, this is that creepy guy. <laughs> Did you buy that picture, or at least take a, a photo of it with your cell phone? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think about it. Oh, man. Seriously? I right. can re- uh, I, I, hey, we can reenact it, whatever. Please do. Take yours off, too. Because we need... <laughs> yeah, why don't you do it? You play the part of Sam. Right. Um, definitely not. All right, Bevo. Okay, I gotta go. Have fun. Gotta go. All right, you're doing a great yeah. job. Uh, you don't even need Justin back anymore, JT. You're that, so good. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Justin, who? Uh, we're in talks. Let's just put it that way. I don't know what that means. <laughs> All right. All right, Bevo. I don't know either. Okay. Take Bye. care. Bye. Boy, Doc is right from uh, Snopes. Claim, women flash their breasts at the camera that takes pictures of Splash Mountain riders as they plunge down the final waterfall. Status, true. Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah. They um, they get taken out before you know oh. the public sees them, yeah. but yeah. few have snuck their way onto the internet. Yeah, you want to look for those right now. Do you, you don't, oh, you don't have them yet? No, it's there... not on Snopes. It says you won't find them here, but I'm going to find them somewhere. No, there's really yeah. I, that's where I saw them before. It's uh, you got to dig a little deeper. That's all. Mm. Come on, Scott. I, I'm pretty sure it's Snopes, but yeah, you, you'll find them. All right, we're going to head for a break, uh, so we'll let Scott uh, check out some flashing boobs. Before we do that, uh, feedback was brought to us by HopTech. Thank you very Hop much, Tech. Scott. Thanks, oh, HopTech. God, that's, okay, hold on a second. That's twice. Um, that's uh, uh, one minus for me. <laughs> that's two because you forgot downtown Joe's. one plus for Justin, why he's better. I'm taking a, a toll of why he's better than me. <laughs> uh, all right, let's, uh, let's hit it, and we'll come back uh, after this. What, for what? Uh, oh, a press conference. Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> minus one for me and plus two for Justin. We're going to come back with our press conference with one and only Justin Crossley right after this. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire her up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. The new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. 
Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The The More Beer beer Deal deal of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the more beer deal of the day at morebeer.com. Celebrity voices impersonated. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months at the, to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment 10 years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer at Brew Free or Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska, in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty crack cans. Tasty crack cans. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. Uh. White Labs. It's all in the vial. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Happy Brew Year, Brewing Network. This is Chip with Brewing TV. Jake, Mike, and I would like to thank you for all your support over the past year. It's been a hell of a ride, and it's getting more hellacious in 2011. Including an episode we're shooting in January dedicated solely to the Brewing Network. We'll find the answer to the question, can Justin brew it? 
Thanks again for watching. Check out our new episode online now at brewingtv.com. All for brew, brew for all. This is Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. The Brewing Network, saving your life one beer at a time. All right. Welcome back to the Sunday session. Doc, did we ever come up with a, a better name than the Justinless session? I don't think we even discussed it no. past that, but we, and we need to. Uh, how would the chat help us out with that? Yeah, chat, you guys can come up with a name for this uh, show. All right. Well, uh, we have on the line our captain, Justin Crossley, live from the, uh, I was going to say studio, but that's obviously not true. Live from uh, the hospital where he is currently recovering from uh, an awful staph infection. Let's see if we can get him on the line. And not here. staff like us, staff like with a PH, paid right. staff. Let's see if we can get him on the line. Justin, are you there? <laughs> oh, man. Justin? Mr. Sleeping. Crossley? Mr. Crossley. Mr. Crossley? Yeah, hello. Yes. Yes, hello. Uh, it's uh, JP from the Brewing Network. JP, nice to have you on the show. Well, I appreciate you taking the time uh, and having us, uh, you know, letting us talk to you like this. How are you feeling? I'm uh, feeling pretty good right now, actually. <laughs> I'm doing okay. Uh, several days in the hospital now and, um, and a fair amount of narcotics. Oh, Sounds like you're having a great time. Well, uh, let me just uh, introduce you to a couple people who are going to be asking you questions today. Uh, we have, uh, let me get my, uh, my notes. I, I need to make sure everybody is fully represented. Uh, we have uh, Scott Moskowitz, producer of the Bring Network. Hello, Mr. Crossley. Moscow. We have uh, Mike McDowell uh, with the Bring Network. Hi, Mr. Crossley. We have uh, Chad Mosier with the Bring Network and a representative for the Heartland, uh, Hartford Whalers Fan Club. Well, how you doing? And we have uh, Dr. Scott Lothmer with the Brink Network and author of I'll Fill Any Hole, A Dentist's Tale of Heartache and Salvation Through Beer. Hello, uh, Mr. Crossley. Uh, and I believe we also have on Skype currently uh, Chris Colby, editor for Brew Your Own Magazine. Chris, are you there? Oh, I'm not being able to pick up Chris. JP, I think you better start uh, writing more on that sheet. Another plus, I know, right? plus Another, one for Mr. Crossley. All right, well... Plus I'm 10. hoping for some of that real press on there, too. I know, right? Uh, Chris, I'm sorry, brother. How, uh, are you there now? How about that? I can hear you in my in my headphones, but uh, I'm sorry, man. It's not working. I don't know what's going on. Mr. Crossley, Scott Moskowitz, producer, Brewing Network. Uh, can you please describe what happened to you? Yeah, well, as best as possible, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I started out about a week ago Monday, almost two weeks ago. Um, I had just some kind of itch on my hand. I just uh, Actually, I was coming home from Russian River, uh, to be honest, after a night of a couple beers. was coming home, started scratching my hand. It just it was itchy, and I don't know, day after day, it just got worse and worse. By about Thursday or so, it, it looked like a 
kind of painful and annoying, but I just sort of ignored it. By Sunday night, I just was in excruciating pain, so I went to the ER last Monday morning. Um, they didn't think too much of it other than to give me antibiotics, um, but I came back two days later, basically, and they admitted me to the hospital saying that something was severely wrong. And, uh, yeah, it turns out I had a pretty nasty staph infection. Uh, Mr. Crosley, uh, Dr. Scott Lothmer here. Uh, you did mention Russian River. Uh, is this possibly a remnant of a Cold War biological agent, you think? Uh, you know, the doctors were pretty vague with me about what the actual cause was, so I would not put it past the commies. Yes, thank you. Uh, I believe we have uh, Christopher Colby back on the line. Chris, are you there? Minus two. No, minus two. He can hear us, but we can't hear him. I'm sorry, Chris. It's just not uh, not happening. My fault for not uh, being properly prepared. I apologize. But, uh, Mr. Crossley, I do have a question for you. Uh, were you bathed at all uh, during your, your stay um, at the hospital? Uh, I was finally bathed this morning. Uh, they were pretty hands-off up until now, but this morning I was bathed. <clears throat> uh, how do you feel... Um, how do you feel about that, the the, uh, the good treatment that you had there? Well, it, the, the bathing? Yes. Uh, uh, it was embarrassing. The room was cold. Um, mm. The narcotics do not help um, in the, in the uh, uh, muscular area. Um, I was embarrassed. That must have been uh, shocking for you. I do apologize for your for your rough treatment. Um, how large was the catheter, uh, Mr. Crosley? Can you can you explain that, or, or did you have a catheter? You know, luckily, and uh, actually, I, I did have a, every visitor who came in asked me about a catheter. Believe it or not, I did not have to have a catheter. I did, however, have to pee into a jug every day. They wanted to measure my pee. Wow. Mm. Uh, more importantly, while we're on the bathroom subject, I'll have you know that in the uh, four or so days I was in the hospital, there was only one small poop that was made. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, I wonder why that is. Any reason, do you think? Um, I think uh, it's from the narcotics. I guess it kind of, maybe maybe your esteemed uh, colleague, uh, Dr. Lothamer, could chime in, but I do believe that narcotics back you up. So. Yes, yes, they do decrease the motility in the large intestine. They gave me stool softeners every night with my with my pills with, with my other uh, gaggle of pills, but um, no I, amount of stool softening was helping my ass out. I, I do believe those were suppositories, sir, and not to be taken orally. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am at Kaiser. Uh, yeah, they don't know which. They're not exactly known for their expertise. They don't know which ends up there. Those guys. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Crosley, uh, Tasty McDowell with the Brig Network. Um, you know, I've taken some antibiotics before myself, and one thing that uh, goes along with it is you can't drink alcohol. Uh, how's it working out for you there? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, so, and I've been, you know, of course, counting the days and calculating this. Uh, <laughs> I have not had a beer since oh, last Sunday afternoon. So oh. it's now been... Officially more than seven days wow. since I've had a beer. And by my calculations, I have not had a beer in, in uh, you know, a stretch like this since, oh, maybe my junior year, year in high school. Oh, shit. 
Mr. Crosby, Mr. Crosby, what is that in dog years? <laughs> That's 35 years, actually. Uh, Mr. Crosley, I do have a question from uh, Mr. Uh, Chris Colby. Uh, he is uh, chatting me this question. Uh, Brewer Magazine. To what extent do you think today's vitrolic political climate contributed to your hospitalization? Uh, and a follow-up, if you will, do you blame Sarah Palin for your predicament? Well, Mr. Colby, that is an excellent question. I have become quite familiar with Ms. Palin over the last few days, uh, you know, laying in a hospital bed with only basic cable. And um, turns out that Sarah Palin's Alaska is a, is a fabulous show. Uh, and, uh, yes, uh, I do believe that the, today's political climate has uh, at least contributed to my stress level, which uh, decreased my immune system, which made me more susceptible, susceptible that's the drug-speaking, ladies, yes. uh, to staph infections. Uh, do you have a lawyer? It sounds like you're prepping for a lawsuit. Uh, I do not yet have a lawyer. Um, I'm not even sure I have medical insurance. Yet. <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. Crosby, you had mentioned before that they uh, they are requesting urine samples, correct? That's correct. Um, now there have been uh, widespread reports and rumors of doctors asking for urine samples to humiliate their more awful uh, patients. Do you feel that you may have been a victim of this? Um. I decline to comment on that at this time. Uh, Mr. Carlson, uh, Scott Lothmer here again. Uh, it's, it's been shown in, uh, numerous times in the past you have traveled to the European continent on company payroll. But uh, have you decided whether or not you're going to uh, try to perceive any more uh, of your medical uh, diagnosis and or treatment abroad? I have thought about getting a second opinion sometime around Oktoberfest, yes. Would that, would that be a German opinion? That would absolutely be a German opinion. Yes. Uh, Mr. Crossley, uh, Moscow here again, Brewing Network. Uh, is it possible that all this is the result of something you consumed at that Pink Floyd concert? <laughs> uh, you know, I wouldn't put it past me, to be honest. That's very possible. Uh, I was probably high enough to even use the public restrooms at that Pink Floyd concert. Well, that's probably oh, that's what did it, yeah. uh, Mr. Crosley, uh, a quick question for you. Um, staph bacteria is most common in hospitals. Are you at all concerned about this uh, potentially, le- potentially leading to another uh, more dangerous uh, infection? Mr. Crosley? Hello? Mr. Crosley, sir? Wait a minute, that didn't sound good. Mr. Crosley, are you so, there? Is somebody there? I hope he has a nurse. Mr. Crosley? Mr. Crosley, are you there? Yes, hello. Uh, sorry, I must have uh, dozed off there for a second. Wow. Damn. What's going on? That doesn't sound what good. What was the question? Uh, I, you know, to be honest with you, I got kind of flustered and, and, and I lost it. I think it was about, uh, uh, here it is, uh, staph bacteria is most common in hospitals. Are you at all concerned about this potentially leading to another uh, more dangerous infection? I... So I had that stupid question for the nurse to be... So I have the worst kind of staph infection you can get. Uh, maybe Dr. Lothamer could help me. What is that again? It's uh, called MRSA. It's an uh, antibiotic-resistant form of staphylococcus. So when they, they gave me all this paperwork when they discovered that I had that, they put me in an isolated room. And my question was, so can I now give that back to myself? Like, I was worried about touching my other arm or my penis, and I thought maybe I could get another staph infection. Um, I guess given the that I'm, I'm now taking the top-level antibiotics, there are no other antibiotics to be given. 
Well, that is good news. Um, I do have a question for you, uh, Mr. Crossley. Uh, boils are the most common form of staph infection, uh, and upon breaking open, uh, tend to drain pus, blood, or ah. an amber-colored uh, liquid. Uh, uh, would you say this is an accurate description of your condition? Oh, God. I do hate to say that um, by the time they admitted me on Wednesday night, that was an accurate description of my, uh, yeah. Oh, that and now that horrible. it's all done, uh, I actually have, and I'm not joking about this, I have a giant gaping hole that they've left in my hand oh. so that I can continue to drain. Nice. Really? So oh. I have to, like they did this surgery to clean all that out, and they let, they leave, I don't know, what's it called, Doc, or they leave a hole there. Call a hole. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, they leave a hole Open there. Wound. So wow. that essentially I can... Stuff gauze in it every day. Oh yeah, and drainage. I mean, it's huge. It looks like an open wound. It's disgusting. You keep keep some change in there, uh, uh, <laughs> Doctor Scott Lothmer here again. Uh, being that this is a new staff for you, and 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 knowing your past experiences with staff, do you plan in any way of pain this staff? <laughs> Uh, I do have no comment on that at this time. I was instructed not to make any major decisions while under the influence of narcotics. So I, if I get this correct, this staff will have no monetary compensation whatsoever. That is a fantastic uh, question. Uh, Mr. Crossley, uh, Nathan Smith here, let me help you change the subject. We have received reports uh, from Facebook that you've apparently been kicked out of your hospital room and are now spending the majority of your time in the hallway. And is this true, and how long you, will you be out there? Uh, Mr. Smith, that was true. Uh, when they discovered that I had MRSA yesterday, there was a bit of a panic. I guess the nurses hadn't done their job, which was to isolate me. At that time, there were no other rooms, apparently, in the entire fucking Kaiser Hospital. So uh, to isolate me, they moved me into the public hallway, <laughs> where I sat in a chair for a couple of hours. Um, waiting for them to clear a room for me. Where, where you'll uh, have the least chance of contacting other people out in the, out in the hallway. That's really brilliant. We need you to be isolated. They, exactly. They put me into the busiest hallway. Um, I now, however, have my own room. Uh, Mr. Crosley, sir, it would have not been easier to kick your hacking, crusty old roommate out into the hallway rather than you. <laughs> I would have thought that that would have been fine, and he was certainly less contagious, yes. Hey, uh, Mr. Crosby. Oh, uh, uh, yes, go ahead, caller. Hey, it's Push. Hello, Push. Would you like to ask Mr. Crosby a question? Yeah, this is really interesting about your, you know, illness and all that. But, uh, I have a question for you. I'm supposed to, actually, it's for Dr. Scott. Yes, go ahead. I have, I have to go for some blood work tomorrow. Do I really have to stop drinking now, or... Or can I keep having beer? Uh, sir, this is a, a, a press conference with uh, Mr. Justin Crossley. Uh, if you have a, a private question for uh, Dr. Scott, you can contact him at his uh, email address. So, so, Mr. Yeah, Crossley, this is, this do you think help, I should stop drinking beer <laughs> for, a, for blood work? In Please continue drinking. Uh, uh, it does not affect your blood work whatsoever. Uh, It'll be fine, uh, right? Might, might I inquire what this blood work is specifically for? 
Uh, yeah, doctor thinks I should do a physical. Whatever. Uh, I'm, oh. I'm sorry, uh, Mister Eject. If you if you would like a medical opinion, please consult a, a, a doctor. This oh. is uh, this is uh, uh, you're taking up Mister Crossley's time, and uh, frankly, you're wasting ours. <laughs> this is nothing short of an attack. We're not sure yes. how much he has. We we will have one final question for Mister Crossley um, from our Univision contingent. Uh, this is Andres Madeira uh, writing in. What are the chances that the last beer that he consumed on Sunday led to this medical situation? Yeah, I don't think that's possible. Uh, what I understand about MRSA is it actually is from skin-to-skin contact. Uh, I could have shaken somebody's hands. I could already have been a carrier and then uh, had a little mosquito bite and scratched it. Any number of things uh, could have led to it. I do not believe uh, that my last beer at Russian River was responsible. No, it's probably the sharing that crack pipe with the homeless guy outside. <laughs> <laughs> that, however, could have done it, yes. Probably backhanding a hooker. That's why he had it on the back of his hand. Yeah. All right, Mr. Crossley. Well, it sounds like you're doing well. Uh, do you have any plans for your release? Uh, I'm not too sure about my release. I, I do know they're uh, winding down the antibiotics. They're letting me know that I should be out soon. Um, but I'm not exactly sure when. Hoping for tomorrow. Um, tomorrow would be good. Uh, how about the guard outside your door? Is he still there? <laughs> Uh, as far as I know, he is still there, yes, Dr. Lockmer. All right. Well, uh, I'd like to thank everyone uh, for attending this press conference. Mr. Crossley, please. Uh, JP, yes. I, I do have a major announcement uh, to make here oh. at the end of this press conference. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Um, uh, if there's no further questions, uh, Mr. Crossley, why don't you go ahead uh, with your announcement, please? Thank you. I'd like to take this opportunity to inform the BN listeners and fans, especially those local to the Bay Area, that uh, it does look like BN Winterfest will be back this year. Oh, All right. Yeah. Let's, just get, let's do this thing. Okay, great. Do we have any sort of date for this return? Uh, that's about the most details I can give you as a date. <laughs> it is going to be uh, Saturday, January 29th. We're oh. waiting final approval. I'm hoping to get on Tuesday. Uh, we're still we're hard at work at it, but um, I can. I'm, it looks like I'll be able to give you the location the times, everything else, but the date is for sure. It's Saturday, January 29th. Um, it is in the greater Bay Area, and um, I'll be able to give you all the details hopefully this week once we meet with the site people. So please put it on your calendar. Excuse me, is, is this contingent on whether you make it through the next 24 hours? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, JP's doing a great job there at the helm. I might just pass off Winterfest to that bastard as well. Uh, I don't know who uh, this JP is, but I'm sure he would not want to do that. Uh, again, Mr. Crossley, thank you very much for participating in this uh, press conference, and uh, all of us at the BN wish you a speedy recovery. Godspeed. Godspeed. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. Well, sounds like he's doing pretty well. I was a little worried. It sounded like he uh, had a little issue there. He passed out, and no nurse came by. That was a little that, worrisome. And it's still unexplained. Well, like yeah. He flatlined there what for a second. There? Maybe that was his neighbor. Didn't sound good. Maybe it was his neighbor. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he doesn't he have was... a neighbor now. Oh, that's right. Right? Ah. Uh-oh. Um, Never know. I don't know about that, but that was pretty powerful stuff. I'm sure his roommate's suing the hospital as we speak. Better I'll tell you that much right put now. Put in a room with Who? doesn't doesn't sound like that uh, ailing bastard can work for too much longer. You pay for malpractice insurance for a reason, right, Doc? Oh yes, to protect me from suing people. Uh, uh, I got I got totally lost right there. I apologize, everybody, for my do 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 speech. <clears throat> 
Uh, we're going to move on to Nathan Smith. Yes. This is our guest of honor today. Nate, how you doing? Doing good. Great to hear. Thank you for inviting me again. Well, thanks for coming on, man. You're you're our pinch hitter, and uh, we appreciate it. Uh, but you, uh, a good thing about you is you're handsome and you smell nice. Uh, a lesser, and, and I have hair at the appropriate length for, for your uh, well, uh, preference, yeah. there, JP. Uh, a lesser qual, a good quality about you is that you brew great beer and you're always doing uh, something weird and crazy. And so uh, we kind of asked you on to to come in and talk about some of the stuff that you're doing. Uh, what do you currently got going on? Well, some of the brewing network shows over the last two, three years have uh, encouraged me to start experimenting with uh, Britannomyces and, uh, you know, getting over that fear of, you know, infecting the brewery or brewing equipment and, you know, with the right technique, you can keep everything straight and keep everything clean and and still do nice, clean lagers at home and other beers that are non-Brett influenced and then still experiment with Britannomyces over in uh, a stack of carboys over in the corner. So I began experimenting with uh, Britannomyces, and I brought in a few different examples of of what we're going to do today. Um, in addition to some of the examples that I brought in, uh, Dr. Scott was kind enough to bring in some beers that uh, Mike Moraz had given him years ago, and uh, they highlight the individual strains of Britannomyces that were commonly used in, in beer. And so we're going to start off by tasting a few of those and then comparing it to some other examples that I've brought in uh, one show in particular, which uh, I'm going to get into a little bit later, that I'm combining a few different ideas, but Shea Comfort was on the show about mm-hmm. two and a half years ago, and he talked a lot about using wine yeast and oak, not Britannomyces in particular, but the fact that wine yeast can only uh, metabolize certain sugars and that it leaves a lot of maltotriose and other more complex sugars left behind. So some of the examples that I have today kind of showcase the idea of using wine yeast to do a fermentation first, they use a leave a ton of sugars left behind, and then you can right. bring in a Britannomyces culture or a mixed uh, lambic-like culture to ferment the beer down from there. So it has a little less aggressive of a uh, profile as you would typically find for a lambic, but it's kind of interesting how you can combine that with uh, fruit flavors in particular, or actual fruit, and the yeast flavor that you get from the wine yeast accentuates fruit. You're adding fruit, and then you're using Britannomyces to kind of further that yeah. interesting, funky side of things. So we'll get into uh, one of those samples here in a minute. But uh, just kind of combining a lot of different ideas I'd had from listening to the BN over the years and experimenting with Britannomyces to do something uh, completely different than a lot of the brewing that I've been doing uh, the years prior to that, which is a lot more straightforward pale ales and IPAs and lagers and so forth like that. Do so. so you want to push the envelope in a different yeah, direction? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> another thing, too, is that a lot of times that have uh, beers that, unfortunately, for one reason or another, didn't attenuate out. So one way in which you can have fun with that as a home brewer is throw some Britannomyces at it and see what happens. And, and sometimes you get a completely different beer out of it, sometimes good, sometimes bad, sometimes somewhere in between. But if you were thinking about dumping that batch anyways, or if you weren't necessarily very happy with it, it's kind of a fun way you can experiment with uh, the beer and continue on from there. Now, we've never really done a, a, a Brett-focused uh, show before on the Brewing Network, which is kind of hard to believe. We've done a lot of sour beers, uh, maybe six sour beer topics, but never really one focused on Brett. Right. Um, so if you would, just go ahead and, and, and describe what Britannomyces kind of is and, and what you think it brings to a beer. Yeah, Britannomyces, of course, and sometimes it's referred to as a uh, wild yeast. A lot of people will correct folks who say that. It's not necessarily really a wild yeast, but it's a very 
It's a very tough, very resilient yeast, feared by a lot of winemakers, of course, embraced by some brewers, but feared by most uh, brewers. And uh, it's commonly found still, it's probably a yeast that has been present in beer, beer beer-like fermented beverages for possibly thousands of years. And there's some historical examples that survive to this day, uh, Lambic, Flanders Red, um, where you're going to find some Britannomyces uh, still existing, although Flanders is probably more of a lacto uh, driven beer, you'll be, you'll find Britannomyces in a few common commercial examples that everyone's had, like Orval. For prob- most people out there, have probably either had or heard of Orval. Orval is finished with Britannomyces, not its primary fermentation, but uh, that's a really common, interesting uh, commercial example. That's a good place to start in thinking about Britannomyces. Um, throughout history, Britannomyces is probably present in a lot of different beers and and contributed some amount of funkiness and some amount of uh, not necessarily sourness per se, but uh, you know acidity and and barnyard like and and leather or or goaty or or vinegary vinegary even. type of flavors perhaps. Yeah, although, although that would be a little bit more acidic. Um, in you'll find it you know in many ways combined with uh, all kinds of other different uh, either straightforward ale or wine yeast or bacteria in, in beverages like lambic, but. In many ways, it's been isolated and, and manipulated and used by brewers separate from those other microorganisms a lot in the last 10 to 15 years as craft brewers kind of experiment with the different ideas that you can. There's four different common strains that you'll find that uh, brewers have identified and, and cultured and used in the process. Uh, uh, B. Lam- Brett Lambicus, uh, Bruxellensis, Clausinini, and Anomalous. Uh, Lambicus is a, a big, earthy, spicy, smoky, horsey type of bread. Uh, Bruxellensis is the bread that's uh, used in our Orval, apparently. It's a really a Belgian workhorse type of bread. It's a little less horsey, a little less aggressive than Lambicus. Uh, Klausinini is many times identified with uh, sandalwood or tropical fruit type of flavors. Um, B. Anomalous is a really powdery, chalky spicy it's this the stout brett that probably has a lot of its history in uh or that strain has a lot of its history in british brewing potentially um it's a, a little bit more subtle a little bit more of a uh you can't ferment maltose quite as well as the others that i just mentioned apparently so it's uh sometimes has a, a subtle pineapple type of flavor i believe this was the strain that was used in uh mobred bretta which was one of the first yeah. single strain brett beers done in in u.s craft brewing that was done with uh, tommy arthur down at Port Brewing. So we're going to pour one of these examples right now. Doc, which one did you pull out? Uh, the Lambicus first. Lambicus first. So we're going to taste uh, Lambicus first. These are all uh, examples that uh, Mike Moraz was kind enough to share with Doc and Doc brought in today. So we're going to taste a little bit of these in isolation as we kind of lead yeah. into uh, experimenting. I, I've been holding on to these for since these were bottled in 07, and I've been holding on to these just for this kind of side by side. Isn't that. Because he, Mike Moraz, uh, he's been on the show. He's kind of a local uh, sour guy. Yeah, uh, local homebrew makes great beers. Um, he started brewing, and within a few months, he was doing barrels. Right, so, and and a lot of wood uh, aged beers. And that's the one thing about uh, Brett is uh, it will actually digest wood, and that's why it's probably so ubiquitous in some of the brewing over the history is because so many uh, beer vessels were wood. Exactly. Since you'd have up to a quarter inch or more penetration into the wood with some of the more aggressive, resilient strains of Brett. And they can live because they digest the wood and, and live on that for food. 
you know, exactly. Uh, I do want to point out uh, because I think he's still listening. Thanks, Chad. Um, what a awful time for Justin to be away. Sour beer show, so, yeah, Brent it's beer kind of show. ironic, actually. You yeah. know, we're drinking all these the aged beers in this lambic, and you know, all these Bretts, and uh, and um, he's uh, eating food through a tube. Almost, yeah, I'll you know? make sure we leave some behind for him. I was thinking about that today no. too. He's such a huge fan of these beers. It's kind of a shame that he's not here for this uh, for this show and this discussion. But, so, uh, so Nate, are there examples of it eating all the way through the barrel to where there's just a hole in the barrel? <laughs> no, it can't. It usually, doesn't isn't that aggressive where it's going to eat all the way through. But it is unique in that sense um, you know different than many other yeasts that have been identified in brewing or winemaking or any fermented beverage production that it can actually consume some of the cellulose in the wood and reside in there whereas other yeasts you can use either use hot water or steam or just simply rinse rinse them out with cold water and get rid of them so it just sort of burrows as opposed to eating until there's nothing left to eat it can stay alive it can actually uh, secrete enzymes that allow it to consume those sugars to to survive, it, it, unlike other yeasts. It doesn't take very many of them to hang out in there and actually flavor your beer, probably less than 1% of them. So it doesn't take much of them to survive. Exactly, which is one reason why uh, brewers and you know home brewers and winemakers have been afraid of using it, because if you have any little residual amounts of bread that stay in your equipment, you could potentially can infect the next batch, You know, which is one reason why uh, Vinny and a few other people have talked about recommending how home brewers can experiment with Pretanomyces you know, separate hoses, separate finnings, separate uh, transfer tubing. Anything that in- comes in contact with the finished beer should always remember to keep separate equipment for the Britannomyces beers yeah. as much as possible. I, I keep separate carboys even for right. Britannomyces really? beers. You can, uh, and that's maybe a little bit overkill, but you know it's possible you could have some scratches and so forth inside the carboys that could. It's, it's could not harbor really any harder to kill than any other yeast, right. but it's just where it likes to live, and you yeah. can't get into the scratches. You can't get into the wood part of it to to actually get rid of all of it. It doesn't take much of it to hang out where it can reform. Right. Well, you know, I and I was kind of thinking in, in preparation for the show what Brett kind of brings to a beer, and and you know you kind of hear the um, the blanket term, you know, farmhouse. Or barnyard, uh, and then I got to thinking: How many of us have ever been in a barnyard in this room? Like ever? I don't think anybody has, <laughs> or not frequently so, enough to re- maybe remember that in a, in a fresh sort of way in your memory, right? So. Or have a pleasant yeah. experience with that smell because I just think a horse crap. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. That's all I think about. So I mean, what what does it? Uh, yeah, and that's actually something that confuses some people when that descriptor is used. Yeah. That you know. It, that Brett may smell bad, or that right. it could smell, you know, like shit. But no, not yeah. necessarily. It could. That I think when that analogy is used, it's supposed to be more like fresh grass or fresh hay yeah. or some of yeah. the things a, that you a get wild pleasant. kind of live kind of taste and smell. I yeah. get like a musty kind of yes. quality out of it, and and that's kind of what I tell people sometimes. And, and when we're talking about you know these descriptors of this different kinds of Brett, and we talk about more fruity or cherry pie like things like that it's still gonna have that brett behind it so don't think you're gonna get a cherry beer and not have the the big brett oomph yeah exactly um so what's this beer that we're tasting so we're tasting uh brett lambicus first Mm -hmm. um it's typical descriptors of this again are earthy spicy smoky horsey or musty it's one of the more aggressive uh, strains of bread apparently this is this a particular example i'm getting some of that more of the spicy than mm-hmm. than uh some of the other Which, i'm not getting smoky as much well, and you but, can, you can get these uh the individual strains right i know white correct. labs sells them uh, except wh- for wh- doc white labs does um the lambicus the klausini and the brooksalensis 
I'm pretty sure. And but the anomalous, I, I really tried today to to source it out to yeah. see where you could find it, and that's uh, the hardest one to get. Mm. Uh, you could maybe probably uh, get it from the dregs of a couple of beers, different beers. I, I didn't get that far on which ones it would be, but uh, there's a post on Y Yeast, and they stopped. They were the ones doing the anomalous, and uh, they it, they it just wasn't selling like it should have. And that is an older post, a couple of years ago. Yeah. And they even stopped the Klausini because it just wasn't behaving like the other guys. Mm. It's probably a little bit tougher to work with, and the brewers didn't find it very predictable, which is, I suspect, one reason why it may not have... Mm taken off as much as the others so well shit then that say song yeast that everybody sells should get the fuck out of here you know well yeah i mean it, it, <laughs> you talk about something that doesn't behave the way it's supposed that's to true every time, actually yeah you know well actually it does behave the way it's supposed to and it's, it's, just a pain it's in the supposed ass. to be finicky yeah yeah I guess. um and so what was the base beer on this uh, i i he just probably one of his if i remember correctly oh, from, these are Mraz's from yeah. the Mraz okay. show he talked right. about this as being a, a beer that had was mostly belgian pilsner malt with a a Dose of about four to five percent, I think, acidulated malt. Yeah, because mm. Brett likes to work at a lower pH, and that was one way in which uh, you don't have other microorganisms at work, which you would in a lambic type of beer that would lower that pH and allow the Brett to work. So to give the Brett a, a bit of a head start, I believe some acidulated malt was used. There may have been sugar or some other um, Belgian brewing type of techniques that had gone into this beer, but it takes tastes like a pretty uh, basic, simple nice platform for uh, Britannomyces. And then we have uh, Bruxellensis going around right now. Bruxellensis is a pretty common strain for people who are familiar with working with bread. It's the, the bread that you'll find in Orval. It has more of a, a pleasant sort of, um, a little bit horsey, but not uh, as aggressive as, as Lambicus. It's, it's clean. Very clean. Nicely, nicely spicy. It kind of fits mm-hmm. in with the esters you'd find from Belgian ale yeast really well. It's a nice starting point in experimenting with Britannomyces, if you want to do the strains in isolation, it behaves fairly uh, well from my experience that you can feed it to a beer and let it attenuate down from a given starting point. It can do fairly well in producing flavors that aren't too crazy. It seems to me, in my experience, a little less phenolic than than uh, try to experiment with Lambicus. Um, the, some of that uh, phenolic can translate to uh, smoky or leathery type of flavors. It has a little bit less of that. I'm finding that true in this example that we have from uh, from Mraz. It's really pleasant, really nice. Compared to the Lambicus, Lambicus seems a little more aggressive, spicy, a little bit more phenolic to me. Yeah, like, um, yeah, you'd need a bigger beer or something to back it up, the uh, Lambicus. To me, it smells like a glue stick. No, it smells like champagne to me. I get I get a, a, a glue stick. I get a um, to me it, it's a very it's white interesting. Smell, yeah, like a, a starch, you know? like an unconverted starch almost in it still or something. Which or? one we're we talking about? Uh, Lambicus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. But to me, it just smells like pulling the top off a glue stick, not like paste or you know Elmer's glue or you know that old horse in your backyard, but uh, like just straight up yeah. stick of glue. That kind of, yeah, the phenols probably in there. And then I get uh, like old socks. I don't know if I would ever go single strain with this guy. I mean, I can well, see no. where he'd be layered in somewhere. This is the one I was talking about. You need a, uh, it'd be better having a, a more of a, a malty background mm-hmm. backbone for it. Uh, not not necessarily trying to hide it with hops or anything, but uh, having a, a beer to back it up so it's a lot more of a complex flavor. But uh, a delicate beer with this one, it's 
Maybe not for everybody. Maybe yeah. even this particular beer style that Mike's done here it would yeah. be better. Like, oh, that's it'd be better with a dark right? beer like a Flanders style or something. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's a good possibility. Or I could see it working in concert with a lot of other bugs and microorganisms. In a, you know, I bet if you were able to culture out everything that's in Cantillon, you'd find a pretty significant amount of Lambicus. But it's there yeah. with so many other different wild yeast and, and bacteria and whatnot. Um, that I'm getting backed up here with uh, with Brett beers. I love yeah. it. This is the best show I've ever done. But uh, yeah, with these, like anything else, uh, you know, they had you try to look at the the genus and the species and all this other stuff, and we're having trouble kind of separating them out. And it's it's just like all all our other brewing yeast, they're going to be basically you know, Saccharomyces cerevisiae. But we know that each each strain we have gives us different features out of it. Yeah, and I also get like a lemon. Like a lemon zest thing at the very end, oh, like, a, like a bright yeah. From yeah. I'm still working on the lambicus. Yeah. Right. I think we should go, you know, chop it up like that. Focus on the lambicus right now. It's, the, it's, the chat has okay. asked uh, if it's uh, tart beer. No, that's it's actually not, a, really, a really, not, a really, really good point. And yeah. that's something that had been brought up before with uh, single strain Brett beers. Is that you can get some tartness from using them in isolation, but you're not likely to get. Uh, a lot of tartness or a lot of sourness a lot of times in i think in mixed fermentation lambic style fermentation the sourness is going to come from other places like uh, lactic or maybe some acetic and then you're going to get a little bit of contribution from brett but it's mostly the other uh, bacteria that's in there that's going to create some of the sourness And that's one thing in uh, playing around with uh, lambic like or or brett spiked beers in my case i thought it would be fairly easy to create sourness and it is actually opposite the case in many ways to get enough sourness is, is tough for the home brewer mm-hmm. doing things like i was doing things like treating a, a brett culture like i would a normal yeast or or a mixed culture like a lambic culture growing it up on a stir plate um oxygenating the wort before pitching and those sort of things i think the things that actually work better or mm-hmm. are not doing those kind of things kind of forget everything you you learn in some sense and and uh under pitch and knowing under pitch yeah knowingly under pitch do not oxygenate and stress the yeast or give them an environment where they they have to spit out some of their most aggressive flavors because that's that's kind of what well, you want from them there's so many different things you can do to to steer them in, the, in different directions they actually uh produce alcohol better in the aerobic state with oxygen and and it, it's uh the, the custer effect where they and they get surrounded by indians yeah they get surrounded by oxygen and but they they uh produce less ox less uh alcohol uh in the anaerobic fla- phase mm. so but at the same time too much oxygen you're going to get uh, more of an acetic acid Yes, you get, you get much more of a vinegar kind of a flavor to them, and, and as you were t- saying uh, about trying to get enough sour into it or in, in you know lactic kind of thing. That's why we introduce pedococcus. Exactly, and, so and, I introduce uh, pediococcus and uh, uh, lactobacillus and those type of things. Yeah, that's where you're going to get a majority of the sourness. Uh, Brett is going to produce maybe a little bit, but not nearly as much acid as those other guys. And it's really interesting tasting, tasting these beers again in isolation that just one single strain Brett, we're not getting much of that sourness at all. No, you and, and and you can tell the Bruxellensis is so much drier than, yeah, than let, the Lambicus. Yeah, let's move yes. on to, to the Brux uh, now. So we're just doing this to kind of get uh, get a handle on what each individual strain tastes like, mm-hmm. and then we're going to move into Nate's beers. Um, yeah, Bruxellensis is very pleasant, though. It has a much more... I mean, if somebody handed that beer to you and said it was fermented with a Belgian ale yeast, you may not 
be able to tell the difference as much right. that it was just a single strain. Uh, it's not, Brett it's not really Brett in your face, is no. it? No. This is the one I smell. It smells like champagne to me. That, that yeah. smells like a yeasty That's the one I thought you were talking champagne. about. Ah, okay. Yeah. This is great. The Brux is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah you have no nice. idea. It's, you don't taste the Brett right away. No, you don't. It's very dry. Wow, it's way more effervescent Yes, than and, the Lambicus. And it's much more dry. It is very dry. I, I do get like a toasty oatmeal kind of thing now. Hey, before we uh, uh, before we get into these other ones, the last Brett beer I can remember trying. Um, you guys remember that Brett IPA from uh, Ithaca Brewing Company? Yeah. The SF IPA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that one was super cloudy, right? So why are these beers so clear? These have sat for a so while cloudy. and they've probably dropped out. That's a great point though, because uh, Britannomyces is a is such a surviving yeast and a quote unquote wild yeast. A lot of those strains, Brett included, are very powdery and they stay in solution really well and they're hard to get to flocculate out it takes a long time for Britannomyces to completely fall out of solution in the beer it's very so, good at staying in staying in solution i've had these cold constantly for four years <laughs> so time is the answer time, time. time will yeah. clear it yeah time or filtration the brewer could do to try and pull those out but yeah typically a pretty young Britannomyces beer will have quite a bit of it'll look cloudy because the yeast is still in suspension that makes sense because i if i remember correctly mm-hmm. that sfipa was like almost brand new when we had yeah, it. yeah and and when you're tasting a lot of yeast, it's going to have a yeast bite to it, which can cloud your flavor profile, too. I don't like the Brux. Tell me why. Why don't I like this? Uh, in comparison weird. to the other one? Compared to the lamp. Because you don't like plain women. You like painted women. I'd like pain in the ass women. Yes, right? I know. Complex and pain hard in the to ass. deal with. Yes. Yeah. It's a little bit simple, a little bit straightforward, which is one reason why it kind of works in a. Uh, an all type of beer, yeah. you know, very it, simple, very. It, it's dry, but it still has a, a sweetness to it, and I get kind of like a stone fruit, right? Um, mm-hmm. Character, and it's just it's very it's still sweet, even though it's a dry sensation, right? There's like residual it's alcohol sweet. I think. Tasty. Yeah. What do you think? I think it's. Uh, I like it. I actually, I say this is a dry beer, but it's also very like spicy. Yeah, there's more like phenols are given off than. Uh, yeah, there's some flavor profile to it, but it, it's. A transparent beer. It's, it's, I could see it going working well in, in certain beer styles. Uh, you could see it working well with the Shearing Golding type of dry hop. There you go. Which yeah, is why so we're, hop, you know, spicy. Yeah. If you're looking for a big Brett based beer, don't use this one. Right. I don't like it. I like it. That's that's the first one gone. I don't it's like it. it's not as aggressive though. It doesn't have as as quite of a complexity as, as some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's for sure. All right. What's next? Next is Klausanini. Klausanini uh, is. Uh, very close to the anomaly. Yeah, it's pretty close to the anomalous, and I think in some circles, it, some people have kind of have confused the two or have, have put them together. Clear. Yeah, put them together as the same thing, but I do believe they are separate uh, separate strains, and were sold and fermented as such in this in this yeah. example, which is kind of cool to be able to separate them out. I remember having a uh, it's a clear beer, a beer with this strain that just had a really big giant sandalwood character. Uh, it was a beer from Full Sail, I believe, one of their um, experimental one-off beers. That had amazing aromatics, and that was uh, Klausinini. I'm not getting quite of that as quite as much of that in in this example, but I'm getting I do big. get a, a little bit of sandalwood. Actually, somebody JP, you'd mentioned uh, a sweaty uh, aroma earlier. I'm actually getting more of a sweat-like aroma out of this one than, <laughs> than any of the others. Yeah, uh, and there's the a dry kind of citrus, huh. like uh, lemon skin. 
like a dried lemon zest, lemon yeah. pith, yeah, yeah. but yeah. not, but not like, not like fresh lemon. No, 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 not, yeah. not, not like subdued. pledge or anything. No, it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's. I like how your fresh lemon instantly goes to pledge. Oh yeah, instead of a lemon. Uh, it, it, it's it's more that bitter pith kind of part, the white part that yeah. you get in your mouth and you don't like. Yeah, it's the pither. But uh, yeah, the pither. But that uh, that, that's. It's, it does have an impression of greater hoppiness in this example, mm-hmm. even though I believe it's the exact same wort. Oh, yeah, I'm sure the, it is. Yeah, this all yeah. is. And it's interesting that it's <laughs> this strain that. is accentuating bitterness. I do get that that bitterness, and I I, I almost got a little bit of uh, pineapple. So j- just just but, uh, to uh, clarify, I'm almost positive that these are all fermented with one yeast. I would and, imagine. And then all bottled with these different ones. So these weren't fermented with these different uh, yeasts. Oh, okay, got it, got it. Uh, they were, these are just bottled with these. Uh, Nate, Aaron wants to know, he says, White Lab says Brett produces half the amount of CO2 as regular yeast when you plan for bottling. Is this your experience as well? Uh, it's very interesting. No, I actually do a lot of forced carbonation and like to dial in the exact level of um, CO2 that I'm going to have in the bottle, but I haven't tried just using Brett as a bottling condition uh, yeast only. It works really slowly. I think that's one reason in which they give that recommendation is that you can't uh, rely on it to produce as much CO2 as you would from other yeast strains, so be conservative about it. It's going to work much slower and produce a lot less CO2 over time. But I think given enough time, you could get quite a bit of CO2 out of Brett and possibly even more. Yeah. So you're going to have to take into that into account is that, uh, you know, Brettanomyces, in my experience, has gone down to 1.03 to 1.06 or so between or like one and two play-doh wow. or less so if you got a beer that has a significant more sugars than that and then you add Britannomyces and then you bottle you may end up with bottle bombs if you're I, I not think careful. you you should it's uh less co2 per amount of sugar or fermentables right so if you've got a lot of fermentables left uh you, you and you're comparing them straight across the board with the regular yeast it's gonna have less co2 but it's also gonna chew down way lower than regular yeast is going to do so also look at how much priming sugar you're putting in there how much residual sugar you have even if the beer stopped with the regular yeast uh the Britannomyces is going to chew these things down farther and produce co2 but it's going to going to be less but pound for pound amount of given the amount of sugar or carbohydrates going to produce less co2 than a normal yeast would right have, huh? but if you're looking at the, the normal amount you, you're giving them more to ferment and you're looking at the final amount, right? Uh, you you got to c- just factor that in. So um, it's not, it will carbonate your beer. It'll go lower, and it'll get the carbonation. Yeah, to, it'll, yeah it'll go lower. It'll, it's it, more. It's going to take more fermentables to get the same amount of carbonation. Not that you're going to have a undercarbonated beer. So you have to take the the, the amount of food they have in right. Into account. So don't just think it's not going to carbonate your beer. Mm. Just uh, think that it's going to take more fermentables to carbonate at the same amount. Probably a longer aging time. Yeah, long, and it, and uh, as Nate was saying, it's, it takes longer, too. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's move on to the last one, the anomalous. Did we talk about the Clausini at all? Yeah. Oh, I mean, did we finish? Oh, did it, we finish? It, well, we're talking about the, you know, just... Oh, the properties that it, it has? It's very clear, too. This one's a lot clearer than the Lambicus. It seems a yeah, little bit is, sweeter yeah. to me in, than the others in some ways, too, even though it has some bitterness. It's it is an interesting sweeter. dichotomy between those two qualities. You'd see, um, they'd seem, think that they would be opposite but in this example, but not so much. It tastes a lot like the Brux to me. 
Mm. Uh, where it, I, I think it's it's a little drier, but it still has a residual sweetness I, feel to I'm it. I'm getting more acidic acid in this one, which mm. yeah, uh, the Wait. vinegary kind of flavor, and oh. it's not much. It's not mm. like a grand cru. Well, or a little more funk in this one. I yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I could see that. Uh, not, it, not quite it, straight it's sour. Really, it's, but. I, I'm really su- sensitive to you know acetobacter and, and yeah. acetic acid, and it's barely there. It's, it's right, just starting. That's that's the difference I get in these two. Um, it's very clear. But I, I just wish I knew what the the final gravity on all these bottles were because it's yeah, all yeah. different. It's totally all different. Yeah, given a, a little more time, we could have taken gravities and stuff on the on the samples, mm-hmm. but a little too aggressive. The interesting uh, comparing that to uh, Anomalous, which is right next to it, and in many yeah. ways has been associated with uh, Klaus Anini. And Anomalous oh. seems even more sweet to me in some ways, or a lot more yeah. sugars were left behind. On that, and that's one Mount one body. Yeah, it's one thing about that. This strain of Brett, which is different than the others, if uh, if I have my facts straight, and I believe I do, is that it it cannot ferment uh, maltose as well as the others. So it's going to leave quite a bit more potentially quite a bit more sugars behind. Well, the, the, and I'm finding that to be true in this case. It does seem like a bigger mouthfeel in in terms of sweetness. Well, the color's different too. I mean, you've got probably a SRM with the Clausini at two, three. Maybe, and you've got it in the five or six range, probably with the anomalous. Just in that, and then the the just the taste and the bottom, the mouth feeling in the body is just a lot different too. So don't let anybody tell you that these two are are the, the same. same. No. no, to me the the aroma of the anomalous is, is Brett. Yes. Do you get the pineapple thing that sometimes people associate with it. Anyone I, I get that sour one? out of it. Yeah, I do. Bit. I get a tart. I get a pineapple. Uh, but to me, maybe this combined with a lambicus it, it is that aroma that you, that you can kind of get. Um, the other two, the Brex and the the Klausini, I don't really feel. But it you're does right. smell more sour. It does. Sure. Yeah. This yeah. is sweeter. The anomalous it is sweeter. I think it's the sweetest of the of the four. Um, yeah. And I think I'm also starting to slur my words for some reason. <laughs> um, Excellent. Yeah. So I mean, I could see where this would be like a backbone of a Brett blend that you would want to do. Yeah, it seems like it would you know? fit in really nicely because it, yeah. it's not going to take over. And of course, it's the hardest one to get now. Yep. Chad, what do you think? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I agree. A resounding yes. No, All yes, right. You know, it definitely it does have that, uh, you know, more sweetness, I guess, or less yeah. uh, attenuation, however you want to describe it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's uh, it's an interesting one. And it, on these bottles, it does give us a final gravity on some of these. Uh, like the Anomalous was uh, 1.005. Uh the Brux was one zero zero six. I'm not sure about the Lambiscus. Five. Uh, so yeah, I mean, but that Mike, could be. Mike told me to be sure that I keep these cold because they're probably going to keep fermenting in, in the bottles and not to have them pop the caps and explode. Even though they're all corked and caged. Yeah, they now, were pretty uh, carbonated. Oh yeah. yeah. Now Nathan, have you heard of any techniques as far as uh, stopping? Brett, like in the bottle, or just fermentation of the carboy? Well, that's, that's a good question. Let me jump in. Let, let's t- we're going to take a break, um, and then when we come back, Nate, if you want to uh, start talking about that, and we can get into your experience with the beers, um, I think that'd be great. Cool. What do you think? Great. All right. I had a... Uh, uh, Beer Smith. I had my... Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Scott. I'll do that when I come back. You're, Scott is, is keeping me on task today, and he's doing a great job, but sometimes I screw up, so... Uh, There we go. Uh, Let's go ahead and take a break. And uh, when we come back, more with Nate Smith and Brett Beers. Back after this.
listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. BN Army, you think you're badass? Well, you are kind of like badass, but without the balls to blow something up. Hop Tech in patriotic Dublin, California recognizes your nearly badassness with a BN Army discount on every order. But there's something those boys and girls in the real Army should know. If you have an APO address or a scan of an active PX card, Hop Tech salutes you as an actual badass and offers their things with a 15% discount on every purchase. That's the Hop Tech way of saying thanks. To all active military personnel, 15% off ingredients, kits, equipment, as well as games, books, gifts, and more, all at HopTech.com. Whichever army you're a member of, any branch of the military, or the BN Army, HopTech in Dublin says thank you with great discounts. Call 800-DRY-HOPS, visit the store in Dublin, California, or go to HopTech.com. HopTech, serving homebrewers for 28 years. From the stovetop to a camp burner to some kind of brew stand. Most homebrewers follow some version of this progression. With each move, a homebrewer will often have to change a lot, if not all, of their equipment. Until now. Glickman Engineering brings you the top-tier brewing stand. The only brewing stand that grows with you. For example, buy a top-tier floor-standing burner now, and it'll bolt right to your top-tier brewing stand when you're ready for all-grain brewing. The top-tier brewing stand is perfect for 5-gallon to 20-gallon batch sizes. Its modular design is adjustable and accommodates everything from small footprint coolers up to 30-gallon pots. How does the top-tier brewing stand do it? At its core is a strong, heat-treated, and anodized aluminum main post. On all four sides are built-in T-slots for the adjustable heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves and beefy burner tiers. The tiers accommodate any manufacturer's pots or coolers up to 21 inches in diameter. Best of all, not only does the top-tier brewing stand grow with your skills and equipment, but it easily knocks down for long-term storage or transport, too. The top-tier brewing stand from Blickman Engineering. Learn more at BlickmanEngineering.com and to find a local Blickman retailer and start brewing from the top tier. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams Malt Extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. 
Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. I've always thought that opening a brewery was a great way to ruin what is the perfect hobby. But like most home brewers, I really wanted to see what it would be like to produce my own beer commercially. When I started out, I was you know obscure homebrew geek, and being part of the Brewing Network has exposed me to a lot of people with a great passion for brewing. They seem so supportive, interested, and generous with their support. That kind of thing makes you feel like you can succeed at anything. Of course I'm excited. It's frightening. It's terrifying. It's kind of... Uh, We've got this rescue dog, and she is completely frightened. So when she comes up to me, she's shaking and salivating at the same time. I feel the same way with Heretic. I'm still a home brewer at heart, and I hope that home brewers always feel welcome at Heretic and able to provide part of the feedback and creativity that makes craft brewing great. The thing that excites me most is the opportunity to put a beer out there that I feel is the best beer I can make and especially get a chance to go and drink that beer with people and see their reactions and get their feedback and hopefully they'll be as excited as I am about Heretic Beer. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> <laughs> The home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Right, and we're back. Yeah, with another Justinless session. We have we actually had some good. Um, um, what am I trying to say? Good suggestions for names. God, I think I'm getting hammered right now. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, let's see if we have a couple here. We got. No, that's not it. Yeah, that's not it. Now I'm seeing. Now I'm getting questions, folks. All your questions should go to Scott. Uh, my fault for not uh, saying that before. He is monitoring the chat room. Uh, here we go. Suggestion from Brew Chemist. Uh, today's show is the greatest BN non lunch meat show of all time, which I kind of agree with you. It's not really a name, though. Like one handed really session name, no. would be a name. Well, is there well, yeah, an acronym true. for that? Um, I don't know. It'd be up to you to figure it out, Doc. Okay, You're smart. All that good. Um, I got a question for um, Moscow. I'm yeah. listening. Yeah. What do you, you think of the the profile? Those four. Crazy Brett beers. Well, I gotta tell you, I liked the Bruxel way the best. That's me too. That, yeah. that that went down the first for me, and, and that's the one that's empty. And and yeah, right. And maybe it's just because it's the least Brett-y of of all of them. And I was I'm. It's sort of fascinating that Jip did not like that one. Um, probably yeah. for the same reason we liked it, he didn't. I don't like a lot of things though. That's a good point. Yeah. And I think uh, Nathan might have brought it up, but that's generally the. 
the Brett you're going to taste in a lot of beers that are on the commercial market is the Brooks, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I just sent around a example right now. It has O on the cup. It's a uh, Orval type of clone I made from the Brewing Classic Styles book, uh, Jamil's Recipe for the uh, Belgian Specialty Ale. It's the first Brett beer that I ever made. Um, I called it Valley of Gold. Is sort of a nod to uh, the history of, of Orval. And it's kind of interesting. This is a beer that was fermented with the uh, Bastogne strain, the uh, White Labs 510. Mm-hmm. And then I finish it off with Brett Bruxellensis. So tasting it side by side with the Brett Bruxellensis example that we got from Mike Orval, or from uh, uh, Mike Moraz. Mike Moraz. Uh, it's kind of in- interesting to uh, compare the two. You get a little bit of similarity between the two, but they, you know, it's interesting in different beers they do a little bit of different things. Uh, this example I sent around is a uh, dry hop with Styrian Goldings, uh, pretty close to what people have been able to recreate from what's what's in Orval. I think what I produce is actually significantly different than Orval, but it's within this realm of flavors that you might expect from. That'll still work. A little more or less. The more one, less there. of the other yeah. kind of thing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I went a little bit more aggressive on the late hopping and dry hop than I think you'd find with Revolve, but that, that kind of suited my taste a little bit. This went to the second round of the NHC last year, and uh, it didn't play, sadly, but it was kind of fun to have a beer. One of the first Brett beers that I ever made go to... Yeah. Uh, Go to the nationals. Go to nationals. Really enjoy it. This is the very last bottle I have of it left. So I'm getting oh, we'll have to oh, pretty, it out. Pretty, Mike, I was waiting for an example, to, or waiting for a, a day to try, and this seemed like a good. Oh yeah, good perfect. Time, so. well, uh, while we taste it, uh, I got a, a, a Skype call here from Push. I think he really wants to ask you that question, Doc. Push, you there? <laughs> oh, <my laughs> All bad. right. Sorry about that. Yeah. You, you there, buddy? I'm there. No, this is not a Doc question. Oh, uh, and, and your answer is, what's the point now? Good point. No, this is a Chad question. Oh, Chad Ooh, question. make it easy. Yeah, no, it's a bread question, too. <laughs> make it easy. So, Chad, you're going to be brewing at a brewery. <clears throat> Correct. And another brewery is going to be brewing at the same brewery with Brett beers. Yes. So what does that mean? How, how you know, is that going to be a problem? I, you or, know, uh, the only thing I would worry about are some of the, the soft parts. Um, stainless steel, not an issue. I'm always worried about soft parts. Yeah, so <laughs> what I mean, soft parts, like gaskets and things of that nature. Uh, maybe dedicate some hoses, transfer hoses, things like that. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of brewers uh, deal with this issue. They brew a lot of Brett beers, and basically you can kill it. Um, you know, anything above, uh, you know, 155 degrees, um, you know, uh, we'll do it, and uh, you to write stuff like PBW or caustic, and uh, also do use an acid. You should be pretty good, um, but I would worry about some of the softer parts. And uh, if you're going to put anything in a corny keg, take the corny keg apart. You know, things of that nature. Is that how it works at home? Home brewing. I just keep everything separate as much as possible. Yeah, different kegs, different carboys, even different tran. Anything that touches the finished beer as much as possible. I mean, of course, it's not going to have a separate boil kettle or. Anything, yeah. anything hot side is okay to share as much as possible between uh, funky and non-funky beers. But for anything funky beers, I keep separate, you know, separate tap lines. I even have a separate. Uh, I like the Blickman beer gun thing to bottles. I have a separate one of those that I use for the Brett beers versus yeah. the others. I mean, anything that's gonna that touch the finished beer, try to keep uh, separate equipment as much as possible. Although Jamil's talked about sharing kegs and has not had a problem with it. I just, uh, just soaking, taking apart all the fittings and soaking them and whatnot. You'll probably be, probably be fine. But if you want to be paranoid, if you can keep them separate, keep them separate. Yeah, or I just yeah, have a backup spare kit of uh, gaskets. You know, it's not that much. I just, yeah. I just came across somebody gave me six kegs. I got some kegs that I think you guys use for brewing. I go over there and it's uh, six 
cornies. Awesome. Does anybody, think, does anybody think it's weird that Doc gets given free? <laughs> like he needs it, right? Yeah. But, I feel like it's been happening to Doc his and, whole life. And I thought, yeah, I'll use these. And I get them home, and I notice that they're pin lock. Oh, and I said, oh, that's oh, and then all of a sudden, this little light went in my head. And I said, these are for my sour beers. Exactly. That's the one way a lot of homebrewers keep it separate. And, and, and this way, I, I won't mix things up. This is for my sour beers. Oh, that's a great idea. Do the I, thought, I thought, you know, who can I give them to? What, I, I thought about changing them over or whatever it would right. take, but it costs just as much money probably to change them over. And I thought, this is an awesome way to keep them separate. So now I've got uh, six sour beer kegs. That's cool. pretty good. Thanks. Thanks, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna now stop drinking. Uh, wow. Oh. You know what? What's the point at this point? <laughs> uh, just cancel your appointment, make it for Thursday, and do it again. Perfect. Good question, three, Bush. Thanks. Th- three day wait time is that the idea, Doc? Well, you know, you're not going to be probably hammered on a Wednesday night. <laughs> but you oh. know, you need to find a, a doctor with more experience because he shouldn't have like scheduled this for Monday morning. Like we, sh- <laughs> we shouldn't. There should be no lipid panels on Monday, right? It's the doctor's fault. No, not unless you'd like McDonald's on a, on a Wednesday. <laughs> okay, thanks, guys. I don't know what that means. Thanks, Push. See you, Push. Uh, that the push does bring up a good point is uh, I kind of forgot to handle phone calls. So the guys, uh, those of you who've been calling in, uh, Moscow is going to be screening, um, and then Skype. I'll just have see to, what happens uh, when when pick up the Bevo's phone. in Disneyland. You got a plan for all this crap. Well, Bevo's <laughs> in Disneyland. Jay's hauled up in the hospital. Uh, you know, well, I don't know what's going on. Bevo's having a magical time, and because yeah. of that, we're not. So, can you believe that that Sam turned down a handy in Pirates? <sighs> hey, he was into the ride. It's like a dream come true. Crazy. You know, it's, it's kind of like being a pirate. <laughs> it's kind of being a pirate. Uh, hey, Nate, uh, yes. question from the chat room. Uh, bottling beers with Brett, will regular homebrew bottles do, or do you need something more robust? Regular homebrew bottles will do. I've kept them at room temp after. Just kind of just make sure they're finished out. And Brett's going to go to uh, single digits a lot of times on the gravity scale. So double check where your beers are at. And if you if you just add Brett and then you put him in the bottle, you might want to be a little bit cautious about it. Try and add the Brett earlier and then be double check before you throw them in the bottle through uh, forced carbonation or or if you're going to do Brett right before you bottle make sure it's close to single digits or really close to where you think it's going to go to an absolute terminal gravity with Brett otherwise you run the risk of producing bottle bombs and hurting yourself I I don't save very many bottles but the ones I do are the Trappist beers or you know the the Belgian beer bottles because they're a lot thicker nice thick 750 ml cork and cage finish I have those and I have the ones that are just uh, they're like 11.6 ounces I think and they will still they're pretty plain and they'll still go into competition but they're a lot thicker glass and those are I don't save most of my bottles but those I save because they're competition size and they're a lot thicker. They're, those won't blow. That's a cool technique yeah. too. Just keep an eye out for stuff that comes yeah. through your house. The yeah. bottles that seem thick that yeah. you really like, yeah. save them and reuse them. Sounds like beers that might be at risk like these. Sounds like all my dad's ex-wives. <laughs> a little, thick. little thicker. Competition grade, but a little yeah. thicker. <laughs> a little more robust. Hey, and going back to that question before the break was, so, you know, how do you stop Brett? Like, if it does go crazy, it's in the bottle. Punch him in the balls. Do you, I mean, do you have more how control? Do you, how do you, uh, quote-unquote, punch it in the balls? Yeah, you could. Stop it. Yeah, how do you? Why do you want to? Well, I mean. Probably temperature is your best bet. Okay. On that. Well, let's just say you you had a the specific gravity in mind. Let's say you have, uh, you don't want the acidity 
as low, like say you do a stout, an imperial stout or something, and you don't want it to go really low. You don't want to, you know, take away too much. But you that. want some of that flavor contribution from Brett, maybe exactly. somehow. Yeah, I think something that winemakers use to control quote unquote wild yeast is uh, sodium metabisulfite or potassium metabisulfite. Yeah. Uh, consult a winemaker. I'm definitely not one. Was, I'm probably mixing a couple terms here, but it's something close to that. You can you can add a proper amount of that, and it will help control the the wild yeast or Britannomyces uh, influence that, that you could have. But I would say Doc's suggestion might be even easier for a lot of homebrewers. If you could find a way to keep it and store it cold, you're going to shut it down. I don't know if Brett works well at lager temperatures, but it's been my experience that it, if it does not, if I no. want to keep it from doing anything, it's not going to, if I keeping a beer at 40 or 45 or even up to maybe 50, you're probably going to have very limited or no contribution from Metanomyces then if it's in the beer. Because like, we know it's resilient. I mean, you know, low pH, Definitely. high alcohols. Um, so It'll survive, and I'm not sure it's going to be too active at, at those temperatures. Okay. Keeping it at refrigerator temp, say 45 or, or below, I think you're going to be fairly fairly safe and not having it be very active when you open your beer make sure you keep them as cold as you can i've had some of that i've just let them just barely get down to not even room temperature but they sat out for a little while uh at the nhc in oakland i had i didn't know how long they'd been out there i had i had probably a case of these 750s and i opened one and i sprayed everybody with it (laughs) and it really it felt cold in my hands yeah. But it went everywhere. And then I put a few in the ice and then opened them and it was fine. So take a little caution on that one because they can get pretty spritzy. Mm. And uh, you don't want to have a big embarrassing yeah. Want to blow your issue. Load. Yeah. yeah, right. Um so you dry hopped this. Yeah, this example is a really good way to start for a home brewer that wants to play around with Britannomyces and maybe they've they're a little bit familiar with uh, or Vol and they're a little bit familiar with Dry hopping and kind of hoppier beers in general. This right. was uh, Orval style beer from the Brewing Classic Styles book, pretty much straight up right from the book. And it was my introduction into playing around with Britannomyces, and I was really happy with the way that the the beer turned out. It's it's pretty approachable. It has some of that Brett Brooksalensis character to it, but it's not overly aggressive. It definitely no. doesn't seem sour, and it locks in nicely with that Shearing Golding's dry hop, which is mm. kind of kind of fun for folks that that like kind of hoppier beers too. It's it's pretty when did you introduce the the Britannomyces? Yeah, how, do you, how did you bottle this thing? I introduced the Britannomyces after a month of standard fermentation with the the um, Bastogne strain, the WLP five ten, which is supposedly the a yeast that uh, Orval used or does use for their base fermentation, and then I aged it with Britannomyces for sixty days, and then dry hopped it at that point. Um, for two weeks before kegging with four ounces of steering goldings for 10 gallons, a split between uh, two carboys, two ounces per carboy. But uh, it was kind of cool to see Britannomyces take it down an additional five points or so. It was a little bit over 10 before yeah, I, I added the Brett Brooks lenses. And I just took the, the White Labs uh, tubes and um, I racked it. I actually added a little bit of starter wort to the the Brett Brooks lenses. Mm-hmm. To at the like probably about a, a half a liter or so at the bottom of a carboy, and that was my beginning into Brett. So I kind of marked that carboy as a Brett carboy from that moment forward. Let the yeast become a little bit active on that that starter wort, the the Brett Brooks lenses, and then I racked off the WLP five ten fermented beer onto that. Let Brett work on it for that month, and it was kind of cool. Over that month, I could see it the CO two continuing to evolve mm-hmm. off it 
fairly slowly, and I kept it fairly cold. It was only about sixty three degrees mm. for that whole uh, sixty days. While the, pretty low, right? yeah, while that while that Brett was working, and then dry hopped it. But it was pretty pretty clear that it, at that point there was some Brett contribution when I tasted the gravity sample, and it wasn't just the WLP five ten that I'd remembered from tasting it before when I originally racked it off. So. After years of not doing secondaries, it was kind of fun to go back and do a secondary with uh, with Brett that time to do to that beer. So that's kind of fun in ho- with homebrewers thinking about doing a Brett beer. If you've ever tried Orval, you like Orval, get yourself a copy of Brewing Classic Styles and check out that recipe. It's uh, good a good place to start. Yeah, it's a cool place to start. Not too in- intrusive on the the rest of your process potentially as much as doing a really long fermented lambic style beer or something it only took about 30 to 60 days to develop some of those brett characteristics so have you noticed a, a, a good round numbers about five points more yeah especially if you're doing a, a you know brett in isolation and the beer's already kind of fermented out mm-hmm. like it it's going to be around there i think i mean i've seen higher examples with the beer if it's in the 20 or above or to four to five play-doh and and then you add brett it can go a lot lower than that i've, but. I've got one in uh Russian River Barrel now with a couple other people. Cool. And uh, we purposely stopped it at 1024. Stole my idea. So, and then put it in there, uh, put the bread in there at and that point. And then to get enough characteristic from the bread. Right. Then. That's another way to do it. Yeah, yeah. forcibly how, how stop you, something. How right? did you stop that fermentation? I uh, crashed it. I pulled it out of the conical uh, and right, right into uh, cold storage, and it just, it just, which is an interesting right. technique from uh, a couple of different angles, too, because if you have any residual uh, diacetyl or acetaldehyde or anything like that, at that point, the Brett may be able to help consume yeah. that kind of thing. Or you're going to say taste well, yeah, it? Well, yeah, or? the beer doesn't have a chance to clean itself up. You're not, you don't get that right. phase in the ferment where it, it has nothing to eat but the, the bad things it produced earlier. And, right. and this is going uh, into a barrel. That, so the Brett's taking over that job? Is that right. it yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and being in a barrel rather than a carboy, it's the Brett has the uh, oxygen permeation yeah, yeah. from yeah. from the wood breathing yeah and it's it's good to actually work a little bit better that way uh we got a friend alonzo on the phone oh, alonzo awesome. you there is he on topic of course not alonzo hey, hey guys how's it going good man how you doing hey, what's up alonzo show must go on huh it oh, has to yeah we have uh certain obligations hey jp uh yes, you're sir. doing a great job don't worry thanks about buddy it. thank you what's your question man hey uh so my question is um uh what is the difference you would say between doing a full fermentation with bread and just finishing with bread? If, if you know, if you've done it, don't don't be afraid to say you don't know. Nate, what do you hard think? to say. I actually have never done a full fermentation with with just bread. At least not uh, knowingly. We'll get into some of my uh, fruit beer experiments later, which I think were kind of an unintentional experiment into uh, bread only type of fermentation. I mean. You're going to get, well, it's interesting to talk, listen to how Vinny talked about it that the NHC last year in, in doing 100% Brett beer is that the end result, uh, in some people's opinion, um, to use a wine analogy, they thought it was a minerally or flabby as opposed to doing a beer that had a standard ale yeast strain fermentation to begin with and then just finish with Britannomyces. It's going to seem a little bit lopsided, I think, in the, in the final product, perhaps, but, you know, every experience, everyone's experience with it is, a little bit different um and also the strains that we had discussed a little bit earlier in the show some of them have uh stronger fermentation qualities than others or more aggressive flavors than others so you can take those four strains and and kind of compare and contrast some of the tasting notes that people have had about them and pick 
based upon that, if you want to do 100% Brett beer versus having it just sort of finish. If you do 100% Brett beer, of course, you're going to get, in theory, more of what that strain would give you just in isolation. If you're going to use it as a finishing thing, it's just going to be a complement to whatever esters and phenols and alcohol and whatnot were there to begin with. I haven't so. done one yet, uh, but I have asked a lot of questions on that exact same thing. And I was worried about uh, how slow Brett goes. And I, my question was always, well, it's because they don't have much to eat, and then it takes a long time for them to get the Brett characters into it. But from what I've asked a lot of different people, uh, when you're using only Brett at a full-strength wart, it mows through it pretty fast. Yeah, it'll, it actually will work maybe a little bit slower than a normal ale yeast, but yeah. but faster than you may expect be, because everyone says it works a little bit slower. It's not going to take six months to mow through. Right, it's going to take maybe a couple extra weeks as it would than it would normally yeah. with an ale yeast or something. Sonic yeah. Styley in the chat brought up a good point. That that SFIPA from Ithaca I brought up that was a full Brett full Brett fermented beer. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And I, and you said it was fairly new beer yep. or fresh beer, it's like a couple weeks old. Yeah, beer. and that's why it was cloudy. Yeah, and I remember them saying they they really grew up a huge pitch and had it rocking and rolling before they actually put beer on top of it. Just treat yeah. it like a normal yeast if you're going to use it as a hundred percent bread. That's a good point, Chad. And that's something that folks who've done that uh, have brought up. You know, treat it like you would another yeast if you wanted to like perform a longer, like a perform a like a normal yeast. Yeah, if right. you want to perform like a normal yeast wood in fermentation, kind of treat it like that before you you ever pitch it. Did we get your question, uh, Alonzo? Hey, uh, so how much Brit character did you guys get out of that Ithaca IPA versus, say, Orval? Oh, a lot more. Yeah, more yeah. Than Orval, I think. Really? Real punchy yeah. pineapple. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with the citra hops, too, that really complemented it. I think it was citra as well. So yeah. it was, uh, that sounds right. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was right on. And as a matter of fact, we didn't know what kind of beer it was at first because we didn't have Jeff on the line, Jeff O'Neill, the uh, brewmaster at Ithaca. We popped him open, and I'm, Justin was like, uh, Something's gone wrong with this beer. We we didn't know what it was. All right, buddy. What do you think? Uh, pretty good. All right. I, I guess that'll do for now. Thanks, guys. <laughs> for now. <laughs> Never you. satisfied. Thank Thanks, Alonzo. I appreciate it, man. Guys, is there a commercial example of a full Brett fermented beer? Yeah. Uh, sanctification. Yeah, sanctification um, is, is one. Uh, Mo Betabretta from uh, Pizza Port, when that was around, I, don't, I think that was a one-off beer they haven't repeated, but sanctification, yeah. at least for the Northern California and the... People that get Russian River bottles, that's one that you can find. You know of others, folks? Uh, Allagash does one, I'm sure, you know, 100% spontaneous type thing, Lambic. Right. Um, um, well, in, in your different than 100% Brett, it's, though. That's yeah. true. I mean, in your two beers, I'm getting a lot of the, the phenol kind of backbone to it. And yeah. I, I, I just wonder where it's coming from, whether it was the, it, I'm sure it's a, a fermentation or a, a process kind of gig. Yeah, and I think th- this. I passed a second example around just now, mm-hmm. and one that I call uh, the, an imperial version of the first beer, yeah. but it actually had its... Uh, and that's kind of what I get based on the... It's very common in, in both. That's what I get based on the flavor. This this version's actually about uh, 11% alcohol, and it was it started off its life as uh, one of the beers for the Can You Brew It? Uh, Captain Lawrence Extra Gold show. Uh, I took 10 gallons of that wart that we did on that show and i uh i split it well i I split one and i did 530 which was scott's recommendation for the commercial beer that's good use that on the show and then i did 570 the mortgott strain for the other five gallons just for fun to see what would happen and uh 570 conked out early and had stopped at 17 Uh, and that's not what i wanted 
out of that beer, which is sort of like an American style triple, sort of mm-hmm. uh, what he was going for in that beer. So instead, I said, "Well, let's." And I did, it was too sweet. I didn't like the way it tasted anyway. So I was like, let's let's take uh, Brett Brooks and age that on this beer and see what happens. So that beer sat for eleven months, and I tasted it about uh, three months ago and said, "Wow, this tastes a lot like." A young Orval, or like a yeah. really boozy Orval, or something. Right. Yeah, big, exactly. Yeah, big Brett Brooks Lenses character. So I dry hopped it with a uh, and Golding and a, just a just a touch of Amarillo for fun, and then uh, that is fun. Let it sit for two weeks, and fun. and then uh, kegged it up and and brought it today. And it's kind of interesting. It's a bigger, boozier version of that beer we just tasted. In some ways, it has a a pretty strong taste from a, a standard Belgian yeast strain, and then you kind of follow that up with a Brett Brooks Alensis thing, and then a Styrian dry hop on top of it. I mean, this thing is just massive in alcohol, but it doesn't necessarily feel hot or burning. No. No. It's pretty It's got a big interesting hot backbone, too. No, yeah, yeah. Really yeah. Uh, kind of like my uh, malt liquor with Brooks Alensis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, once again, if people want to experiment with a higher alcohol beer and, and uh, th- with their is, traditional... This is nice. Yeah, yeah is I'm really, really, good. really happy with how this turned out. And this beer sat for... 11 months, kind of swinging around at ambient temp with that Brett Brooks lenses in it. I mean, I didn't get it, let it get up to 80, but it definitely got up got up above 70 for quite a while, and I'm not getting acetic. I'm not getting no. any other thing that may have been in there. It was just straight uh, Brett Brooks lenses uh, characterization. That's one thing I remember talking to uh, Milo, fe- fellow BN friend and listener at the uh, GABF this year, about dry hopping a, a Brett-influenced beer just before serving. I'm not dry hopping it earlier in the process, but dry hopping it right at the end as you would an IPA before it hmm. goes into the keg. That way you have, in theory, some of that interesting Brett character as it's been aged, and then a fresh hop oils from a dry hop right before it goes into the glass. So it's kind of cool how you can play against those two concepts uh, off each other and yeah. produce, producing a kind of a cool American-influenced uh, Brett beer. Well, it sounds like what you, uh, you know, when you're doing this stuff, you really have to take uh, good notes. And uh, yes, <clears throat> one program that I've found that you can take really good notes with is Beersmith. Oh yeah, yeah we've yeah, talked absolutely. about that a lot. I, I use it uh, personally. Uh, Beersmith is great, uh, a great software for managing all your recipes. You can take uh, detailed notes, plan out your uh, your water calculations, your your mash temp, your fermentation temp, uh, all that kind of great stuff. Uh, but now, um, home brewing with Beersmith. It's a new book out. It's a compilation from 75 of the best articles from the Beersmith blog on detailed brewing methods, how to how to design beer recipes, and creating beer styles from around the world. So not only do they have a great software, but now they have uh, a nice book from it. Uh, Brad Smith, who, you know, you hear some of these uh, these companies and you go... Uh, He's my brother. Yeah, or like Beer Smith. Like, oh, I get it. It's like a beer... Like no, a silversmith. The guy's name Smith. is Brad Smith. Okay, good. I mean, that's pretty good, right? And you get to talk to this guy, too, which is great about Beer Smith, is, is he's on his forum all the time. You can have direct e- email access with him, but... He's written over 125 articles on home brewing. Uh, as I mentioned, he run the uh, the Beersmith uh, recipe software. Uh, the book is 254 pages, uh, chock full of brewing information. Uh, so go and check it out, beersmith.com. Uh, don't forget, you also get a 21-day trial for free. So go to beersmith.com, download the 21-day free trial, trial excuse me, twile, uh, open up your uh, your recipes and uh, give it a shot. I know you'll like it. Uh, things have come such a long way from when I started brewing, and I had a log book, and I still have it. Yeah, and you're writing down. It was, it was like my my lab book in in college. You're just writing down everything. You were, you were whatting down writing. What is right. that? I know. God. It's like an iPad. It's an analog version of an iPad. Yes. I don't. I don't it's understand. The old days. <laughs> I don't get it. You, you've heard of typewriters? <laughs> yes. 
It's a typewriter, but, but in the shape of a pen. It's yeah. really weird. And you're crossing out stuff and, and spilling things on it and all yeah. kinds of stuff. And it's it's hard to cross-reference, but uh, the, the brewing software is so much better to just... Uh, it is. You, you, you really can't improve on your beer unless you've got something like that. Right, right. Because you won't know, especially with this kind of stuff, you won't know, you won't remember everything. No, the subtleties on the tasting... Uh, uh, what what don't I like about that last batch I did? Yeah, and what you're gonna just tweak this next time to make it a little bit better. We have a uh, tour on the line. Tour, are you there? Yeah, I am. Hello. How you doing, man? I'm all right. Yeah, you. Pretty. <laughs> pretty <laughs> good. You have a nice uh, Cockney accent going on. I feel like you're gonna mug me for my car or rob a bank or something right now. <laughs> oh damn. Well, uh, not yet. Wait until I see you. I will. <laughs> I will punch you right on in the joint, Governor. Uh, what's on your mind, Tor? I was wondering um, when White Labs comes out with this new um, Berliner Weiss yeast. Do you have to take special care of that? With uh, I think it's laced with uh, brats in it. Hmm. Isn't that right? It, it shouldn't be. It should be uh, a regular yeast. Mostly lacto. With, with, with lacto. With, with, uh, oh, yeah, it's lacto. Sorry. So that, that's a whole different animal. Uh, because you really don't want Brett character. You want straight sour tartness. Yeah, and I haven't done a ton of these beers, but from folks who are fairly uh, good at them, some of the things that I've read, which I thought were kind of funny, is that their, their favorite examples of doing that type of beer were uh, no hops and no boil. Uh, or very little boil, exactly. so keep that kind of stuff in mind. I think uh, hops are really, really good at keeping lactic acid producing bacteria like Lactobacillus. They're really good at keeping them from doing their job. So, as a very you know, good starting point, definitely don't use any hops and keep the boil at a, at a very minimum. I think there's a lot of different techniques to getting that lacto in there. Yeah, stay away from specialty malts too. Yeah, but, keep uh, it light. Okay, so, keep it light. So, do you need to make a starter or what? Uh, it depends on how big of a, a batch you're, you're brewing. Uh, you're doing a, a standard five gallon. Yeah, just five gallons. Um, you know, I, if I was doing it for the first time, I would probably just pitch what you got, and because uh, the lacto bacteria, uh, they're tough to uh, actually build up in a starter. They don't like certain kind of environments, and uh, we don't have that at home. A regular stir plate's not going to necessarily do it. Uh, we're not white labs or Y yeast, so uh, I would just try pitching it at that and see how you do. Okay, right. Thank you very much. Sure. You're welcome. Thanks, Tord. Thanks for Take calling. it easy, man. Cheers. Now, Nate, uh, we talked about how you, in some ways you can treat uh, Brett just like you do ale yeast, but right. there are certain places where you have to treat them differently. There as are well, certain right? places in which you want to treat them differently. Like when, for instance, if I wanted to stop a Brett reaction... Uh, would chilling that drop out the brett, or would that just to slow it down? It would still keep its uh, keep active. I think if you chilled it enough, it would it would it drop, would drop out it like out. It would, yeah, I think yeah. if you dropped it below fifty, you're going to find that it would slow down to the point where it's fairly negligible if it's not stopped entirely. I think at that they point. really like above seventy, eighties, even better. Well, yeah, so, you know, yeah, I read something that said like uh, if you're going to use brett to you know to carbonate your beer, you should leave them at room temperature for a while. Right? Exactly, at least. that would be the typical thing, right? Yeah, treat so it you would sort just of like test in, those now and then. See how they're doing, right? Yep. And over. most people think room temperature is in their closet. And I've had so many people come oh. up to me and say, hey, my beer's not carbonating. Yeah, like, I, take a temperature in your closet, yeah. and it's probably 60. Right. right. There's it, no register, and there's no heat source. There's there. no heat source. So yeah. put it someplace not in the sun right. that's, that's warmer. 
and uh, it you'd be best off around 70, 75 probably at that point. But so many people think, oh, I got it in the corner of my room or in my closet. That's room temperature. Right. And it's really not. And they go three weeks, and I got flat beer still. Right. Uh, so with these beers, it's going to be longer. It's going to be slower. And uh, they like higher temperatures. You may even want to consider bottling it completely still if the gravity isn't too high, and you're probably going to get carbonation just from the breath mm. being present alone. Did a barrel project with a local homebrew club called the Barium Mashers, and we inadvertently, or the old ale that we did had gone sour. Somewhere along the line, Brett, it was either in the barrel to begin with, or somebody's <laughs> beer that went into the barrel was had Britannomyces in it. So a lot of the members of uh, the club that participated in that project, we just took and bottled the beers up straight without adding priming oh, sugar or oh. anything, because it's finished out, I think, a little bit above 10 or just, just slightly below. And it's interesting to see over time that the beer did develop carbonation on its own, sitting at room temperature with no additional sugar yeah. added or yeast mm-hmm. or anything. The Brett continued to work, wow. keep storing the bottles at 70 degrees. It'll go for numbers of like up to 16 months, you know, 18 months. That can Brett can be active. Going. Yeah, yeah. It just slows crazy. down. I mean, or does it? Or does it, <clears throat> it it'll slow down, vary. but it, it can remain active for that long. I mean, I you know, it's, it's pretty, amazing. pretty resilient. Probably, and in a barrel, it's probably going to be more... Oh, and, and it's a food source, a yeah. constant food it's source. Right? Wood sugar, yeah. 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 And stainless, you can probably get a more consistent reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can probably control it a lot better because you control the food, right? No, what, no. what am I drinking here, Nate? This, this is nice this, red. It's red. Like the reddest blood red beer, beer man. The blood it's red like beer. Punch. See if you can see it on the cam. Yeah, this was a uh, departed. You know, with the earlier successes that I'd had doing those uh, Orval type of beers, I thought, well, let's just go for it and try something a little bit more aggressively sour and. It took me about three batches in to get something that was that was this sour, and this was a straight lambic that I did on um, April seventh, two thousand nine. One of the shows that inspired me to also try this idea was uh, Wow Shea Comfort uh, talked about using wine yeast in conjunction with brewing yeast. He didn't talk about doing sour beers at all. I think he was as a winemaker is probably a little bit averse to that. But uh, one yeast strain that he had, or one uh, yeah one yeast strain that him and Mike Moraz had touched on was a uh, BM forty five and how that. Wine, yeah. wine yeast strain does uh, it helps accentuate mouthfeel, helps accentuate fruit flavors. It's that cherry flavor, exactly. So my idea was like, well, let's do a lambic style beer where I start it with BM forty five, let it ferment down far enough, and BM forty five will not. How far down did it get? Got to about twenty five. I got mine got down to thirty, and yeah, I, yeah it just doesn't. It, it doesn't go down that far. And for a beer uh, maker, man, that's just not making it. One point oh fifty six to start with. Yes, stopped at about it wasn't 25. that big. Yeah. Well, and those then I'm uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. And then I added Britannia the uh, Y yeast uh, lambic blend, mm-hmm. and then let it age for about uh, ten months, and then tasted it. it. Tasted pretty good, but I said, "Well, let, what the heck? Let's let's uh, let's go and put some cherries on this." I went to the local farmers market that day, and they had uh, cherries were in season, so I bought a whole whole big box of them and uh, cut them up and threw them in. Yeah, farmers market. Oh, no, well, Costco. You know. Costco. Or real man shops. Yeah, frozen. I'm sorry. They were frozen cherries from Costco. <laughs> yeah. With, uh, with uh, can- syrup added. How about that can <laughs> of cherries from uh, More Beer? Yeah, well, you can do that as well. That's right. Our, our very good sponsor, More Beer. So this is a wine yeast. This is a wine yeast for the hmm. for the bulk of the half of the fermentation and then uh, and then the wine yeast lambic blend for all the funky. Well, and why, uh, uh, not wine yeast, excuse me, uh, wine yeast uh, can be kind of finicky. So you do need to, uh, you know, in making wine... Uh, you do need to add like a Fermade K uh, uh, right. after the first third of sugar completion is is done. Um, I don't know 
specifically why that is if it's uh, for, for the for the pH or for the acid you know from the tannins or whatever from the grape skins but uh, mm-hmm. did you do any sort of um, no I didn't I let nutrient it, schedule actually for this? I kind of let it flock out and then kind of bulldoze the wine yeast and just shot it in the face with all that uh, awesome <laughs> the white slime well, yeah it's really nice I'm really happy with this how this one turned out this is one beer uh, if Jay could be drinking any beer I think right he would, now he would dig yeah. this one he would yeah. dig this a lot because it's it's ex- he and I have a, a, a lot of the similar taste when it comes to sour beers where you know you've have the uh you start everyone starts with the lindemans or whatever you right know, the cheap uh sour you know, quote-unquote sours and you just want more and more and this is the the punch in the face uh but a balance yeah as well that, that you're really looking for in a nice quality sour beer one thing that helped Jay this beer one thing yeah I'll, I'll leave some behind for him i feel bad <laughs> so i think you, he would guys, really he would really dig this that, uh, the hospital or could put in his iv bag, bag yeah. Uh, yeah. They, the color they might never notice you know yeah, right. <laughs> It's not like it's the brightest red. About, it's blood, right? Yeah. He's no, just bleeding back into his bag. It's fine. Talking about color, if this was a little sweeter, four loco. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. It's, a, it's an acceptable four loco for beer geeks. Oh, yeah. In terms of color. Maybe. Oh, this could be a four loco for beer geeks. Yeah. Yes. So one thing I think that helped this beer, too, is... Uh, <laughs> So, hey, Nate, before you answer the question, Phil yep. Labrat wants to know how often you brew. I brew, in the winter I brew a lot, so these days probably brewing every week, but if I had to average it out, probably once every five or six weeks. I wish I wish more, but no, sadly, Is the, no. Is the oven still a part of your process? No, it's not, actually. <laughs> That's I, right. You were, uh, what, yeah. holding your mash or mashing I was in mashing, actually, in the oven. Yeah. Uh, I got pictures of that on my website, destroy.net. If you go and look at the the uh, wet hop beers that I've done over the years, I got pictures up there. That I'm sorry, you can, I, didn't, uh, I didn't hear the website name. Destroy.net. Uh, no, I hear... It's, I think it's destroy. Exactly. <laughs> Go listen to the music section. You'll know what JP's talking about. Please do. Actually, I grew up with Nate. Uh, Nate's music. To be yeah. honest with you. So uh, I had pictures of the old oven set up there. Oh man, that was a lot of fun. But no, I had to grow up and put it all in the garage now. So I may actually even grow up further and get a real B three system one of these days. Or a bigger oven. Or a bigger oven. Two ovens. There you go. Taste it. The oven holds the mash perfectly. It kind of does. I mean, that yeah. way it was, yeah, it's it was a, pretty cool. It's a good cool, concept yeah. in an environment. Yeah, I actually have Phil Montalbano Before, to thank for that. He he gave me that idea many, many years ago at Fermentation Frenzy when I was first starting to brew. Before I got but, kicked uh, out of the kitchen? That's from my oh, mash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this this funky beer with cherries that we're tasting, I think one thing that helped it along is when I after I pitched that Y-Yeast Lambic blend after the BM45 yeast, I... Uh, I took on the arduous task of drinking a sour beer about every day or so after I'd pitched the Y Islamic blend, and then I dumped the dregs of that sour beer into the uh, you got a quota into the fermenter as well. So there's uh, you know Girardin and Cantillon and Dreyfontainen and uh, a little bit of Russian River dregs in there too. So it, whatever was able to take off from those, I think helped it a little bit as well. And adding the cherries later helped kick up. Uh, further fermentation and what may have been on the skin, skins of the cherries right. and, and adding more sugars to the so beer. So You could fully cr- recreate this beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just get the right drinks. Yeah, sure. Nate, yeah, did, did you no answer... To... Uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, please tell me, Scott. What was the uh, the base? Did you answer what the base recipe was for this beer? Oh, that's actually another uh, cool point I haven't touched on yet. This was uh, Steve Piott's uh, recipe in Brewing Classic Styles for straight lambic was... Uh, Really simple, and almost any home brewer, if you have the basic setup, can do this. It's just straight DME, about half and half uh, wheat and Pilsner DME, 
with a little bit of uh, about 5% uh, maltodextrin wow. to give the... To all powder. Give, all powder. Wow. So kind of, and you, you kind of want to give the yeast... This is focused on what the yeast are going to do. So if you're ever going to do a, a... You know, if you're ever so inclined and you want to be lazy if you have an all-grain setup or if you're just a, a um, extract brewer... Think about doing a sour beer if you like sour beers. You don't necessarily have to do a mash to do sour beers. You want to make sure that you have something like maltodextrin uh, to leave that stuff behind. I always do a two or two and a half hour boil, even with the DME when I make these beers, to kind of caramelize things a little bit more. But uh, it so, doesn't influence the, the color and negatively. It's kind of cool. You can do uh, these type of beers without necessarily having to mash. Although I think you might get a, le- a greater... Uh, level of depth and complexity if you're doing something like a flanders red i think you would need to but if you're just trying to do a straight lambic and then layer something like cherries or or fruit on top of it the doing an actual mash may sort of get lost over time yeah but when you do mash when you do an all-grain batch do you mash higher to 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 maximize the dextrins yeah i do i remember Vinny talking about their program at russian river they do like 151 they kind of do a you know, standard uh, mash temp. I like to do a little bit higher mash temp to leave the sugars behind. I brought another example um, later that we can, if we have time and taste, we can check it out. It's a uh, a Flanders Red, and I matched that at uh, 154, which I think, which was another recipe from Brewing Classic Styles. Uh, it's just straight up like that. Just did a 154 to let it have some residual sugars to let the that the bugs and critters work on. Give them something to have after the exactly. So that's another great technique that you can do in doing. But you know, potentially a mixed fermentation or a hundred percent Brett beer, do a, a greater mash temp to let the those guys work on those more complex sugars over time. I think that holds especially true if you want to do something like this mixed fermentation with a wine yeast first, or with a standard brewing yeast first, and then let the Brett come in later and give them something to work. Give on. them something oh, that'll be left yeah. over. Yeah, then. you want to give them no. something to do. Uh, if the regular yeast that you added first can mow through all that, then you're not going to get much okay. out of that beer. All right, so yeah. you can add dextrins to, to a, a DME a beer, which is pretty cool. And, yeah. you, and you could also add that to an all-grain beer as well, right? Exactly. Uh, post, post uh, on the cold side, you could do it. Is that That's right? also a good point, Tasty. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that before. Okay. That's true. You could add a dextrins on the cold side right. to put that back in. Yeah, yeah. as you go, say you decide, say your beer does go foul or something's wrong with it, you could add dextrins in the, and, and bread at the same time, basically. Yes. Yeah, that way maybe you wouldn't end up with a very thin, alcoholic little yeah. fizzy beer. Yeah, right. that's exactly. why couldn't you adjust your water profile as well? Like maybe you know high calcium levels or something. That's play with your water. That's a, little a good bit. question. I haven't played that with that as much in the in these funky beers. That, that the Flanders that I did, which which we'll check out later, had a a water profile that I used to accentuate uh, calcium chloride. But mm-hmm. that's the only time I've ever adjusted for a funky beer. What do you think, Doc? Well, the calcium chloride is going to get you a more full, kind of a rounder, sweet flavor. That was sort of my thinking. And if that's what you really want. If you want to have a more sharp beer, you're going to want to accentuate uh, a little more of the sulfides, so or sulfates in that. Calcium is going to... That really doesn't do much in the flavor profile. It's it's more of a uh, yeast helper. No, it's a yeast helper kind of thing. Uh, So I always think of... Uh, the, the water as 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 bef- when I'm building the beer and what what at what point do I want to have that beer and the end flavor of that beer. So if I want to have a a, a sharp Brett beer, I'm going to mold it one way. If I want to have a round kind of a sweet kind of thing, if I, I it depends on what fruit you want. If you want to have a raspberry, uh, peach, mm. I, I would rather have it sweeter and rounder. If I want to have a cherry. 
Yeah, more acidic. Or strawberry. More acidic, maybe. I want it more acidic. Oh, that's an interesting and, and, technique. And, and, and more uh, uh, more in, in the sharp. If flavor. you have it in the mind to do fruit from the beginning and just the water right. to potentially mm-hmm. accentuate that, well, that's cool. And I had a question about fruit. Um, and, <laughs> I'll bet. And, well, I'm, just, I'm just curious. <laughs> Not that I've ever tasted fruit, but if one were to eat fruit... Uh, no. Or experiment with fruit. Right, 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 right. Just hypothetical. Um, you know how s- sometimes you'll eat a, a peach or a cherry and, and the, the first taste through the middle is kind of bland mm-hmm. and then it's either really tart or really one-sided flavor or another. Um, how much of the flavor of the fruit actually comes through? You know what I mean? Like a, a lot of, you know, a lot of sour cherry or yeah. uh, strawberry comes through a little bit. Peach comes through a little bit. But is it more towards the end of that? Like, uh, like do a lot of the softer flavors kind of dissipate? So you don't have to, you, you know, you, you know a, what I mean? A lot of it has to do with the, the acid characteristic of the fruit. Okay. Um, and one end you got strawberry. Everybody thinks strawberry is a big, strong flavor it's really not it does yeah, not come through it's you like really a watery got, thing it's a, exactly it's a big watery thing and you're mm-hmm. really trying to push that through and you end beer you really got to over accentuate everything to get a strawberry beer uh that's why people tend to do raspberries uh peach cherries things like that because uh they have more gusto to that flavor and it has to do a lot of with the, the acidity that the fruit brings to it so always bring that into the, the equation with uh, what you're going to do as far as uh, which fruit you're going to bring into it. Uh, apricots are a good one. Uh, then you get into the, the funky kind of fruits that people don't really think about. Uh, maybe it's a good idea, but when it comes out in the flavor in the in the finished beer, it's just uh, I, I'm un, you know you're underwhelmed about yeah, about what yeah. it what it is because you didn't add in that acidic factor right uh or how much you how much of the the just putting more of it in there's not going to do it but if you uh change the water or change the 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 acidic characteristic of the wort it'll accentuate that that flavor much more Hmm. so think of that cherries work really good because they're (laughs) very acidic yeah Yeah. um but imagine like raspberries would be a little harder to work with but they've got a big punch to them and they really they it it, they've got a lot of the the, the uh, seeds in them have a lot of acidic quality too, mm. so you're going to get much more of that out of it. Mm. Uh, so be careful That's which what, what fruit you're going to be putting in there. Uh, we had um, uh, Mike in here doing uh, Mike the welder doing uh, the yeah. the um, lambics and he, as yeah, he's, Mike, as, Milam. Uh, Mike Milam, yeah, that was as, a good as, show. he said, you just you can't put enough fruit in there, and That's he he's, he's constantly adding fruit to his beer, and it's just never done. And some of these beers we had that were six years old that he was giving us that were just so fruity and so awesome. Yeah. Because he just really kept pushing the the fruit in there. And some fruits just need more uh, behind them in the recipe, uh, the water, uh, the malt backbone, the sweetness behind it. Uh, If you do a dry beer with strawberries, you're going to get nothing out of it. Yeah, my favorite fruit to experiment with is uh, Adamicus schumannicus, <laughs> which is weird. Uh, let's take a break. Uh, All when right. we come back, we'll. Uh, what are we hitting up? Some Flanders Red style, Nate? Yeah, Flanders Red after the break. All right, let's do it. Back after this, we got a fun game to play too. So hang in there. Oh, we're playing games. Yes, we is. Awesome. Okay. Listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. 
Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmaster's Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BNARMY in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Hi. I have a sixer of Lagunitas in the icebox. My roommate's gone for the weekend, and I'm wearing something flimsy. Listen, baby. I told you not to call me after 8. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I gotta go. Who is that? Your girlfriend? You loser. Set up, thug. Did you guys get the cauldron set up on the altar of my yard? Sir, if you weren't so busy getting booty calls, you'd know that. The hurricane furnace is using propane while you guys talk. All right, I'm using the scroll of Mosher to boil the first decoction. Nope, it's scorched. What do you do? Frack, scoop it out and try again. Thug, use your mass rake. You took too long. The color is now dark and past the point where you can still call it a pilsner. Yes, sir. I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. What's this, Poindexter Urkel? Dude, can't you see we're in the middle of a brew session? Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. (gasps) Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Do you belch White Labs 833 and crap Simcoe? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs. Ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping. Only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the Cylon Detecting Three-Hearted ale and the collector's item super alt mine's in mint condition because it's still in the box make 10th level at northernbrewer.com the editors of draft magazine want you to know their holiday issue has hit newsstands and they have a two-for-one deal this season just for you the holiday issue of draft is 100 pages of beery cheer sure to brighten any beer lovers yuletide don't miss some brewing network favorites among the top 25 beers of the year along with a few brews you may not have gotten your hands on this year and for everyone worthy on your list draft brings you their beer gift guide with the 18 best beers to give someone you really care about all in the 2010 holiday issue of Draft. And this season, when you give a subscription to Draft, you'll get one for free. Just use promo code HOLIDAY when you place your order. Coming up in the next issue, what do Bricks Keller, The Blind Tiger, and Falling Rock have in common? Don't miss the top 100 bars across the country in the next issue of Draft. The top 25 beers of the year, the top 100 bars in America, and a two-for-one deal that can't be beat. Visit DraftMag.com now and experience life on tap with America's favorite beer magazine. Hilo, what's it feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. It's the Brewing Network. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Yeah!
Welcome back to the show. All right. Uh, yo, we had a nice yo. little segment there with Nate. Nate, doing a fantastic job, by the way. Thanks, man. A lot of fun. You, uh, you speak as uh, beautifully as you look. Which is oh, just yeah. saying, uh, well, the show was good. And then in that true, way. True in the well, toilet. if that's a weird question, uh, weird comment, then uh, uh, I apologize. But uh, speaking of beautiful things, <clears throat> the king of segways is here. Uh, I want to talk to all you guys in the room. Uh, are you guys looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Yes, I am. Have you been fan? <laughs> As a matter of fact, fucking Scott. Uh, Backseat of the car too. You well, know? you're getting tired of myself. Let, let's I mean, face it. This, you know, this should be the maybe I'm Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. This should be an open. <laughs> yeah. Sam, are you looking Sam. to spice things up in the back of Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. Have you been yeah. fantasizing about getting a handy at Disneyland? No. Uh, been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous, adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer uh, you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. 50? 50, 50%. Excellent. It's almost like 50 cent, but uh, he'll sue us if we say that. Uh, but that's not all. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs. Sweet. Free. Three. Free. Three. Three free. Awesome. It's just a little inspiration they want to throw in. Plus... Uh, a free extra gift, so sensual that we can't even mention it on internet radio. You know, if you visit once, you might visit again. You should visit again. Trust me, I've been to Adam and Eve. Actually, that was where I, I got my first porno DVDs. Really? I bought uh, three of them at adamandeve.com, but I didn't know about any of the nice codes or anything, so I didn't I didn't get any, anything off. Nothing free. Right, I didn't know anything about it. Essential extra gifts? Nothing. Just the, uh, oh, what is it called? It was called... Uh, uh, free to- shipping. Toys for pussies was one of them. It's a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. the point. It's not that good though. But you know, it's it, it, it was it was it was a cool cool experiment. Jip the motorized uh, toys. The yeah. chat is pretty sure that uh, Adam and Eve would not approve of someone so creepy doing their live read. <laughs> uh, well, if, if you uh, go yeah. to... Uh, Did you ju- just lose a sponsor? Right. If you go to justin.tv uh, slash brewing network, you'll see I have one hand visible. <laughs> Uh, that was supposed creepy. to make it less creepy. Well, you know, a little bit. Uh, so uh, check out adamneve.com yeah. today for the special offer. Get 50% off of one item when you type in code BNARMY. How much off? Offer coupon on 50% 50. off. 50. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. And that code again, Chad, is? BNARMY. Love you. I love you so much. Go to adamneve.com, everybody. They, uh, they keep us here, and they have great... Great stuff. A couple of good show <clears throat> names uh, from uh, Brew Tattoo suggested oh. the handoff. Ooh. I like it. <laughs> I kind of like it. Solid. That's pretty the good. New Sunday show. Uh, Blobber Glop uh, suggested the one-handed yank your junk ball stoned on painkillers in the hallway show. That's also not, uh, not bad. A Bing. good one. A little short for just, me, just but give me an acronym. Uh, then there's an acronym. Yes. And uh, speaking of short, uh, B Dog says short-handed. I give it a six. I like. That's generous. I man. like the handoff. Handoff is pretty good. Handoff solid. Handoff is pretty solid. All right, Nate, what do you got for us, man? We're we're going into Flanders now. Yeah, right? we're going into Flanders now. So, and I didn't even know Brett was involved in a Flanders style. To be honest with there you, there you go. It's usually not so much. It's mainly a lacto-driven oh. beer. So we're taking a, a slight departure, but uh, you'll find that uh, the cultures that are often used in Flanders sometimes will have at least some small Brett contribution. So is that the Roselaire? Yeah, the yeah. Rosalair blend in particular. I'm not sure which one is in there. I didn't have enough uh, time to do extensive research to figure out which uh, Brett strain is in there. But tasting the Rosalair blend that I've <coughs> used a few times in fermentation, I believe there's at least 
uh, one Brett mm-hmm. strain in there, if, if not more. So I just poured two examples of uh, Flanders Red that I'd made based on uh, Jamil's recipe. That uh, one was fermented. Um, the, the glasses are labeled FC and F. P F C is uh, fermented in a fuck glass. Chad and yeah, fuck Petros. <laughs> I once says F U. Is that supposed to yeah, be? That was a special message for you, just because we love you so much. All right, what are we trying first? Uh, F C is uh, fermented in a uh, carboy. Well, uh, oh. first with a WLP one added, and then the Rosalaire blend added about a week later. Uh, in the F C, I get pineapple. Yeah, like straight, but like in the can, like ri- pineapple rings, not just like uh, yeah. fresh Ever pineapple. Had in the can. There's, like there's a little bit of that pineapple. Yeah, um, it, definitely acetobacter. In yes, this one. Uh, there's a lot of acetic acid vinegar, but it's. I hate that flavor when it's too much, and uh, oh. some beers I've had it's just way too much. But when it's when it's subtle, wow, yeah, and, you and want just, it subtle and, 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 and part of everything else, it really. Makes makes the beer. I mean, like this exactly. Right. This is a little dry too. I get yeah. I get a little dry on the, I, on the on the bitter part of your tongue, the the middle part. I've had some um, Rodenbach that's just so over the top that I just can't even finish it because yeah. it's it's that flavor, but just yeah. it dominates everything and you can't handle that. But uh, when you can get it that balance where it's part of everything else, right? It's it's I think that's it, uh, it is the beer, the idea, yeah. yeah. And that acetobacter should add a little bit of that complexity and mouthfeel, but you don't want it to stand so far in the front that it's not uh, right. not and a palatable beer. It's considered a big flaw in Lambic-style brewing. If I'm not mistaken, the Belgians uh, who do that style brewing at Cantillon and Dreyfontaine and, and uh, Boone and um, so forth, like they consider any uh, stronger acetic character a flaw. You should yeah. have a little bit of it, maybe. And Cantillon actually has a little bit, I think, more than some of the others when I taste it. But it's balanced properly. Yeah. They're, they're blending it to the level that they want. Um, a lot of oxygen in the ferment will get you way too much. Will get you much. plenty of it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, what are some of the vessels maybe you want to avoid? Uh, uh, plastic or- buckets, because they're so so oxygen permeable. Uh, barrels, especially small barrels, because of the uh, surface the surface area problem. If you got a small 10-gallon barrel, not good. Big barrels, it's you're probably a lot better off. Right. Uh, glass is great, like you said. The FC, <laughs> fuck chat. But um, <laughs> uh, th- things that don't permeate a lot of oxygen. At least right? you're saying it in front of your face, Chad. And it's true, interesting right? to compare true. because the actually the other glass labeled FP was the same beer made in a plastic bucket, or at least the first six months of its life. Oh, in your face, was, Doc. Wasn't was in a plastic bucket, did, did, but did it have the Rosalaire in it at that point? It did. Because I, I get a lot more in that one. Yes. more lactic. I get so much more lactic and and and, and acidic acid in that. It's one. big it's time. Just, it's like yeah. my um pucker in that. Oh one. yeah. So like, we're comparing the two different ones here. Okay, oh, comparing definitely. the two. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the plastic it, bucket. Let's oh, see just what's up. just look at the colors too. Uh, ones. Oh right, uh, one's, one's uh, darker, a little more oxidized. I think too. Uh, the, well, fir- the FC is 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 golden amber. It's amberish, oof. like, uh, and the other one's just red. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah. red. It's it, just, it yeah. looks like Justin bloody pus. It's really interesting too. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for someone to make that reference. But just to compare and contrast the the techniques, the one the ferment the one fermented in the carboy was oxygenated, like I would do any other beer. And uh, WLP-001 was used for the first week, and then after that first week at 60 degrees, then the Rosalaire blend was added, and I kept the beer at 60 degrees. With for, no more oxygen? With no more oxygen. Oh. Kept that beer at 60 degrees for uh, you know, the duration of its 
life as the active part of the ferment, which was about four months, were to uh, contrast it with the one in the plastic bucket. That was just straight Rosalaire blend added, no oxygenation of the wort at all, uh, no starter made with the Rosalaire or anything like that, just dumped straight in. And I kept it, they both had uh, one ounce of uh, French oak cubes, and I kept it at uh, the plastic bucket guy at uh, ambient temperature. I made this beer in mid-July in the Bay Area, so it was sitting pretty warm for the first two months or so. Just to really radically compare the two techniques of fermentation on this this same wort, and I definitely do get more acetic on the, the yeah. plastic bucket one, but it's it's not surpassed levels where I thought it would be offensive. It's actually still a pretty interesting uh, a sour beer, but you know a little bit uh, beyond the other guy in terms of uh, let me guess acetic. too much wort for the carboy had a plastic bucket. No, actually, it was really? intentional. Oh, really? I intentionally wanted to compare the two and then maybe blend for the final product and, and find something that I liked. I still haven't done that, actually. I only I only kegged off the uh, plastic bucket version of it yesterday. Actually, after the first six months, it, Vinny had suggested at one point, which I thought was a pretty cool idea, that you could do a certain portion in a plastic bucket for that oxygen permeation and then move it into a more oxygen-stable environment. So... The plastic bucket version of this beer, I moved into a carboy after six months and let it let it sit with a little less O2 exposure, and it sat there for... I originally made this beer on uh, July 4th of 2009, so it's been... Happy s- birthday, America. Yeah, happy birthday, America. Yeah. You make some Flanders. Um, so it's sad... <laughs> So it sat for <laughs> make a foreign beer, right? Yeah. So it sat for the last uh, year, almost uh, exactly in the in the carboy after the first six months in the plastic bucket. So. Um, FC, I'd give a freaking ten to. That's just an awesome it's beer. Pretty interesting balance, you yeah. know. Uh, the color difference the, blows me away. The, the F the FP too acetic. Yeah, it's just it's yeah, yeah nice experiment it's for not Flanders. A, now for a lambic or a creek or something like that. No, even though it's not you know um, cherries, but it looks like it. No, it's not a bad beer. It's but just, I get a lot of fruit. I, I just, I just stone feel it, it didn't, it didn't make it all the way to all the expectations. Right. Uh, and the other one did, and it was kind of cool. If I had these two, I oh, God, I wish I would have done all the other way. Yeah, I thought it would. The other one would be over the top, but the first time trying the style, I thought I would do two opposite ends of the spectrum and see mm. kind of where it, where it weighed in. No, that um, the FC is just <laughs> smoking. That's and you nice. and you pulled the um, primary uh, yeast off of there. Are you took no. the beer off the primary yeast? You left no, it. No, I left it. Okay, just left it. Just added Rosalaire on top of it, and just let it keep going for yeah, I, six months. Eight months I like to. Yeah. I like to rack to a secondary, pull it off, and and then add after that. But. That's normally what I had done in the past, but I figured WLPO one was so neutral and it would be okay, and you could abuse it slightly and not get anything nasty. Hopefully, I just worry about it being laying there dead at the bottom. That's another good point. But I was. Consciously temperature controlling it at sixty, sixty F for the first four months yeah. or so before I before I pulled it off into a keg. So I was hoping that would uh, keep its abuse level down and keep it from breaking down quite as much. I just, I just there's still dead ones there. Uh, true. No, no matter what, you got dead That's soldiers. True. Yeah, some. But Whether, you want to reduce them as much as you can. And Whether it'll get into what, the flavor what, threshold, what, that's nothing. Yeah, what's the flavor threshold of of uh, yeast sliced products? So it'll that's true. Challenging assumption. I think there, for some people bit. it's less than others, but yeah. Um, but, you know. uh, even even the FP is not a bad beer. It's just more aggressive. Uh, I might blend it's a, in. It's a, a totally different beer. Yeah, I might experiment in blending in a little bit of 
the plastic bucket in with the the carboy one for aging, just for fun to see where they end up in six months or a year or two. So, what would you say if uh, if someone wanted to make uh, a Flanders red? What what kind of uh, what kind of tips would you like to? Well, I might ask you know, them what, what, what direction you want to. Start I, that's them a in, right? good good question, JP. And I might ask them what Flanders red they enjoy. It was an virtually. awkwardly proposed question, but right? <laughs> it was good nonetheless. I think if yeah. they like uh, monks. Or something that's a little less aggressive. Monk's I might, uh, Cafe? Yeah, yeah. Monk's yeah, okay. Cafe. All I right. might say, right. okay, go the carboy route with 001 and then add the flat, the the blend later. Because that's a little sweeter? It's a little sweeter. And yeah. if they really like the, the sweetness in particular in that beer, I may actually recommend they add some sweetness back. But if you want something okay. a little bit sweeter, that's a good starting point. If you want something like a Rodenbach Grand Cru, uh, you might want to do something that has a little bit more acetic, something that's a little bit more aggressive, then I might recommend the plastic bucket thing um you know and then say okay you want to try and taste it for the first three or four months after you've made it and see when is it reaching that threshold of acetic and then transfer it off of the plastic bucket i mean a lot of homebrewers who have been homebrewing for a while have a plastic bucket with that spigot at the bottom you could take little samples off of that from time to time you know maybe once a month and kind of check in where it's at and when it's reaching the acetic quality that you want then consider racking it off into a, a carboy and lower its level of O2 exposure. Yeah. And between those two, you could find a, a Flander style that you might but like. The practicality is that it, it we're just, we just mentioned blending in passing, but really... Right. Blending is really how these beers are actually... You're absolutely right tasting. You make, so can you think of any approach where you could make, make two beers? That you, you would say so you, you would let that beer, say, go real acetic. Then you wouldn't have to worry about ever... You'd always use that acetic beer to add... A, Acidic flavor to whatever yeah. you're doing. You wouldn't. You could uh, worry about the other side of it on the other beer. I think, and I think as this, that was sort of my thinking a little bit in going into making these two the way that they're split. And if yeah, the plastic you, bucket you, version continues to, yeah, you mentioned blending was what you kind of had in mind. Right, you just haven't done it. So. Right, I just haven't done it, and I'm not sure how uh, how it's going to turn out. But as as that plastic bucket version continues to go more acidic, probably will save it, keep it off to the side as something like that. It'll be a blending... Uh, It'll be a blending component. Barrel, I guess that's... Uh, I think Vinny mentioned that one. I got a feeling Nicole's going to taste a lot of beer acidic. soon. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Throwing glasses in front of us, she be like, oh, again, really? <laughs> yeah. I'll get all excited about something. She'll be ready to like do something else. And you're like, oh, what the hell? Yeah, it's a lot of fun to play around with those blends and see if you can do it right. Blending is, is such a delicate art. I have most respect for the people that can do it. It's not... Not an easy well, thing. And as home brewers, what's nice is we're not trying to brew to consistency. Right. We're just trying to brew to what we're trying to get. Interesting one off. I know. Since like we're trying these. to make Rodenbuck, we're probably not going to do it because yeah. no. we can't just brew all that combination <laughs> yeah. in one. But we don't have to brew a Rodenbuck every time either. Well, that's true. And we're true. just trying to get as close as we can and make a, a what we were trying to get. But some of these brews have such long uh, development cycles. It's, oh, uh, yeah. You yeah. almost have to start another one before you even got the uh, learning knowledge oh, from previous. Exactly. What daunts well, me is these things. Oh, I blended a four-year beer with this new six-month beer. And how much of one with the other? And, <laughs> oh, God. And am I ruining yeah. both, or are they yeah. both okay? <laughs> yeah. I'm ruining both. Well, the, the story uh, with that, to go along with what uh, McDowell was saying, was, you know, Cantillon, that was the big thing, right? They tried to expand their brewery and build a new brewery, but they could never get the same qualities in the new beers right. as they could with the old beers because the the same mold wasn't there. That they brought ter- over the same cultures yeah, and do all that stuff, but it's very, things like that are very um, uh, territorial, very, you know, right. compressed into one environment. And if you, you shift one thing in that environment, you're going to get something different. Just like like you said, Mike, yeah. we're never going to brew a um, Rodenbach. 
we're never going to do it here, but we'll get close. And, and to what Doc was saying, that's the point of homebrewing, I think. You you find something, you target in on something that you want to change mm-hmm. or that you want to make, um, and you come up with something different, but it's still going to be really good because it's yours. Yeah. You know? um, was it Rodenbach? I was hearing stories where they take a taste out of the tank, and they taste it, and then when it's done, they throw it on the wall. <laughs> they just they, they throw whatever's left in the glass against the wall. And and you know it's gonna get let it coat moldy. the environment a little bit. Yeah, it yeah. coats the environment, the moldy, icky, whatever on it, and that's part of that whole environment in there. It's mm. in the wood. It's mm. in everything else. Mm. So we can't make that happen. You can't. No, no but uh, but we try. But you can do some it interesting things, I mean, right? It doesn't prevent anybody from trying either, though. I I usually <laughs> no. try my beers. It's not. It's not. Can I make that beer? It's like I don't like this in that beer, but I like. 90% of that beer. Can I can I breathe that out of that beer? Right. Uh, maybe it's too acidic, that beer. Maybe it's too uh, hoppy. Well, that's a pretty good one for me. But uh, <laughs> can I make it not happen in that beer? Can I make this beer better for me? And that's what I'm usually trying to do. That's uh, me going through the processes of, of malting, of... Uh, even ingredients and uh, recipe formulation, and then into the brewing part of it, and then the fermentation. There's there's so many facets to it, and and when we get into the Brett beers, it's all about after we're done brewing the wort. It's, right. it's what we do after that part. When do we put the bread in? When do we uh, raise the temperature? When do we uh, knock it out? When do we blend it? That kind of stuff. So. It, it's all after the fact at this point. Well, I got to say that uh, my favorite beer is this FP, the bucket one. Oh, yeah, like the bucket one? Yeah, it's a pretty neat one. I was pretty happy with it also. It's like uh, it's it's aggressive. It's really aggressive. It is really it's not, aggressive. Not as balanced as the other one. You know, it's kind of... Pe- fuck Petros. Fuck <laughs> Petros. I like fuck Petros instead of fuck Chad. Uh, and and, and if, if we had a beer that Justin would like drinking the most, you might it would be the other one. one. Oh, the yeah, second the one, one would be this one. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. See I mean, this saying. is a proper sour beer. I'm not a big fan of the of the Flanders style because I don't like the sweeter, the sweet combined with that kind of tart, acetic, uh, right. you know, nonsense. I, I just, it's not, it's not really enjoyable. It was when I first started, uh, and then I kind of grew out of it. I thought you liked tarts. I like tarts, but I don't like sweet tarts. Uh, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. You know and, and to kind of summarize it, I mean, it, it took me about three or four different renditions of doing sour, really aggressive sour type fermentations before I thought what worked, and you know, not oxygenating the wort, not doing a starter based off the 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 Brett Lactopedio culture, um, and also uh, adding long? adding dregs from uh, you know other sour beers that you may have around or can't get a hold of. I think that helps in just getting that that complexity in how, there. How long know? to leave it in the fermenter? Yeah, don't don't touch it. Just leave it alone. Let it sit for. Don't be afraid to let it sit for six, mm-hmm. nine, twelve months. But get a but get yourself a nice wine thief and get a, the ability to taste them. You right. know. Get in there and check them out every once in a while, just not every week, every few months. I think this is the first sour beer that I've had that I really like. And I don't really? know if it, yeah, I don't know. Nice. And even uh, Justin gave me like a, huh. uh, what, what was it, uh, Jibber? O- Oed Creek? or o- Oh, the Oud, uh, Oud Creek, Creek from Boone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, this, that's one of my favorite ones I, that I can get for sour beers from um, BevMo. Uh, you get the the different creeks and things, and they're all way too sweet. But you get the Ode Boon, and it's sour. Oh, really? Because Justin really nice. told me he traveled to Sweden. You're saying Bevmo? What oh, an <laughs> asshole! No, um, <laughs> he, he probably gave you the good one that he got straight from there. Oh, okay. But um, 
Boone Creek is one, and they have the Old Boone Creek, which right. is a totally different beer. It one's one's real sweet and nice for your girlfriend if you want to like do her in the back of uh, you know uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, I think we're gonna. I think <laughs> we're going else. Wow, yeah. with that one. <laughs> but uh, uh, the, if you want a sour beer, the yeah. Old Boone hmm. Creek is. So well, what what, yeah. do, what do you guys think I'm liking so much about this? Like I, I first wanted to say, oh, it's balanced or something, but I don't, that's not the right word. I don't what, think. Which one are you drinking? No. Uh, the um, out of the one you just the ordered. Oh, the plain bottle. Yes, yeah. oh, I think that's Chad's. Uh, that's my Flanders. Chad's Flanders. Oh, yeah. it is. Yeah, I, I poured known. it into the FP glass. Oh. I oh, noticed you, you did. See, I, that's why I thought it was, it was Nate's beer because I yeah. saw I saw Jip. I saw you oh, pour okay. it into the um, Chad. Look, it's it's similar. <laughs> I know it's exactly in the style of it, it, they're so similar, but uh, there's there's yeah, a little more one, a little less of the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a great beer. Uh, but it's it pouring in the same glass is doesn't hurt anything. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's got that more tannic. Yours, oaky. Is, yours is sharper. Yeah, it's that tannic sharpness. But I feel like that's not that's why I like it. Is I'm not getting sharp. I'm not getting hit in the face with anything. I just sort of like it. I, I it's a know. nice balance. It, yeah, it's it's balance. got a kind of a wine tannic to it. Mm. It's got yeah. a nice. Um, the sweet is still there. It's enough sweet. It's not very dry to where you get like that puckering kind of right. Exactly. Kind of kind of dryness to it. Hmm. Well, I dig it, and, and it should have that balance like that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one so balance is the right word. Refresh. Yeah. Okay. So, all right, you've come across the bridge. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I've. Yeah, I'm on the other side. Uh, yeah, the we the uh, last call for uh, questions. You can uh, PM them to me. Questions about Brett beer, uh, not about how much uh, uh, stamps cost and why the cost is so high. Or the, or the <laughs> atomic weight of cobalt or something yeah, exactly, like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we might get into that. Though. I love those questions. We might. <laughs> yeah, towards the end, if we if we ever did a, a show over six hours, I think it'd be. And then you take the atomic weight of cobalt, you multiply it times the moles, and uh, <laughs> some drunken pontification about crap we don't understand. Yeah, which is usually how it goes. Well, somebody here has to understand it, or we can't keep going on. That is true. Uh, speaking of keep going on, Nate, what yes. do you think? Uh, let's pour some unintentional Brett experiments. Oh yeah, let's get into that one if we got time. Sure. What, what do is, you mean by mean? unintentional yeah. Brett? Yeah. So every <laughs> if you've made enough homebrew, you have a, a batch that doesn't attenuate out where you want. <laughs> Sounds like right? Justin's homebrew. Yeah. So it's not unintentional. It's unattenuated. <laughs> unattenuated, but un- you didn't go into that batch thinking I'm going to put Brett on this thing. Yeah. Right. You make a beer that. And I think the beers that work well for this are probably beers that have a lower IBU in particular, uh, maybe a Belgian yeast strain to begin with, maybe a Belgian blonde ale, a triple, a dark strong perhaps, and oh, then uh, it conks out. Uh, even even a, uh, a higher IBU, maybe not in the initial bitterness part, but uh, if you've got more upfront hops uh, in the last 15, 20 minutes of the boil, that's going to all fade. So by the time yeah. by the fu- time this stuff kicks in and actually gives all the flavors that you want, mm-hmm. all this upfront flavor and hop stuff is going to fade out. So it might be a nice time to figure out when uh, they will meld together at 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 that break point. Right, right. Well, you know, one thing you could do is uh, split the batch. Mm-hmm. It is uh, keep half, say a golden strong, uh, pure as a golden strong. Mm-hmm. Take the other half and have the Brett. And then, you know, you'll get two different beers. But I think the interesting part would be to, to blend that back at the end. To, to you know, actually dial in the exact amount of uh, 
Brett character you mm-hmm. want by diluting it with the uh, yeah. non-Brett beer. With the original beer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Back to blending in for... I mean, the real art of doing these beers, I think, is really blending in. I think that's the only way back. you're going to get the kind of quality yeah. that you expect sometimes in a... In a, in a true Belgian beer. You can have a lucky, uh, you know, one-shot thing here and there and be able to pull it off. Yeah, and it's, yeah, you'd only be frustrated that you probably can't do that again. Exactly. I, I, I would say you probably have to be fairly familiar with Brett beers before you start into that kind of thing. So I'm just blending for, well, you well, blend for your own flavor. I, I remember the first time I, I, I tasted Orval. I read that it was voted the best beer in the world, blah, blah, Yeah, I didn't blah, understand blah. what I was tasting. I was just like, ah, oh, it seems like an old beer. Forget it. Well, yeah. No, I, I was like, holy fuck. What the hell's that? Yeah. And uh, I was actually brewing at the time with my brew party, and like, we, we split one, and like, oh my god! I bet you did. And I, I didn't think it was a beer. I didn't think it was <laughs> right. I, I, I tasted like wine, maybe. Or right. Yeah, it, 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 champagne. It, it tasted maybe. like stale wine. Right. And Orval is very one-dimensional if you if you should say in the brett dimension in the brett dimension yeah Very it's got distinctive yes it's, yeah, it's yeah. got some of those some of those esters and phenols from that 510 series yeah. yeast and then it's got that brett brooks lenses thing to bring the, but, the brightness but, but it's, not, yeah. clou- yeah. it's not clouded by fruit flavors it's not clouded by oak flavors it's, it's no it's, it's exactly it's straight up it's very complex and very simple straight up kind of like yeah. chad yeah that's what <laughs> Very complex. That's one reason why so I think nice. a, a beer like that is an interesting one to start from for homebrewers who want to play around with bread yeah. because it doesn't involve oak. It doesn't all involve all these other vectors like lacto, like PDO. It can throw, throw the beer, beer into all kinds of different places. Oh, right? You are smart. Should we call up no, Justin again and talk words. about vectors? Talk about vectors. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk to you about vectors? One last question for uh, Nate from the chat room. And by yeah. the way, Nate, uh, the chat is loving you. Say oh, they're blowing oh, up. Uh, these you're guys always are, awesome on the mic and you can roll with the sophomoric humor and you're full of great information. Uh, these guys it. in the chat rule. They're my buddies in NHC in particular. It's the only time I get to see half of them. Uh, he is the sophomore. Lucky you. Dakota Brewer. <laughs> I am part of it. Yeah, you're yeah. true, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> Dakota Brewer asks, uh, um, have you used, Nate, a pectic enzyme in fruit beers to help with clarity uh, post-fermentation? No, that's an, actually a great technique. I've not tried it. I'll have to give it a shot and see what works. No, if uh, I have. What do you think, Tom? Because oh, the um, chat takes back all the stuff. You, apparently, you don't. I don't have know the what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah. Doc does. Well, so I I, I go to the same same thing when I'm giving somebody a new beer and they see this cloudy thing. They really it homebrew. Oh, and they don't want to taste it. But it was really nice and clear, like Tasty's beers. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's very inviting it, that it, way. It's yeah, very, it is. It's yeah. very inviting. And if and <clears throat> if 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 it's a funky flavor to them, they don't blame it on the cloudiness and your process of oh you're not a good home brewer kind of thing so i try to put everything i can into it to make it make it more palatable which it, the eye has people a, like appearance they like appearance well, oh yeah well wait a minute. what about that cloudiness isn't there something that is a something something's making it cloudy right <laughs> not it's either protein or yeast right yeah and those aren't good flavors in beer I, when i see a cloudy beer other than a wisen mm, i'm right. thinking like yeah, I don't want that in my beer. I, I don't. I don't. I really don't like cloudy beers either because to me it's usually and most a, of the time you're right. Bite. It's yeah. a yeast bite usually. To you say, me, exactly. It's yeast and suspension. And it's it's usually yeast and suspension. The worst yeah. part of the hops are, in, are bound up in. Yeah, the yeast. and it's got that sharp kind of. It, it takes away uh, from uh, the delicate flavor hard from the beer. Hop edge. Doc just sounded like one of the Kennedys right there. <laughs> and I, 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 I really don't like yeast in my beer. <laughs> <laughs> so where's the magic bullet? Yeah. Man? Well. Um, we should, so I wish uh, you feel strong about this yeast. So anytime you're using. Uh, 
uh, fruit with a lot of like skins on it and things. They're going to have a lot of proteins in them. And with a, a pectic enzyme, it's not going to hurt the beer any. So I always throw it in there. It breaks it down. When, I, when I'm doing a cider, oh, same thing. Fruit of ciders, yeah. yeah. Oh, I want it as clear I've as I can get it. I've heard of those things. I mean, usually in ciders. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I, so I, I didn't say that. But. Insider. Insider. Oh, insider. Oh. oh. Entries. Oh. You missed that one. Oh. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys ever had Dickens so, cider? <laughs> we've Dickens had, makes some good had, cider. We've, we've had lots of com- competitors in cider. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Maybe, maybe you have. I want to take a caller. We got a caller here. Hold on okay. a second. Caller, are you there? Justin Bobistu. Yes, go ahead. Bobistu. Bobin Sea. Roofing me. Was that, uh, was, Nate, oh, what do you think of that? Oh, he was speaking German, but I could barely understand. Uh, mm. Yeah, he said, call me. But he called us. So I think uh, that was my dad uh, speaking Yiddish. Roofing me. What a jerk that Something was. Something like that, yeah. Alright, All right. sorry, go ahead. He actually asked, uh, how are you doing? And then he said, call me, and he hung up. Uh, the, I, there's a, a lot of good questions coming through now, and uh, we uh, have to sort of move it along, so I'll ask this final one. Yeah, final, final. Absolutely. Here we go, boys. Uh, Nate, uh, would you recommend pitching Brett to finish up a Saison after the WLP 565 craps out? If so, which strain? That is a common thing. To, to happen to people with uh, WLP 565. <laughs> and I think a lot of people have thought about adding Brett. I. Don't know if I've actually ever actually intentionally tasted a homebrew example of it. It could be a lot of fun, and I would recommend starting with uh, Brooks Lensis because Bre- yeah. uh, once again, Saison is a fairly hoppy uh, beer if you're making it somewhat traditionally, and I think that is a strain of Britannomyces that balances off. The uh, hop flavors balance off of Brett Brooks Lensis quite nicely. So that's an interesting starting point. So you could do that and then play around with others. I mean, I'm also, one of the things I mentioned the last couple times I was on the show or so is uh, batch splitting. So if you have two sitting around and they both didn't attenuate, you could try two different bread strains, for example. Or if you have one carboy that, that did attenuate well and the other that did not, split that carboy once again into two three-gallon carboys and t- try two different strains of bread. Maybe one Lambicus and then one uh, Brooks Lensis. The Lambicus being most aggressive. And Brooks Lensis being sort of uh, pleasant in the in the middle ground, maybe between the two, you'd find one that you like. And and also, yeah. you want to look at uh, what flavor profile you want at the end. Uh, most mm-hmm. of uh, what you've already got in there that didn't finish out is going to be that spicy saison flavor, mm-hmm. but you want to have it drier, and maybe you want to accentuate that. Uh, I I would probably maybe go into the the citrusy one. Which is the Klausini. Oh, that might be cool, too. Yeah, uh, that's also a good point. So splitting up the batch like you were talking about might not be a bad idea. That might be a lot of fun. Uh, you got enough that's not going to finish out, and it will help. But you're going to get a totally different... You might not get a Saison out of it. Might not. But if we understand anything historically about that Saison yeast, is that, that that strain that was mentioned is a mutated red wine yeast. And so some of the things I was talking about earlier about using the BM45 wine yeast and then finishing off with Brett is somewhat similar to what's being done there, perhaps. Uh, is that you're getting some of those fruity-like flavors from the, the wine strain, some of those interesting phenols that you get from that that Saison strain, then you're finishing off with uh, Britannomyces right. to dry it out. And you're going to get pretty minimal Brett contribution at that point. You might even uh, fool your friends and maybe even some judges if you do finish, finish yeah. it off with Brett. You may actually get the attenuation you want without contributing a lot of uh, Brett-like characteristics, so it's it's worth trying. So just think of what your saison wants to be, which is spicy, 
dry, refreshing. Dry, spicy, and, and refreshing. And, and look at the different strains of Brett, um, what you want to put in it with uh, that. What and, they'll give you. Uh-huh. And if it's almost all the way attenuated or you know, it stalls out at 1020, 1022, like they all do. And yeah, you might. You, it might be a good alternative to, to try that. Cool. There you go. Thanks for all the great questions, guys. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate it, everybody. Round of applause for Nate. Yeah. Coming Thanks, in. Guys. Nice job, Nate. Knocking it out of the park. All right. We do have. Uh, let's move on to our game. Yeah. We do have a, a, a special game uh, prepared for you, and I do have a special guest on the line to help us get into that guest. Are you there? Hello. Special guest. Oh, very, special. very special guest. We're more special than that person. Hello. Another plus one for Justin, minus uh, one for Jake. Announcer, are you no, there? Please, I hear your Skype. <sighs> really? The Ted Wimp? <laughs> All right, we're going we're to try this one more time here. <laughs> Ted Williams. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, I don't. The announcer guy. The, the voice over here, the announcer guy? Yeah. Side of the road interview. Homeless guy. announcer guy? Yeah. Oh, that's really current for you. That's 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 like for me. What do you think? I'm three days ago. Oh, wow. Think I'm in a cave or something? Well, no. But I mean, like, I, I've never even heard that, and I'm on top of everything. Oh, come on. Everybody's oh wow. About that. This is good. He's talking yeah, about the, the Brooks best segment right here. Brooks, Brooks. Yes. Never mind. We could do some stuff for us, maybe too. I just wish. I don't know what I wish. I wish that things would just work out for me sometimes. Well, how, 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 how about we take a break and come back for Drunk of the Week? No, we can't. Why? Uh, because um, you got no mu- more music. To we'll play. do some live. Because I have no more breaks to no, play. We'll do some live. Wait, I have a solution. Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, all right, everybody. We have two deaths in the end today. We're done. <laughs> oh, he's there. Vitriol. We're getting uh, our uh, we're getting our our friend to restart here. Awesome. Um, awesome. But I, I don't think we want to wait for it. Why sure we do? All right. Well, maybe I'll explain the game. What else are we going to do? Maybe I'll explain the game. So the game is called, it's the Brewing Word Switcheroo! Woohoo! What does that mean? So in this game, we have have some audio. It's a game. uh, Where we uh, play an audio clip of a a brewing word, a common brewing term, uh, backwards. And then you have to guess what that word is. Awesome. Front words. You know what I mean? So uh, I do have a couple of ex- examples. Oh, here, hold on a second. Like? This is not our announcer, but maybe he'll do the job. He just left. If you're gonna call, call. You know what I'm trying to say. Uh, so let, let's give it a test here. Um, how about? Let's see. Where are we? We are this one. Uh, what is this word? Malt. <laughs> no, I didn't have it up Malt. too too high. Uh, Malt. Yeah. Well, I would like. I'm gonna keep score. Blobber, hang on a sec. Blobber, are you there? Yes. You are there. Yes. All right. Maybe you can help us out. Oh, Blobber's microphone. Here, here, listen to this word. Soft Canadian. Spa. That's malt. Spa. Spa. Hops. Spa. Spa. Tasty says hops. Blobber, what do you think? Blobber. That's you. Yes. Okay. Did you hear that word? Hops. Is that what you think it is? Russian River. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Blobber gets the game. Wow. wow. How many it's beers not have free association no, that right was, now. That wasn't the first one you played, was it? Oh, you're drunk of the week. No, he, he played... That, that one's Hops. The first one was Spa. Malt. Spa? You think it's Hops? Yeah. Here we go. Hops. 
It is hops. Yeah. The, that wasn't the first one you played. It certainly was, Doc. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just low. Malt. No, no, no. There's no malt. There was no uh, ammonia that. So here's another one, just to get you guys uh, lubed up. So hops, I think, was a little bit easy. Uh, let's try this one. Lubed up. And the air. Wow. <laughs> let's try it again. Come on. And the air. Attenuation. And the air. And the air. Doc says it's malt. Blobber, what do you think of that? What am I? What am I listening to? What am I trying to figure out here? I'm all right, next call up on him. Blobber, I love you, but you gotta you gotta at least pay attention to uh, the show. No, it's like that country song where you play it backwards. You get your house, your dog, and your wife back. Right. <laughs> He's in Canada. The the, he hasn't gotten the uh, broadcast yet. Second like hour behind. <laughs> what word do you guys think this is? Forwards. In the air. It's a tough one. I'll do it again. In the air. Now, JP and I can't play, so it's up to you guys. That's right. So, uh, in this game, you got to think about the first syllable, yeah. and what in what common brewing term is that the last sound? In the air. So, uh, you hear it again. In the air. Hey, Shaddy, what do you think that is? Uh, t- sounds like someone's struggling to say words. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard that in sex before, haven't you? Come <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> This word Come here. This word in the air is this. Grain. Can you believe that? Wow. It sounded like so many more syllables. I'm not getting it? that G on the end at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a right. Spanish grain. Blobber. Spanish. Are you yes. with us now? Yes, I now I know what the game is. Okay, good. Blobber. This word in the air is this. Grain. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's push a jack too, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is push, yeah. 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 Chad's eyes are huge right now. He's just going, what the fuck? Uh, here's Blowing an- his mind over here. Here's another easy one. Haboosh. <laughs> what? Haboosh. Mash. There's a B sound. Is the first sound that you hear. Haboosh. Sounds like the Bush commercials where Haboosh. they open the bush when they open yeah. the can. Well, you have Haboosh. to realize when you, say, when you say the last word like in hops, right. there's a breath. Yeah. So that first sound is the reverse of it's someone breathing in, really. So take a look. Take a listen. Nate, what do you think that is? Uh, wart? Wart. Troob. Oh, Troob. Troob. Her bush. See, so if you, if you listen. Play it again. Play it again, Jipper. Troob. So yeah. if you listen to the way Push says the word Troob, he breathes out a little bit. No, let, me hear the, let me hear it backwards again. Okay, well, here's forwards. Yeah. Troob. All right. So it's <laughs> bunch of people in the chat got the troop. Really? Yes. Oh, those guys yeah, are good. good. Those guys oh. are good. So it's a successful game. Those guys are not drinking enough. <laughs> I thought this game no, sucked. <laughs> what is the, the point of the game? What are we playing for? Oh, uh, we are playing for some prizes. Yeah, we that's are? a good point. I didn't really plan that out very well, Chad. I appreciate you calling me out on the air. Instead of Sorry. Playing. Sorry. Um, no, you did a good job, Chad. Yeah. Just get away from me, psycho bitch. Well, okay, okay. old um, school. I don't, we're we're gonna have some stuff. So so I think what we'll do is <laughs> is we'll play just here, just for fun, you know. And then uh, we'll have uh, someone play in the chat. Someone from the chat can play. So the first person to guess JP's number between one and twenty-five, I'll write it down for Scott. <laughs> nice. Um, that will be um, that will be the number. Okay. So the first person to guess that number. Another Scott, word, Bobber said. 
No. He was talking, I did hear he that. He was talking about your girlfriend's ideal age, I think. Uh, actually, that's a little older than Wow, like the guess has come. Po- oh, wait, I got a right guess. Should okay. I, yeah, who, who is it? Mills. Adam Mills. Adam Mills. That guy's all over the place yeah, lately. He, he, yeah. he put in like nine yeah. guesses. I guess he was bound to get it right. <laughs> wow. And, uh... <laughs> Can you do that? No rules. <laughs> sure. Jack the Wild. Yeah, there's no rules. So uh, Mills, let's have hmm, let's have Nate play for Mills. All right, Mills. Okay, uh, give me that again. We'll we'll get one more listener from the chat. The first person to guess JP's number between one and fifty. So it's interesting. I've been hearing a lot about this guess JP's number game. And I always thought it was your phone number, and I was like, "How game. is anyone going to no, guess that?" It's the best uh, game ever, <laughs> Blobber. I got to get off the phone here for a sec. I might call you back. I uh, oh, uh, I got a, got a winner here. Aaron, Western New York, is correct with uh, twelve. All right, yeah. so Aaron, uh, Tasty McDole will be playing for Aaron. Uh, Scott, do you want to keep track of this, please? Because I'm sure kind of drunk right now. Uh, yep. And then uh, let's get uh, let's get a caller. Uh, first person to just call in, I'll just take it. Uh, we can have uh, Chad. Did Chad, do you want to be a part of this? Oh, yeah. All right, so Chad will play for our caller. <laughs> Wait, who's playing for which, Mills? Which Chad was that? Uh, Nate Mills. is playing Nate's for Mills. Playing for Second Mills. guy. I got Aaron. Tasty's with Aaron. Okay. All right. I'm just going to keep guessing malt. Announcer, do we have our announcer online? Please. Oh, fucking really? Make sure I'm hanging there. Right? <laughs> yeah, hair lip. Right. Well, while we figure that out, we have a caller. Caller, who's hair this? Lip trick a long time. <laughs> caller, hello. Hello. Hello, who is Please. this? Hey, this is uh, Blind Dog. This is Chris. Uh, Chris, Blind Dog in the uh, forum. Blind Dog, Chris, Chris, Blind Dog in the blind forum. Dog. Nice. You are pl- Chad is playing for you. Yeah, hair lip chat. All right, Chad. And let's get uh, let's get Doc uh, to play for someone in the chat. The first person to guess JP's number between fifty and five billion, like my age, would be uh, playing. Doc will be playing. I cannot keep up. It's actually fifty and one hundred and fifty. Between fifty and one fifty. Fifty and one fifty. Oh, this is going to be a tough one. It is kind of going to be time. Well, it, you know what? Uh, it'll do, Scott. It'll give me time to get our announcer back on, uh, on the line. There's an internet connection. Announcer guy. Do we have an internet connection? Where's that? Oh, he is. <laughs> We're so 90s. Ted Williams, is that the, does he live on the side of the road or something? <laughs> <laughs> no one's got it yet. Keep him coming. Oh, come on. No, no one yet. All right. How about between 100 and 150? Again, okay. my age. Let's make it a little easier. No. Nope. Waiting for it. Yeah. I'm 67. I keep seeing people make the same guess repeatedly. Well, because they're retarded. What's wrong with you That's guys? why. They've had a lot of IPAs. How about 120 and 130? Wow. Between there. We'll Basically one giving it, it to you. Yes. That means 108. That means 108, everybody. Still nothing. Really? God, it's like they're purposely avoiding it. P.F.L. Any winner? No, they're close. P.F.L. Oh, man. Well, you had to pick the hardest. <laughs> the hardest. Between oh, there we go. 120 and 130, that? that's hard for people? Junk it. Junk it. Jesus. Junk it. Okay, great. Junk it. Junk 128 okay, was fine. the number. All right. So, Junk it is playing for Scott. Uh, not, no. No. Doc, Doc. Doc is playing for Junk it. There we go. I'm very confused right now. It's getting very, very late. Uh, okay, so let's play this game. I think. Sweet. Right, let's try our friggin' announcer one more time. Announcer. Announcer. Hello, can you hear me? Oh, our announcer is our special guest announcer. Finally. Okay, announcer, I'm about to play your bed. Um, are you ready 
uh, to perform. As a professional announcer, I am ready to perform. Oh, this is that homeless guy I saw on YouTube, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Almost. Hold on a second, professional a announcer. Homeless guy. I'm going to bring you Thank up. You. I, I cannot remember the name of the game, but I will improvise. <laughs> it's called, it's the Brewing Word Switcheroo. The Brewing Word Switcheroo. Got it. Okay, I'll bring you up, I'll bring you up hot, and then, uh, and then I'll back down, and you'll start talking. Ready? Okay. Here we go. I'm going to fucking kill myself. I'm waiting for the music. I'm <laughs> fucking kill myself. I'm waiting for him to kill himself. Son right, of a now. Bitch. right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. A plug in? Hello, Doc. Hello. I love you. I love you too. I love me too. All right, well, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to I'm going to sing it for you because apparently I can't work a fucking thing around here. I cannot work around these circumstances. Okay, are you, you understand? Are you ready? In 5 4 3 2 Coming to you live from Pacheco, California, it's the Brewing Network, Switcheroo, with your star, Jason Petros, Pacheco, Tasty Nathan Smith, Master of Bugs, and let's not forget, the Doctor... Scott. <laughs> and Chad. And now let's hear it for your host. Oh, don't forget Chad. Don't forget Chad. Let's hear it for oh, and Chad. <laughs> JP. All, right. All right. Thank you, announcer man. I don't think it would have been any better with the real music, really. Yeah, Thank you for the applause. Uh, Mr. Announcer, you've done very well. I appreciate your time. Thank you. I will be expecting my check via FedEx in the mail. And don't forget, when you come to the corner of any street and you see a homeless man, give them money and a job. (laughs) Cheers and good night. Do we still have our caller online? I'm still waiting on my kidney transplant. Caller. Anyway, this has been the Brewing Word Switcheroo. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's just get right into it, because we know who's playing. Scott, you're keeping track of that. Okay, yeah, so okay, good, good, you guys good. have heard the... Uh, let's get another... Uh, remember, this is Hops. Hey, Sean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, here we go. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> Mark. Spa. 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 Okay. So let's start our first one. Now, first person to buzz in, and I will just let Scott deal with that because I just kind of don't want to, uh, will be able to answer. Uh, so our first word here is... Buzz in with your name. Not your hand. Chad your name. Chad Beach. Buzz in with your name. Chad, what do you guess? Ninkasi. That's what I said. That is incorrect. Incorrect. Oh. That's, what I, that's what I heard. Nishkaki. Oh. That, that it almost sounds like, <laughs> like that forward, right, yeah, right? Which is not the game at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> so the first this syllable you hear is an N. So think right. of all the brewing yeah. terms that begin with N. Uh, mills. Oh, yeah. Mills. Yeah. Go ahead. Attenuation. That is incorrect. No. Good guess though. <laughs> nah, not really. Okay. Caller, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Tasty, it's right on the tip of your brain. There. It's nowhere near my brain. Uh, okay, this will be a negatory. The actual word is decoction. Oh. Everything's got the word cock. I thought it was mash hopping. Every yeast strain. Mash hopping. Decoction. Mash hopping. Decoction. It's forward. I'm just fucking with everybody. Mash hopping. Uh, okay. Mash cocking. Next word. 
Listen carefully. All right. <laughs> Buzzing with your name if you know. Isn't that the night where... I'm not playing the game. You guys buzz in. Go ahead. Sorry, caller. I said fuck. Oh. <laughs> Almost. No. That's no. kind Anybody have a guess? It's like I'm playing. It's like I'm playing Aussie records back backwards. I'm 13 years old. Good parent. Yeah, a certifier. Was that true? Could you really get satanic messages from Rock Day No, but I mean, you can clearly hear by this. You play anything backwards, and it's going to sound like something. Doesn't it start with an A and end with an S? Beer schnapps. Beer schnapps. No, again, that's how it sounds forward. Right. Yeah, we're not trying to play confuse the word. Nobody has a guess. Wow. Oh, man. 0 for 2. I think this this game is a failure. Hot break. What? This game is hard to hear on the fucking phone. <laughs> you know what? It's not any better here. <laughs> Good point. None whatsoever. Let's try it again. Hot break. Hot break. <laughs> so you hear how he sounds. You got to listen to how he speaks. Hot break. Break. And then the, you know, backwards is. All right, let's move on again to, to number three. I, I, I'm, I'm feeling very defeated right now. K sounded like an S. Let's go, in, let's go to an easier one here. How, uh, it's a shorter one. Here we go. The number game. Here we go. S- sim- single syllables. Everybody, here we go. Florida. Ooh. Florida. <laughs> Everyone's scratching their head. Florida. What is the f- the first syllable sounds a lot I need like some different drugs for this guy. like an L. <laughs> I don't know. Just saying. <laughs> the drugs I got are Florida. Walker. Forty. 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 Anybody in the chat at all playing, Scott? Because Yeah, they uh, are, but they're all so wrong. Yeah. Diacetyl. Chat. <laughs> uh, no, no guesses? That's not right. McDonald, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you say something right here because I want to know what you're thinking. It no is no freaking clue. I know, but you look he the most deep like you're, you're you're playing the most, and I want to know just whatever to, word like, that you think it my is. My brain's starting to hurt trying to figure this out. Dick Vorloff. <laughs> What's yeah, a dick? Vorloff. <laughs> <laughs> Did he say Vorloff? That's what Vorloff. it sounds like. Forward. <laughs> I said blow off. Oh, blow off. Blow off. Uh, the actual word to kettle. There you go. Really? Kettle. Oh Jeez. man. Kettle. Sound like Dick Florida. is kettle. What? Whoa, that's crazy. Is this too hard? Is this new is, game? We're trying right, out. One more. One more. One more. All right. Uh, We're just warming I mean, up. They might as well be in Japanese. I mean, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. They kind of sound Finnish, <laughs> yeah, or yeah. you know, huh. yeah. some Czech. If, I know. I, I bet I could get some training where I, yeah, I could hear each of the syllable, each right. of the you know the sounds. Well, maybe a little longer. Themselves, right. Yeah. That's a lot of training. I could learn them. I think. Training. like I'm too lazy for that. That'd be like JP. Yeah. Could you use it in a sentence? Uh, backwards sentence. Country of origin? <laughs> Ukraine. Yeah, we need a hint. That's actually a good call, Doc. Some okay. slight hint. I'll start giving kind. you. Yeah. I'll start giving you hints. That's a not good like point. a giveaway, but here's a, here's another one in reverse. Stir. Stir. It's not forward. Backwards. Yeah. So you real confusion on the forwards backwards. Stir. You hear that last Stir. that last sound. That's the beginning sound. Oh really? So what well, sound? That's the key. So what sound uh, starts with a woo? 
because that's what it says. I want this to end. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I failed, I guess. A lot. Uh, tasty and Aaron. Uh, wart? Yeah. W-R-T, wart? Wart? No. Wart. Oh, Tasty. Aaron. Tasty and Aaron are the winners. Uh, are the leaders. leaders. Them, well, are that, was my, that was a bonus to me. Oh, okay. So that's a plus 25 to me. Okay. Because finally I got one through. Finally got one through. That was a plus to the chat room. Uh, oh. Chat got it too. Cool. Well, that's good. Good for the. Let's let's try it. Let's try it now. A harder one. Which I think the longer oh, ones. Oh yeah, let's get harder. Well, I think yeah. the longer <laughs> ones might be a little easier. Really? Let's try. Let's try one of these longer ones. Here we go. Heard our It's four fucking syllables. Heard our <laughs> What? So this is this is two words. Oh, two words. Huh? Uh, that is common. In uh, in home brewing, oops, oh, I almost it Bad beer. It no. ends with an R. Wife hates me. Heard Paranoid wife. Somebody start making wine. Okay, here it is. Forwards. Yeast starter. God. Oh, God. oh man. All right, we'll do one more. Here that's an easy one. Easy one, JP. This is easy. This is two words. All right. Oh, man. One word. Come two on. words. One word. Shimerwise. Shimerwise? Shimerwise. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself for doing Okay, here's the four. We're no Sour one. mash. Wow. I thought Shinerwise. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm deeming Tasty and Aaron. Tasty and Aaron. By getting one right, win the game. Well, uh, I think I got hops right. See, too, I have actually. people skyping uh, in right. with the right answers, so there are some people that are getting this. They're getting it, okay? So, yeah. so here's this one. They should drink more. What option? That you know, we know what I mean. That was mash paddle. Mash paddle. <laughs> oh, mash paddle. Here's a good one. The seal. What? Jamil? One more time, dude. <laughs> the Ness. N e s. That's the first part, right? Listen to that. The seal. What brewing terms ends with the the last letters S E N? Because it's backwards, right? Pilsen. Pilsen. Oh, fuck that one too, but it's really poison. Croison. Croison. Yeah. Croison. Okay. All right. Well, we tried a game, yeah, and it failed. That's tough. It failed. But you know what? We tried, yeah. uh, Doc. We pushed the envelope here. We you know beat this to into the ground. We yeah. annihilated this fucking thing. Now know your Yiddish. Not so bad, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I like know your Scott. Uh, Scott. All right. Well, uh, who uh, who the hell was uh, Tasty playing for? Aaron. Aaron. Uh, Aaron. Aaron. Yes. Oh. All right, Aaron. Why don't you uh, email JP at thebrewingnetwork.com and I'll get you uh, something from the goody chest. You know, we actually have like a chest of nonsense you know, that Jay has been collecting for like six years of <laughs> different shit, and uh, nobody's really used it. So, Aaron, uh, you're going to get some good uh, vintage. But it's really nice. Send them the whole chest. It's really nice. Yeah, it's stuff people want. It's, it's high-quality nonsense. dusty. Is way better. Yeah, a triple XL red Brewing Network shirt. Or something. From BNA1 or something. All right, what do you guys think? You want to take... Uh, uh, who the fuck is on the phone again? Uh, exactly. I'm not going to waste this buzz on you guys. Blind Dog, dude, thanks for playing. But why don't you... i tell you what. Why don't you send me uh, your address and I'll send you some BN nonsense. And send us some beer, too. All right? Yeah, right on, man. All right, brother. Thanks for playing, <laughs> Yeah, man. sounds good. Thanks, buddy. Sweet. Yeah, take a drug of the week. Bye. All right. <laughs> Whatever that meant. I don't know what the fuck he said. I think he was talking backwards. Uh, all right, well, uh, yeah. uh, tell you what, we're going to take a break. 
Oh, we're coming back? We're going to... Sweet. <laughs> we're taking a break. We're going to come back. We're going to uh, do Drug of the Week, uh, Moscow Brewed over the uh, no. holiday break. So nice. we're going to talk about tell that. Me, tell me, tell me. And uh, maybe taste some more Nate's beers uh, back after this. Sweet. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since 1921, Mundins has been a provider of quality malted grain and extract. What did he just say? That's 90 years of locally sourced grain for home brewers and professional brewers alike. All farm within 50 miles of our malt houses. What? I can't understand what this is. the last part. Whole and crushed malts, including wheat and peated malt, liquid extract, hopped and unhopped, as well as dried malt extract. Everything from beginner home brewer kits to all the ingredients an infant's home brewer needs. Something about trains? What? Language is this guy speaking? He's from Austria. <laughs> Mundins is proudly serving brewers in 54 countries and honored to be a leader in mowing. Can you understand this guy? No. <laughs> That's a really free language. Ah! Art from Mundins Malt and Malt Extract at your local home brew shop. Mundins. For brewing, distilling, and baking. Quality malted grain and extract for 90 years. Make your malt Mundins. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. The new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The The More Beer beer Deal deal of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the more beer deal of the day at morebeer.com. Celebrity voices impersonated. What's up, dude? Why the long face? Valentine's Day was awful. The World of Warcraft subscription was a strikeout. Ooh, yeah, I hear ya. A couple of years ago, the new Hoover I got my wife was a bomb, too. But last year, I found playfulevenings.com. What? What's that? You know, Mrs. Badrock's store. It's awesome. Totally tasteful passion toys. Are you serious? Yeah. What's a passion toy? You know, it's a central aid in the bedroom. Ooh. All kinds of stuff. Massage oils, couples games, lingerie, and books. Books? Yeah. Where do you think Tickless Pickle came from? Yeah, boy. Seriously. Fun stuff, and Mrs. Badrock takes care of the BN Army with 10% off. Go to PlayfulEvenings.com and click on Shop Online Now. Put BN Army in the coupon code. PlayfulEvenings.com. Thanks, Mrs. Badrock. You're a lifesaver. BN Army, it's Valentine's Day all year long at PlayfulEvenings.com. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. 
John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. What's funny is Bruce would say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. Sports beer. The home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. All right, welcome back to the Brewing Network. We uh, had to open up the uh, the windows here and air out the stink from that the way that last game went down. God, I stank you. That was awful. I want to apologize to everyone involved. Wait, I thought Justin was the guy who didn't For shower, that. man. Why did it get so stinky? In here? I know, right? I mean, I never want to play that game again. It's just tough because even if you know the word, yeah. listening to it backwards, it you would have no. It doesn't sound anything like it. Right, and I and I I thought it'd be it'd be it'd be fine. So. Uh, I'm just going to dock Still myself sucked. a thousand points. Then you know what? Just I'll flip the cards Jay, over. I'll give Jay uh, twenty five hundred points for, for for not playing a game like that. Uh, so right now we're going to take uh, uh, five minutes to talk to Scott, the producer, about his first brewing session. Yeah, uh, and then right after that we'll open up to drunk of the week um, and taste some more of Nate's beer while we figure out who is drunk of the week. Honestly, yeah, the whole thing was, I was always like, uh, you know, I I do the radio, you guys brew the beer. Right. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, I thought... Uh, and just, clearly that's work, working real well yeah. today, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, let me preface this. He, he tells me that uh, he, he brewed his first beer. Yeah. Where did he tell me? He's <laughs> in my dental chair. <laughs> he, yeah. he tells me that, oh, oh yeah, I brewed my first beer. Great. Is that, and, of course, I've got a million questions for him. <laughs> right. And he tells me this, and then I'm getting an injection. I'm asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Dude, do so, they just do that shit on purpose, yes, by the way? Yes, they do. Do they have well, your, their hands it, in your mouth and go, so no, how's no, work going? It, it was really part of my beer geekdom and everything else. Is I'm, 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 I'm getting an injection. I go, oh, I got, did, was, it, was it like all was grain? It, did you brew with somebody else? Was it a hot what, beef what, injection? What, was it, uh, you couldn't hold back. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm asking this question. He's like, yeah, my, my answer sounded like that game. You tell me in a second. I'm, I'm just spewing out all these yeah. these questions. Did you brew with somebody else? Was it all grain? Was it extract? <laughs> wow, how was it? And uh, okay, we're, we're done. Uh, <laughs> and he's and he's sweating because he's really hasn't had dental work in a long it's been a time. While. It's been yeah. a long, long yeah. time. He's got some pretty good teeth. But uh, um, you hear that, Scott? Yeah, flawless fails. You got good teeth. <laughs> so. Um, I really felt bad because my beer geekdom really came through, and I was asking him questions as I'm injecting him, and he's yeah. his wow. eyes are just rolling. <laughs> I bet they were. Yeah, we have a caller for uh, maybe drunk of the week. Caller, are you there? Uh, yeah, this is Justin calling in. 
and uh, I had a big announcement that uh, they were. I was feeling much better. They were about to let me out of the hospital. And then that last game actually infected my ears. <laughs> oh, man. You have another condition. Oh, fuck you. Uh, I now have staph infection in my ears. Yeah. Does that mean you get more drugs? I asked for them, but um, no. It, just, they, it does not numb the memory, does it? Nothing, no, nothing exactly. can do that. <laughs> nothing can remove it from my ears. You can't unhear that game. No, and I, w- I wish that you could, but uh, when I edit the archival, well, maybe I'll take it out. So now, n- now you're just going to sound like you're talking nonsense, Justin. Right, right. Well, that's true. Then you can give me a narcotic user of the week. You know, I'll do it, Justin. In all fair, it was an awesome game, and you just yeah. had too much narcotics. See, that's what it is. Doc. Because because you actually those words were spoken forwards. I just was hearing. Them <laughs> yeah, you're. What did he say? Yeah. 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 Uh, other than that, uh, you guys have been doing a great job. Um, I'm, I'm shocked that you've chosen to do a long show today. Uh, yes. But, uh, good, good work. Kind of didn't really choose to. I just don't know where to, to where to take it. You know, everyone's talking and they're they're giving up some great information and uh, asking great questions. And I kind of just let it go a little too long because I want to know too. And then I go, wait a minute, I probably should be running this stupid thing. Nah, you're doing great. If it's good information, let it roll. Yeah. As long as we know what Vicodin sounds backwards, we're good. Uh. <laughs> I could have guessed that one. Yeah. <laughs> I could have guessed that one, and I could have guessed Delauded back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you all want to know what Delauded is, Drugstore Cowboy, rent that movie. Yeah. Good movie. Uh, oh, awesome movie. It's great stuff, by the way. Yes. All right. Thanks, Jay. All right, carry on. Keep up the good work. All right, bud. All right. I'm surprised the nurse ratchet hasn't put him down yet. Yeah, right. I'm about to after that fucking call. Scott, go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so anyway, well, so yeah. To answer your question, uh, six days later, Doc. Yeah, I did brew with somebody else, and I'm, I'm brewing with a buddy of mine who is a uh, Bud Light, Coors Light, and having a hard time transitioning him to craft beer because his thing is like, hey, I like the American Light Lagers. I like that they taste like water and that they're easy to drink and whatever. And so uh, I, I was like, well, I'm going to have to brew something with him that. It is an easy transition beer. It's a gateway beer. Did, so, it come, did it come up where he said, can I brew that? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I've been in a situation where I'm trying to like uh, get a guy to come over to craft beer, and he's just, oh. hanging, there, just hanging in there. Usually the what I do is I just say, uh, go fuck himself. They just <laughs> yeah. 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 Fuck those guys. I, I don't have time for it. <laughs> no, sir, I mean, you I, can't. I may want to consider that. I'm just saying. It's a I, I did consider that, and yeah. my my friend is actually a high up at Electronic Arts, and so he gets me video games, oh, and so I can't oh, tell him to well, buzz off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, just tell him, really? you can't. I have friends that can. Right. And someday you can, too. Scott, you and I need to hang out a little more, then. Anyway, he... Uh, get their hockey game. It's excellent, by the way. Oh, yeah, NHL hockey. 11, oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. All is, over that game. It is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I, I basically told the guy, and I know I work around all you guys, and you guys can give me great uh, advice and pointers and recipe designs, but I was like, you know what, just, just to get an idea of how it works, give me a kit. Just, you know, I don't want to have to do any right. thinking on the recipe. And Tasty's shaking his head. But no, I'm, I'm just saying that's what you should do. Yeah. yeah. Well, so so we, we decided on Without a, asking us first. Yeah. I and I, and I didn't. I didn't tell any of these <laughs> guys that, that I was going to do it. Because uh, you get like an hour's worth of stuff. We'd be like, well, what the hell? Oh, exactly. <laughs> so, so we just decided on like a, a session ale. Uh, which is, so I had a, a grain bag and uh, a, big, a little thing of malt extract. and Bag of this, bag of that. Yeah. 
and I just cool. followed the directions. And uh, the thing that I found most remarkable was how easy it was. Uh, I was expecting it to be more complicated and messier and more time-consuming than it was. And it, it did take a lot of time, but it wasn't a lot of work. It was just a little work, and I know everybody listening knows this, but yeah. there's a lot, a little work, and then just sort of a lot, a lot of TiVo while you waited for it to yeah. do its thing. You know, yeah. <laughs> a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and so yeah, it was pretty easy. And I'm it's uh, it's currently in uh, still in the carboy. It's uh, it's done with primary, and now everything's settling. And then I, I just announced before we came back from break, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna bottle it, and everyone went, oh, no, 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 no. no. And I don't, I, uh, why not? Doctor said that. I, oh, you should bottle no, it to it, get it, the full experience of making your first batch. How about how about this? Uh, you get a two and a half gallon carboy from one or two and a half gallon corny from one of us. And you split the thing. You you bottle half of it. And keg half. And keg half okay. of it. Well, but why did you have the reaction that you did when I said I was going to bottle it? Because it's going to suck. It's, yeah, you're going to really, fuck it, it up. Taste-wise, really? <laughs> it's, it's, it's one more faction that you could screw it up. Mm. Uh, you can get an infection at that point. Um, it won't carbonate. There's a lot of things. It's uh, it's Most people go that route because it's cheaper. Um, it's cheaper to go that route because bottle you can gather bottles right you just throw some sugar in there and then cap it and you hope it comes out right but so many that it's the second half of problems that are going to come up mm. uh when you go into kegs it, it's just cleaner and more it's predictable clean. so it's cleaner but you i mean your whole world changes i mean you have to have places to store kegs right. storing 12 ounce bottles is you can put those in a lot of different places um i five I, gallon kegs just don't go anywhere i talked yeah, my wife into giving me space in 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 the kitchen refrigerator for a two and a half that's gallon corny because there's only smalls in there we didn't have kids that needed milk and things and it fit back there and that's how i segued into that one but there's there's probably what 48 chances of infection with bottling yeah, yeah, you get a lot of variability. You'll have and, like two good bottles, and you have one that for some reasons. Not yeah, good. and um, it, it's a lot of work. So many times when it came around to bottling time, it, it sat in a carboy an extra week because I just did not want it. I, wanted, I didn't want to clean bottles. I didn't want to tell my wife not to clean the house and vacuum or even be around well, when we're going to be doing this. Thing. <laughs> Scotty, what uh, uh, what did you think of the brain well, process? Well, uh, oh. What did I think of? Uh, yeah, because I, I, I want to I hear your, you know, I want to hear your uh, experience in, in bottling, not not reasons to keg. Yeah, uh, well, what did I think of it? I, I think that I, I got way too small of a funnel uh, for transferring from the. But big you're born with that, and, and that'll the, you learn how to use it. Oh no, you misunderstand. I, I literally mean the from the funnel that you use to transfer from uh, oh. the boil. Yeah, not you misunderstand. Not a wiener. No. Oh uh, no, that because I call my wiener my, my fun funnel. I see. And. Um, um, Sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. Uh, I uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, like I said. I mean, it, it was it was less work than I expected, and it was less steps than I expected. Um, and uh, I I I hope that it's uh, I hope that it's drinkable because I, I really want to transition this one particular friend of mine uh, into the the craft beer oh, lifestyle. Yeah. You'll love your first beer. Just Hands because down. it's mine, yes. basically, yeah. that's a big part of it. Okay. You know, there's your, nothing wrong with that. Your kids is ugly as sin, but you know what? It's your kid, and you still love it. You do have ugly kids, Scott. I, uh, I I do have one question though. How 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 imp- I know the, the instructions said how important the uh, sanitizing of all the equipment is, and I did sanitize. I made my mixture per the instructions. Um, but there there might have I mean there might have been me touching stuff in between the sanitizing solution and the beer touching it. Is that a huge deal? You're probably fine. which part touched it. 
my my funnel, as it okay. were. Okay. Uh, no, no, you're I, probably fine. My hands. Yeah. Uh, but, but your you're, hands, what, and they've been, they've had the sanitizer on them. I mean, you're yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I've been reaching. You're, yeah. you're That's probably, probably fine. fine. We all do it's that. Probably. It's, fine. it's when you go to bottling. You got a lot of bottles. Yeah. You got airborne stuff that right. comes into yeah. it, and then on top of that, you got to hopefully keep it at right temperature with the right amount of. Uh, sugar, sugar and 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 it just compounds the whole damn yeah. thing. Uh, uh, real quick, let's take a, a, a caller. I think I have a drunk of the week caller. Call you there. Call caller. Uh, I am here. <laughs> All right, who uh, we, who are we talking to? Uh, Scott from SB uh, on the forums from Tempe. All right. Uh, are you calling for drunk of the week, brother? Yeah, I think I might. Uh, so it's a tile cold on the bathroom floor. <laughs> you can just wake them up. I think yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. What's your resume, dude? Yeah, give it up. I don't know. I, actually, I brewed today and I've uh, been doing a little bit of uh, Scott on the homebrew. Did you pour? Okay. Did you Pretty pour a beer salt. before you started homebrewing? Give me your resume, Scott. No, actually, I did good. Hey. Give me your resume, buddy. What'd you start drinking tonight? What did you drink today? Early on. No, actually. Actually, uh, laid low early. Started, started brewing this morning about 10 o'clock or so. Yeah. And, Give uh, us the short version. Scott. Start. Scott. What's that? I'm going to cut you off because yeah. I love you. You've heard the show before, right? And we normally yeah. give people a lot of shit when they uh, when we ask them what, they're, uh, what they've had a drink and they start telling us about their day. You don't want that. You know how that goes. You don't want to be that guy, right? You, you think I'm not drunk enough? <laughs> no, I think, I think I think maybe you're 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 primed and ready to go. But I just want to know your resume so I can get you off the phone. This five years of drink oh, today, real quick. A, boom, 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 boom. We have a big line of people waiting to get in the, on the phone. <laughs> All right. Well, there's, there's, I guess maybe I might be not not be in contention. I don't know. <laughs> what have you I had? So far, you maybe, are. Maybe, but what have maybe, you had to drink today? Maybe I should have. He's not listening. Uh, just homebrew. I drank a bit of hefe. Okay, you had a hef. Um, Good start. Okay, go ahead. All right. Um, probably had a good. Oh shit! I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you had a maybe lot, I'm... man. Okay, how many? Yeah, maybe, maybe how I'm many? lacking though because I can't. I can't tell you exactly what I had. Well, how many beers did you have today? You know what? You haven't told us anything you had. Except a heffy. So he's had his boss. And, and, that's, not, boss. and that's not very right, strong, so you got to right keep now. going. Yeah, what are you drinking now, yeah. bud? Oh, so far, I have you loser. beat. I'm a loser. All right, well, I'll tell you what, Scott. Uh, oh. Call back. Regroup. Write, write your feelings down. Look in the uh, uh, recycling. lead loser. Look at the beers you had. Yeah, look in the, that's right. Look, look in, in the, the bottle rec- recycling yeah. bin and, uh, and call us back. Because you, you sound like you're there. We just need to focus you. Talk to your wife. She'll tell you what you drink. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I might. I, I, th- I think I am there. I think I, you are. I'm hey, pretty we, sure you I are. I just got to know what you had. I just need to know what you had so we can get you in there. <laughs> All right. Give hey, us, yes, good work. Good work you guys are doing. I'll call you back here shortly and let you know where I'm at. Thanks, brother. Uh, do right. it. Who are you calling uh, call short? All right, man. Talk to you soon. Good hey, work, guys. Hey, Thanks, guys. Buddy. Why is the why is the chat confused that I said I was using a, a funnel to transfer? Should I be doing something else? To your carboy? Uh, from yeah, to the from your kettle, kettle, to, kettle the to the carboy. Yeah. yeah. What else? Yeah. That's about right. Well, oh, they yeah, might be siphoning. Do. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, you, the funnel will actually oxygenate your wort, which what you want to do for the yeast, but it can also pull in some wild yeast. 
or well, some bacteria from the atmosphere. So the only other option would be a, a siphon? Yeah, a racket. Yeah, or yeah. you have a, a ball valve in your kettle. And then you yeah. open that ball valve, but that's for a larger right. a, a larger kettle. Right. Typically. So you, have a, you had a five gallon kettle, a twenty quart kettle. So you're doing an open um, open air transfer, yeah. and it's it, you could uh, get some contaminants Con- in there. Okay. Well, in fact, um, you do. There, it's in the it's everywhere the the wildies. Where do you live? San Francisco, the city. Wow. It's which that's been a, sort of a semi issue as well because it's been like we were saying earlier so cold lately that yeah. I'm thinking maybe it's you know did primary at too low of a temperature. I hope not. What temperature was? Oh man! In the garage where it was, it was probably fifty-five. And what Ooh. yeast did you use? Uh, whatever uh. the God, whatever the God gave me. Bring it inside for well, the was oh, it a powder before you? It, used? Uh, it was dry. Yes, okay. I had to hydrate it for right. it. So Got it. Um, probably yeah. safe ale or something like that. Yeah. If you want to swing by either tomorrow or tonight, I'll give you a two and a half gallon carboy, uh. Uh, a corny, uh-huh. and uh, you can put half in that. And you can bottle the other half. Okay. And uh, we can taste the difference on the show. Yeah. Okay. And I would. We'll, I, we'll do that. That'd be great. I'm semi nervous to have everybody here taste it. Hey, did you? That'll add, be good. Did you add the yeast to uh, the kettle? Fine. Uh, I added the yeast to no the carboy. <laughs> All right. Sweet. All right. Kettle. <laughs> that's a good Tour. start. Seriously. No, have people I mean, made did that? That. Oh yeah. Sure. Really? No. Pe- people, how about hydrating? How hot? Really? Did, did you sanitize the spoon before you stirred the hops in? Because you can contaminate the beer that way. Uh, yes, I sanitized everything. <laughs> Freaking them out right now. When you oxygenated, did you blow into it? No. <laughs> Did no. you breathe at all when you were brewing? Because nice. if you breathed at all, I had a scuba tank. On. All right, tour. You're on. Uh, you're on, man. What do you got? Drunk of the week? Tour. Yep, I'm going for drunk of the week. All right. right. Good. At a boy. What do you have, man? Uh, I had six pints of my Imperial Brown Ale. It's six point seven percent. Wow. And I brewed today, so I of course went for that Scotch. Uh, Hot word, uh, drink. I uh, can't remember who told me about that one. I vaguely remember that. You, you take some of your hot wort. Yeah, and then you 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 pour in uh, you know, like two shots of oh. of scotch. Really? Oh. Yeah, that's really good. Really? really good. What beer did you brew? It sounds pretty tasty. Yeah. Uh, I, sounds I like a fermentation a- in you know where. <laughs> in your gut. <laughs> your gut. Where the- I brewed. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I bought an American uh, pale ale. A pale ale. That sounds yeah. like it'd be really good, man. Yeah. Pale ale was yeah, good. Yeah. It was really nice. What else did so, you have? And right now I'm drinking uh, Dortmund to export. Nice beer. Oh, yeah. yeah. There what, you go. What, what, uh, Homebrew or uh, a dab or a. No, no, commercial. Oh, yeah. What, uh, so, what brewery? Uh, it's a small local one. So yeah. Yeah. fuck yeah. those guys. We don't get nice. good ones here. Yeah. yeah. We're jealous. We're jealous. No, all we get is tasties. <laughs> Which is pretty damn And that's okay, but I mean we went bit, you know. All right, tour. Thanks, buddy. And and, and let me just point oh. out it's uh, six AM here. Oh, so that's right. well done tour. It's a plus. Thank yeah. you for not saying AM in the morning. How long till you gotta be at work? AM <laughs> in the American morning. Uh, I'm not going to work today. That's a good act. Good, 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 good. So all right, bud. Right. Thanks, Tour. Bye. Bye. Uh, we also have Blobber on Skype, too, by the way. Blobber, are you there? Blobber? Blo- no. no. <sighs> oh, Blobber. I heard that, unfortunately. You know. Oh, come on. Can oh. you hear me? Yeah, He's coming can, through now. Yeah, with your you, same uh, homemade Hasbro microphone. Yeah, yeah where'd you get that? G.I. Joe. Radio Shack. Canadian Radio Shack. 
Oh, it's even worse. <laughs> it sounds like a kazoo. Radio Hut. <laughs> what have you had to drink there, Blobby? Radio Hut. Ice yes. Hut. <laughs> What's that? No. Oh, he's playing the game. <laughs> oh, he's, uh, he's yeah. trying to get, uh, attenuation, attenuation. What'd you drink? Yeah. Uh, urine. Uh, okay. Yeah, go Hear ahead. All right, go ahead. Yes. Okay, so I had um, I had an oatmeal. Uh, no, a a, a a bowl of oatmeal. Oatmeal stout. Okay. Stout by uh, Southern Tier, not creme, creme brulee. Okay. I very good. I had a uh, oh, um, an oyster stout. Oyster no stout. Did you give any balls? Ball balls. What else? Very good. And I had uh, uh, Fuller's uh, London Porter. Nice beer. Nice beer. And uh, all the sour beer talk has uh, made me pop open the bomber of Contio. Ooh, uh, nice. Nice choice. So Iris now and listening to uh, backwards uh, beer talk. Oh, Iris. Good thing you had a good beer for that segment. That was yeah, a tough right? segment, dude. Uh, uh, tell me about it. All right, Blobber. Thanks, buddy. You're in the running. Yay! <laughs> See, Jesus. I heard that. Wow, yeah. So I had turned you all the way Man. up because you're mumbling and then you scream into the microphone. Uh, yeah, I'm going to put something out I'm there. Sorry. I can't uh, I can't hear you. It's over. Should can, we take can, one more? Can our, can outside our, voice, Blobber. Outside Blobber. voice. Can our listeners just pitch in to get him a better mic? <laughs> please send please, Blobber man, $10. Man. I yeah. do have someone on hold please. Uh, for Sounds a Sounds like bit. a Canadian Muppet. <laughs> Caller, are you there? I think he is one. Caller, are you there? Hey, hey JP. Hey, guys. Hey, man. Who's code. this? Code. Hey, Code. Oh, I've What's heard. up, brother? Uh, buddy, the chat buddy, said buddy. that Code is hammered. Hackmaster General. Oh, man. You guys are all, like, distorted. I'm not sure if it's me or if it's you. It's probably you. Yeah, it's all you, baby. <laughs> the elite hacks are. We're losing packets between here and there, buddy. What's going on, Code? Yeah, Why are you so hammered? Because uh, you can. Uh, I can't get into that, but it's like six APAs. Nice. Um, <laughs> wow. Let's see. Lucky Bastard. And um, let's see. What else? Oh, Damnation. Damnation. Of course. Good no, deal. Good on, deal. Yeah. Working on the hangover already. 750 or 375? Yeah, no, I'm back on APA. What size is that bad boy? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's a big one. <laughs> Not big enough, probably. Isn't that your All back? I got to say is I hope that the servers don't go down tonight because you guys are screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Best hey, quote. Best hey, quote. Hey, Code, are you going to make it out to San Diego? Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking right. about it. I'm, you know, come on, uh, man. Actually, it looks pretty good. I yeah. think I'm. Uh, I don't know. Can I room with you, Doc? Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's I, gonna be a wreck. Code you, you and know, Doc. You, you, know you know it's gonna be. <laughs> I know. I know. I know where the late light, late night whiskey is gonna be at. Like, yes. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Code. Thanks yeah. for calling it. I don't think I've ever really heard you call it for during the week. Am I wrong on that? Uh, no, no, I've never, I've never won anything. So <laughs> I've never won anything. Oh. You won our admiration, though, and that's almost. All right, worth thanks, a year. guys. Thanks, Code. See you, Code. Take All it right, easy, buddy. On. Bye. Later. I love that guy. I right. don't like that part where he said, "You know, we're screwed if the, <laughs> <laughs> the server goes down." Yeah, oh, knock on man. some wood. It's like an invitation for somebody listening, right there. Right. Yeah. 
Some hateful BN guy. Yeah, well, he'll get him tomorrow. Hey, can I make a uh, quick plea before we vote on Drunk of the Week? Please no. do. I'm still taking Drunk of the Week. So if anybody... Oh, we see we have a call coming in. Go ahead, Scott. Um, I'm, I'm begging everybody to please say 2011, not 2011. It just flows so much better, everybody. 2011. 2011, Knock folks. it off with the 2011, please. I don't know. I kind of disagree. Please. Why? I don't know. I think uh, because it was 2010. Did you say 2010 or 2009? I said 20. I was begging everybody with 2010. Were you, were you the, the the dudes who said like 2009? No, that's dumb. Okay, 2009 was fine, but now yeah. that we've hit the decade point, yeah. 2011. It just flows better. You know, when I hit mm. 30, I was not 30. Were you? I was 2010. <laughs> <laughs> Just like now. What are you, 2020? 30. 2030. 2030. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I wake up man. every morning, man. I'm 20 years old. <laughs> that is pretty good. Uh, all right, caller, who do you have on the phone here? Come on. No. Caller. Oh, this is J-Bear. J-Bear, what's up, man? Um, uh, freaking hammered. <laughs> I've been drinking all day, thinking that Gritties was going to be on tonight. Uh, oh, were you you're uh, your East Coast guy? Oh yeah, I'm in Maine and um, from Auburn, and they have a brew pub right here in Auburn. And I was all pumped for this show, and I drank fucking Gritties all night. <laughs> and I was, yeah. And then we let you down, man. Well, it's actually Jay's fault yeah. because I couldn't handle that interview. Uh, no, so that, that's right. Jay's that's fault. I barely got through this. Well, if he wasn't sick, oh. you know, I barely got through this one. I squeaked by on it. What does this mean? It means he's gonna get, have to hammer it all over. He's gonna have to get hammered all over. All over again. Right. Uh, Doc is always a glass full kind of a guy. Yeah. In case you haven't noticed, working my way up. Uh, so what have you had to drink, Jaber? I know uh, a, a lot is uh, is yeah. A lot, but. I um. I've had uh, five pours off of my APA keg. That's uh, 20 ounces each. And I've had seven Gritties Scottish Ales. Wow. Uh, 12-pack I bought just for tonight. And I was hoping that that would bring me Drunk of the Week because I'm from Maine. And well, we could help you with some questions. <laughs> Maniac. <laughs> And it sounds like there's more to this, though. I'm guessing that if we told you tomorrow that, yeah, we had a, a show about the main thing and, and stuff, you would say, oh, cool. What? Because he, he wouldn't remember. Oh. Yeah. The main, you know, the main thing. We could lie to him. I think Doc's the, our next caller for Drug of the Week. <laughs> uh, uh, anything else, Jaybear? I can't dial. It sounds like uh, you've had uh, maybe some more. You know what I mean? I'm not saying. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, it's it's twelve fifteen on the East Coast. I'm ready for bed. I've been waiting for drunk the week, and I'm cashing out. I'm just uh, that's it. Cashing out. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, we'll make your call the last drunk of the week call. How about that? Are you horizontal? Because we gotta go too. Um, I'm about horizontal. Yeah, yeah. I, fi- I figure you're like laying in bed, just just barely holding onto the phone. Maybe you're at a forty five against the wall. Yeah, you know. <laughs> All right, Jay Bear. Thanks for calling, but thanks for sticking yeah. in with us too. Yeah, Sorry, uh, we'll get your guys on uh, soon. Don't worry about it. Yeah, no problem. Take All right. easy. All right, brother. Later. All right. So, final drunk of the week count because we got to get out of here. My fault for kind of running along. Um, yeah. Unless Scott calls back. Unless that Scott guy calls. Oh, I got to take this. I'm sorry. It's just one of these people I got to take. 
caller. You're on the air. Talking to me? I'm talking to you, brother. <laughs> I'm talking to you. Talking to me. I, I just wanted to be like my first call of 2011. Scott sucks. Thanks. Uh, Scott Jesus. sucks? Is that what you said? Well, I don't know. Why would you say? You mean Moscow or Doc? Bub? Bub. It sounds like Bub. It sounds like Bub. This is Bub. Hold on. Let him get his insult out. What what, what, (laughs) what, what don't you like, brother? Don't say 2011 to 2011. Fuck off. Seriously. I can't write the goddamn thing yet. And you're going to bitch about how I say it. Sit down. Is this a tiny little chair? Well, it's like a throw down corner. Are you uh, shut the fuck up? Are you it's is it that big. is this one of your uh, your uh, podcast? What's that podcast you have now? Why don't you give yourself a plug? Well, I wasn't going to give myself a plug. Well, I want you to. Now. Hey, Bob says shut the fuck up. Do, do you really want me to? Yeah, momentponder dot com. Just moment, not a moment ponder. Momentponder dot com. You're going to let this guy insult and me and then plug his bullshit? Seriously? And it, it's me talking about uh, how to uh, save yourself from. Being a dipshit like uh, Moscow over there. <laughs> All right. Now that, wow. now that we got your, your, your plug out of the way, uh, Moscow is the rock of this of t- especially today's show. So uh, hey. why don't you jump in a tire and roll yourself down the hill, oh, okay, Bob? Well, That's oh, my hey, boy. Sure. You I'll, can't I'll, insult my I'll, boy I'll, like that. Hey, Bob. Just saying, you guys are about the same uh, size. I'm going to give him a complete and total props. Uh, whatever he does for the show, um, great job. Um, doesn't not make him a douchebag. <laughs> what? Moscow, what do you think about and that? And that's okay. I'm a douchebag. JP's a douchebag. Well, Justin is a total douchebag. I mean, what kind of guy gets, like, hooker scratch on his arm? I mean, hooker scratch? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Have you had something to drink today, bub? Um, I've had a few. You want to be in Drunk of the Week, or are you just calling to be a shit? I'm not really calling to be drunk of the week. I'm probably not drunk enough to be drunk of the week. I don't have, like, uh, tile marks on my face. Hey, Bub, let me guess. You got the laptop on the shitter. <laughs> right? Uh, no, not right now, but I could walk into the bathroom yeah, and take a leak. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not a character, is it? Uh, I, and I did get the new, like, I got the little mini laptop, the netbook. Oh, so yeah. It's so much easier to take into the shitter now. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. So you don't want to you don't want to even be in the running. Uh, I gotta know what uh, what you've at least had to drink, dude. You can't call in and um, rip on Scott and then not be drunk enough to talk. You know what I mean? Talk the shit. Honestly, I mean, I listened to the press conference portion of the show. You know, the worst twenty minutes of radio that I've ever heard. But um, <laughs> I've had uh, while I was cleaning out the basement. I, I don't know. I'm I'm doing like honeydew shit and stuff. And uh, I had like three or <laughs> four du- duvals that have been sitting down yeah. there for I don't know how long. And uh, as long as they were down there, shit. I had I had a couple of uh, Vitsons that have been down. I they're probably like three years old. Like I don't even remember when the liquor store closed. They got to be drunk, right? Oh, I'm drunk, but I I don't know if I qualify as drunk. No, no, I'm saying that the, the, the beers were down there. They had to be. Oh, yeah, and like a Weizen. I mean, that's good for six months, right? It's a good three, four years old. It was less than tasty. Who left that there? Hey, I have a question. What the fuck happened to your car? It was like on fire in Minnesota. Oh, at NHC? Yeah. That's right. Your brakes locked up, right? Whatever happened. (laughs) Dude, that was... That was insane. I have no idea. It's fine now. I haven't done a thing to it. I haven't even taken it to the mechanic. Really? So I may, you know, it may blow up and like tomorrow morning I'm on the way to work, but whatever, you know. It's got 150,000 miles on it. I 
little shit like smoke filling a room is, is, is tiny. Small potatoes. Well, I, th- I mean, it's a very pretty car for you. It's it very is. pretty. And, um, it, it, you know what? When you've got daisies in your fucking car vase, most people don't. Um, people <laughs> it's actually a vase. Really <laughs> San Francisco, they do. You don't get because tickets. Because the cop pulls you over and they're like, dude, seriously. They already feel bad <laughs> enough for you. He has you flowers in the vase. You got flowers in the vase. I'm like, what's yeah, it's, up? It's, it's great. Car. You want me to do the breathalyzer? I'm zip, big boy. <laughs> I have flowers. All right, bud. Well, I'm not sure why you called in, but I appreciate you calling in. I might as well call in for the first show of the year and then not listen to the rest of them. So, oh, I'm peeing. Oh, that's great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. There you go. Yeah, where's his timer when you need it? Uh, I, we lost mm. the bub timer in the oh. move over. All right, that was the last one. Wow. Bub ruined drunk of the week for everybody. I want to get out of here. We're kind of way too long. I wanted to end at 8. <coughs> and uh, it's almost 9.30. So for drunk of the week, we had Scott with his hef. Uh, and I kind of want to mm. give him props to, to still be in the running because he was so drunk he couldn't pay a fucking attention. Yeah. But I kind of, you know, I don't really know. Uh, then we had tour, which it's uh, six a.m. where Spell he is tour. right now. T h u r e. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I still want to. I told Jay I was. I want to give him a show, a beer show, and call it a three-hour tour. <laughs> I think it'd be funny. <laughs> but no one. He didn't want to do it. Um, didn't get it. He had He's six. Too young. <laughs> he had six Imperial Brown Ales, uh, homebrew, uh, a Scotch Wart drink. Which sounded really good. Uh, and a Dortmunder export. He sounded pretty good and toasty. Blobber came in with an oatmeal stout, an oyster stout, uh, Fuller's London Porter, and a Cantillon. And then Code with his six APAs, Lucky Bastard. What is that? I don't even know what that is. A blend of Arrogant Bastard. And, and Lucky and 13, right? And, yeah. And- no, no. No? No. Wasn't it? Oh, okay. It's like uh, barrel-aged and then... Uh, yeah, it's good. And then nonsense. It's splendid, yeah. Right. It's stronger, too. Uh, and a damnation, and he said he was on his seventh APA at the call-in time, so he was pretty mm. wasted. It was about midnight there, too, or 11 at least. At least, right? Yeah. And then Bub called in with three Duvels, uh, two Weizens, um, which you can't have two more beers that are, are, are way opposite. Of each other? Yeah. I don't know how you follow three Duvels He's with Weizens, uh, but he should stay in the basement. You can't call in and, and say that shit. No, is it is it a dusty basement or a finished oh, off basement? I have Scott back. Sweet. Let's see if he I, can redeem himself he, real that, quick. You know, he should. In Hang the nick of time, man. He probably, he's probably scribbled down what he had. I hope someone hey, did for him. It's Scott. Hi, Scott. All right, let's try this again. Are you ready? <laughs> Hey, you know, yeah, my old lady wants to talk to you guys. Put her on. Awesome. We like old ladies. Okay. Young old ladies, mostly. Hey. Hey. <laughs> she sounds awesome. Scott, yeah. You Scott's old lady? I see why you married her. She got the same voice you did. <laughs> <laughs> you truck driver? <laughs> hey, hang on. Let me, let me turn my computer down. My old lady wants to talk to you. Oh, right. I thought she was. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Here you go. All right. Have at her. What's her name? Have at her. Hello? Have at her. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, like, yeah how dignified. What do you, what do you, I wonder what you're expecting now after that introduction from your husband of uh, have at her. <laughs> uh, did you say husband? Uh, oh. So, oh. Uh-oh. Oh. oh, wait. What is that? Okay. Oh. 
He's your old boyfriend. No, uh, the old man. Wrong, guys? Thank you. I don't know. Who's this? What's your name? <laughs> yeah. My name's Leah. Leah. Hi, Leah. And you are the uh, girlfriend, boyfriend? Girlfriend. Girlfriend of um, Scott. How yeah, is Scott doing? Have you watched what he's... He's not doing so good. But, but have you watched what he's consumed this evening? Yes, that is the, the important part. How many beers or alcoholic beverages has Scott consumed this evening? Um, Since I've been home, probably around nine, I would say. That's okay. pretty solid. Nine, um, let's just call them secondhand beers, because we don't really know for sure. Do you because think, could you name them? I would call it a secondhand beer. He's just drinking homebrew, but not, it's not like no. I mean, like really? it's secondhand information, right? Because I, I think I would, if, if I was calling in for my girlfriend, I would say she had nine. If she only had like four, because she wanted one or to win or oh. something. So I, I'd I'm tell just saying. She only had no, two. you know what? To be honest with you, I'm probably underestimating the amount. Is he a big boozer? Wow. Uh, no. <laughs> Does he get out of line? Does he hurt no, you at all? No. D- he's the he's the drunk of the month or whatever you call it. <laughs> oh, good. I think he might be. You he never know. Be, uh, is he drunk, drunk of the, of the month? Year. You guys hand out like crowns and stuff. Oh yes, uh, definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're. Uh, he he will be knighted. So we actually fly him <laughs> out first class, uh, and then we knight him on a show. With your sword. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And by sword, I mean sword. We actually right. we throw bottles at him you know until he dances. <laughs> So, <laughs> so uh, do you like this homebrew you make? Yeah, how, how is this homebrew? Pretty good. Do you drink it? Um, I drink a lot of it actually. Huh. So it it's, doesn't suck. Uh, never ending. Never ending amount. Good. That's good. Yeah, it's, that's a plus. Yes, it's very good actually. I've actually um, learned to say the word actually quite often. But anyway, <laughs> it's really like, delicious. Right. And have you ever passed out on his homebrew? Um, well, he did brew this apple wine one time, oh, and it was man. like... Sounds like a yes to me. Like, yeah, it was like, oh, I didn't even know what was going on. So it was a magical I evening. <laughs> I didn't even know what was because, going yeah. on. Uh, awesome. And nine months later, we had a baby boy. It was I really was. weird. <laughs> so, so, so. <laughs> he knows. Really, I would have to come to you for the info because I know what happens when I drink that stuff. But it's it's good. I mean, everything he makes is good. But I'm his girlfriend, so I'm going to say that. You have to. I think. Well, you, no. If yeah. you're drinking it, you're saying it that way. I mean, yeah. You you could say, well, I, I like this, but not his stuff. Well, unless unless you know she has no taste. You know, I don't know. Well, we know we don't know this. Leah, thank you for... Are you uh, disrespecting my palate right now? Are you kidding me? Wow. I was trying to make a bad... I was trying to make a bad joke about Scott, and it didn't work very well, uh, much like uh, the last nine hours of my life. So, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I've been listening. You say to yourself. Wow. Damn. Have you ever met my... Seriously, this is the first time... This is the first time I've ever listened to your show, and it's been really interesting. (laughs) <laughs> and it's been really fucking long. I've I've laid down for a nap at least twice, and it hasn't like, happened. Some of us have too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, God damn it! They're still talking. So, have you ever met my friend Bub? Yeah, I was like, seriously, these guys are really that obsessed with themselves. They're going to talk for this long. <laughs> but you guys are seriously really interesting so, and extremely fucking. Wow. Excuse me. Extremely smart. Yeah, you can't you can't fucking say that and, word on the air. 
Yeah, so so Brett, oh, Brettanomyces <laughs> just doesn't excite you in every way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's yelling at me now. I'm what did he say? <laughs> oh, you know, I tell you what, I'm going to bring some Brettanomyces over to so your house, and I'll show you what right. excitement is. <laughs> All right, Leah, thank oh, you. I'm Thanks. Grow up. For, are you? <laughs> Uh, because Scott automatically uh, wins if you throw up on the air. That's that's a uh, rule. Yeah, it's a, it's a rule. rule yeah. No, I can handle my booze. Don't worry. Are you sure? No. You know, it, it, it's it's. Don't worry. Automatic. Oh, I'm not worried. We're not worried. We're just I hoping was, he, he. I was, was hoping. Win. Yeah. Well, we were hoping you take the bullet no, for him. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna scratch Scott off. I'm gonna put Leah on for drunk of the week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah! <laughs> All right, Leah. Thank you for calling in. Uh, tell tell Scott to take notes next time, and uh, you know, uh, stay tuned. You might you might win. Oh, don't worry. We'll be tuned. All right, Bye, you guys. Bye. Thanks, Leah. Bye. Yeah. I like it when women call in. It's fun. It's a good change of pace. So I always like the way that they give it a different perspective on what's going on in the house. It's really interesting. He's laying on the floor. He's yelling at me. Motion for me to give me more beer. I think nine <laughs> beers. I'm not sure. I don't know. It's just there's, there's more beers there than I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> He's I winging at, bottles at me. I took at least two naps and you were still talking. <laughs> All right, let's get down to it. So we have uh, hands in the air for Leah as during the week. The lady we just talked to. She was pretty good, but I no? don't know, man. Okay. Uh, how about tour? Raise your hand if you want tour to be during the week. Spell it again. T-H-U-R-E. Oh. No. Uh, raise your hand for Bub. Bub was pretty good. Wow, hammer. what are we driving to right now? Dusty Vises. Oh, blobber. Raise blobber. your hand for Blobber. Scott picks Blobber. Blobber's doing all right. Yeah. And uh, who wants Code to be drunk of the week? Yeah, Code, code, code I think, nails All right. It's almost unanimous. Chad hasn't even voted yet. There oh, go. there we He's go. Voting. He's voting I felt now. like Florida My right there. All the votes slow. weren't in yet. <laughs> code is drunk of the week. Yay. <laughs> Yeah, Code. All right, Code. Good job. You 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 earned it this time, buddy. Awesome and I, code. I love you for it. I was going to throw out a mercy vote just for the main guy because I feel bad for him. The main stayed guy stayed up, Jimmer? drinking all the stayed beer. up, got his oh, girlfriend um, on the line, drank. You know, I was going to throw him Scott, a mercy vote. Fuck was like oh the Jay Bear. I've totally forgotten oh, to even yeah, yeah, mention yeah, yeah. Jay Bear. Come on, five APAs at twenty ounces I apiece had, and yeah. seven Scottish ales. Okay, that was my vote. Let's vote again. I had him a second, but okay, good. Code already won. Code won. Code one. Um, you know, Jay Bears get the second when we do that interview. He He's got to do it time. again. Yeah. Let's do it. Yo, he'll That's be right, back yeah. for sure. All right, everybody. Uh, Nate, thanks for coming in, man. I appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Jipper. I think appreciate we had a lot of fun. It. You, Nate, I don't see you enough. Let's do it again. Appreciate the invitation. Oh, yeah, we'll do this again soon. Yes. Uh, thanks to Mike Moraz for making those. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure, right? That's a big part of the show. Yeah, it. definitely. Yep. Yeah. All right, guys, thanks. I hope we made Justin proud a little bit. We did go uh, a lot over. Didn't know what I wanted to, but shit happens. You know what I'm trying to say? Well done, Jipper. Uh, thanks, buddy. Everyone in the chat, all the listeners, thanks for hanging out. Scott, I think you did a great job. I appreciate you uh, helping me out and trying to keep me on time, even though I still sucked, even with your help. Nah, you didn't suck. Scott's quiet now. Scott, don't be me. You're being did. me right now. He Come gets, on. He gets paid, say something. He gets paid per show and just yeah. diminishes. Is this the first non-Justin it? Sunday show? This yes, is the very first wow. non-Justin. That's crazy. Brewing Network Will show. it ever happen again? Stay tuned to find out. You'll never know. Yeah. All right, kids. Might Thanks a lot. Kill him first.
the love of that homebrew Can't get enough of it Homebrew, it blows my mind I love homebrew all of the time Yeah, I think I'll have me Well, I'll have me one right now Yeah, you know what I am talking about. So don't you give me that American. 